Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Pingree. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing, is coming at you on a Monday night. It's February 15th. I'm stoked for this show. I'm really happy. This is going to be awesome. Looking forward to a great night of Moto Entertainment. San Diego 2 Supercross has come and gone, and we'll touch about that. Lots to talk about that. Another win for Ryan Dungey. Joey Savacci won, though, and uh, pulls three points ahead of Cooper Webb, so that series is getting excited. And we have a great lineup for you tonight. I'll get to the guys in a second, but uh, don't forget, you can get this show on iTunes. You can get it on the Stitcher app, which I believe is back working now. You can also get it on the Pulpamex app. You can also get some cool, sweet drops on the Pulpamex app. Also, $1.99, you can listen live. On TuneIn, you can listen live on the Pulp Mix app. And if you're going to Amazon, click on the Amazon banner on pulpmix.com and take you to Amazon, and then that helps us out a little bit and helps me uh, afford the, these very expensive uh, guests we have in. One flew in, one drove in, but charges me exorbitant prices to be here. So he's also very expensive, but we're happy to have him here. Uh, first up, uh, he's the 1990-125 East Coast Supercross champion. He's a former agent, a former goggle man. He is a legend in the sport. He's been around for a long time. One of the best guys I know in the pits. He is Denny Stevenson. Debo, what's happening? It's fantastic to have you here. No, it's great. I can't thank you enough for bringing me out. Uh, as you mentioned, San Diego was Saturday night. Yeah. Got to got to go down there and hang out with the Budman, see a lot of old friends, and uh, steal a JGR hat. So I'm, I'm having a good time. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. Uh, and and you got to re- be reunited with Team Great Western Bank. Yeah, the first time ever, the four of us were ever in the same room or yeah, same be, building. Because for, don't, for, we had a reunion show, but Phil couldn't make it. Phil sure had a call in because right. he was busy sweeping something <laughs> streets. But uh, yeah, no, it was pretty exciting. Uh, and, and then, and just like any great, great, great reunion, it ended with after about five minutes. <laughs> after everybody said, "Hey, what's up? How are you?" Yeah, 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 and everybody just went their separate ways. And uh, <laughs> kind of like what the team did at the end of about midway through '96. Very similar, you know. Everybody <laughs> went on to solo tours. Uh, we thank you for coming in. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, out to San Diego. So you were there. You watched it. And then uh, we'll have you on uh, all night tonight to... Uh, and then I rewatched it uh, yesterday on oh, TV, yeah? actually. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like the dedication. Well, people... Uh, you know, like you, you live in Nebraska, but as you told me before, you rented a movie theater with all your buddies, and you went in... You, like, you're a hardcore fan still. You watch it all the time. Love like, it. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's great. You know, live TV, I've, I've heard it... In any sport, can jeopardize a little bit of the, the live attendance, mm-hmm. but um, and, and being there live was great on Saturday night. But being at home watching the TV is pretty fantastic. When you well. we used to do the job next to Ralph. No, uh, um, not Ralph. It was Ralph. It was Ralph. Yep. Oh six. Okay. Yep. So yep. when you did the job, now you see Fro doing. It. You're like, come on, Fro. You know, I, I, I sometimes just turn down the sound and count, uh, commentate for myself, <laughs> and. Um, it's uh, it is you know yeah. they're doing a good job but you know it's always I did enjoy it a lot I had a great time I did arena cross with Robbie Floyd before that okay and then moved into the, to, to the Supercross stuff and uh, you know you do anything um, 
for a little while, and then someone that comes in and does it after you're always going to nitpick him a little bit. But yeah, no. Fro and I being brothers and family, I, I think I gave him enough shit for that. It's a, he's got a pass now. Yeah, I love having you in here. It's great. It's awesome. Thank you. And we got the Debo helmet in the studio that you get so generous he gave us a little while ago. So. G-Dub helmet. Can't it go is. Wrong. Can't go wrong with and, that and, one. And, Although it looks like it suffered a few crashes. It has been through a lot. It was a rough year, <laughs> clearly. That might have been the Glen Helen helmet, the last national year. That might be the last national ever. And uh, <laughs> if anybody's ever ridden Glen Helen, they would understand. Yeah, exactly. Also in studio, he's our regular co-host. He comes in co- not enough, but he's back. Uh, Racer X Online, former 125 Supercross winner, Pro Circuit rider, FMF Honda, KTM rider, Primal Impulse rider, Moto World rider, Suzuki early days. Plano Honda. Oh, Plano. I forgot Plano. V. David Pingree. What's up, Pingree? Hey, what's happening? How are you? Good to be in studio. You and your arms are looking good. Well, Fantastic. You know, like, <laughs> oh, look at that. Fire. He's, in the, he's in the CrossFit now. Oh, Dave. I heard all about it on the way here. <laughs> oh. It's almost like a cult. <laughs> he, drank, he gave me some Kool-Aid and said, let's CrossFit, bro. You got CrossFit. You got a CrossFit. He made me get out and chase down like three rabbits in the desert. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in, Pink. You feel better it. about yourself, no, no, all, carry, all while carrying dumbbells. Yes. Right, right, on right. a rolling ball. Doing lunges um <laughs> also on the show tonight perhaps a guy you've heard of but jeremy mcgrath anybody uh no 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 no, no. Okay. no. thanks uh, for bringing him up though. uh buddy antonis i do know who oh, that you is know who that is okay yeah. uh and uh, also cody gilmore i know him as well okay all right looking forward to having these guys on it's gonna be great it's like a little what's wrong you want to jack it up a little, little more volume okay hold on how's that better that's, that's okay right that's right. good um yeah so looking forward to having all uh jeremy mcgrath cody gilmore Buddy Antonis uh, on the phone, and uh, David Pingree and Denny Stevenson in studio. It's going to be fantastic. Looking forward to it. And uh, we're going to give away a Fly Racing Trey Kennard F2 Carbon Replica Helmet. All you got to do is email the show, contest at pulpmechshow.com, contest at pulpmechshow.com, and we'll get to that. And uh, we want to thank the guys that we work with. Well, first of all, uh, Denny, uh, no, Ping, you're Ping. Yes. Uh, would you like to be brought to everybody by a camshaft company or a sticker company? What would you Cam- like? Hot cams. Hot cams. Yeah, hot cams. Hotcamsinc.com. Not is a the code. Pulp. Hot cams 2015 is the code. Hot cams unleash the power within 30% discount. Need a camshaft? No, but I heard my son's on listening, so I want to say hi, Riley. Do you need a hot cam, Riley? He doesn't. He's good. <laughs> and and you're, you've got a bike, but you don't need a cam. I did uh, run hot cams for a while, and now I'm getting a 250YZ two-stroke. So no, no, no camshaft needed. I don't even know. Did they, did they put cams on those? I don't know. Remember, I'm a rider. <laughs> Dude, Denny's coming back, Ping. Can you believe it? What? He's got to get a, get a bike. Oh, yeah, I know. We it, talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Huh. He's um, coming back on the right kind of machine, too. Oh, here we go. Uh-huh. The leader in design and development by high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of our show. A lot of privateers in the pits are using uh, Hot Cams, so why don't you? Uh, Denny, do you want to be brought to everybody by a graphic company or a sprocket company? Well, since Lou Lopez is no longer with Sunstar, I'll go with graphic company. How does that make any sense at all? Well, Lou Lopez is my friend, and he worked at Sunstar Sprockets when yeah. I raced. Yeah, we use Vortex, though. Vortex Racing Sprockets. Oh, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's go with Vortex. I don't even know what that other company's name was. Yeah, Roost, Roost MX. Pulp Nation saved you 20%. Go to RoostMX.net. The Cycle Trader uh, Rock River guys, uh, Colt Nichols, uses Roost MX graphics. Someone that else guy, we talked about on the that way That kid here. kills it right now. He's I know, so we were, good, we were trying to figure out where he was going to be next year. I know, we talked about that in our podcast today. Like, you, like look, Christina and, and Chris at the Cycle Trader Rock River team, they run a great team. So you keep, you feel bad about saying who's going to get them because they have them and they, have, they run a good team. But there's no doubt there's more money and better equipment-ish on another team. So I don't know. Like, we were talking about that today. 
if Cole Nichols, God bless him, but if he breaks his femur tomorrow and doesn't have any outdoor results, anything else, I still think he gets a ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like for what he's done through six rounds. Not only just his results, but he also it seems just like a really cool kid. Yeah. He's yeah. not an idiot. Um, <laughs> nope. He can, you know what I mean? He speaks really well. He seems like he's fun and positive yeah. and... And then I'm d- like totally sold on the kid. I dig him. And then if you watch the never the, met him, but I, he could be sitting here right now, and I wouldn't even know it. I don't know. I, I remember he podiumed one of the races this year, but I don't. That's Cole Nichols like. in the corner. I think he's hey. one. Of, he's now our producer. <laughs> yeah, but I agree with Ping. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I actually think I sponsored him when he was on Cobras when I was at Smith, which would have been about nine years ago, probably. So oh, yeah? I'd been about oh. that same time frame. I think possibly I'm, I'm guessing. Well, Roost MX, they got Colt Nichols on their team. They're killing it. 48 hour turnaround. They've been in business for 17 years. They make custom graphics as well. Uh, anything you need for your bike, trailer, <laughs> sticker kit, helmet kit, anything else. They have it. Pulp, the whole Pulp Nation section on their website. So that's awesome. RoostMX.net bringing you Denny Stevenson, the 1990, 125 East coast supercross champion ping. He's been around, man. Yeah, he has been back when, uh, you know, there were no energy drinks. No. And there were five, no, five uh, hour energy was just known as cocaine, well, <laughs> and you came to Vegas and you did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, after you won supercrosses, you did cocaine. <laughs> did you come to the cocaine after party? <laughs> um, hey, by the way, the guy in the corner is not Colt Nichols. Uh, he is our producer. He is uh, uh, running things behind there, taking the phone calls, everything else. Travis, what's up, Travis? Oh, hi, Travis Marks with an X. With an X. Yeah, the yeah. Cool way. Ooh, look at that. Ooh. Yeah, we don't do it the other way. It's lame. Is this guy a Nazi? I don't know about this. <laughs> no, I don't think he's a Nazi. Okay. Nope, nope. All right, just making sure. Okay, yeah. You got him behind me. I'm a little nervous. I keep <laughs> looking back. Uh, Travis, uh, you've got some stats to run later on a little bit. So. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about Pro Circuit team and whatnot. You're going to pick the questions for the BTOsports.com tweet at Travis segment. we yep. got the Race Tech emails. we got the X brand tear-offs. We have the... Uh, uh, NFAB JGR check-in slash NFAB question of the day. Did you guys get the high-volume situation figured out? High-volume? On the intro to that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tear-offs? No. Yeah. no. Yeah, we'll turn it down a little bit more this we, time. We, we had some people complain last week. I know. Yeah. I, I heard it just it. blast it. Yeah, we'll just does. go down a couple clicks. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy. We've got the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Also, forgot about that. Who we calling? Well... I have two guys I could call. Who? I was thinking it's appropriate. You two are in the studio. Danny? Danny. Maybe Factory Phil. Jamie. Yeah, we can call we, Factory Phil. Can we cold call Factory Phil? Yeah. Yeah, I can just hear him now. What? <laughs> or, or I was thinking Kenny Watson. Dude, w- that's or, funny. Or I was thinking Kenny Watson. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> that is him to a T right there. Uh, or, or Dave Castillo. Or, Shoot, he's probably or, somewhere. Or, or the cocaine dealer for these guys back in the day. We call Wardy. We can call Wardy, yeah. Uh, Should we call Troy? Let's call Troy Lee. You're always wanting to have him on the show. He would not pick up, would he? I don't know. We try him. Uh, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, and Nitro Circus all on board with us, too. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Danny, if you had a KTM, I'd go to KTMPartsExpress.com. Pulpamex saves you 15% over 35 years of experience in the motocross industry. Uh, we are here to serve you the huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. Their warehouse is stocked with a huge inventory of genuine KTM parts, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power ktmpartsexpress.com you don't have one hair on your ass unless this is your cold call tonight. i called him he called he texted me told me to keep my my name out of his mouth 
and and that I'd better call him back. And I did and left a voicemail. He never picked up. All right. We could try. All right. Michael Sleater, everybody. <laughs> he doesn't like me. What happened there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I called him a douchebag a few times, but That'll do I it. think it started with him. <laughs> That'll, well, That'll, there it is. That'll do it. Uh, uh, so, yeah, welcome again to the show, everybody. We appreciate it. We're, uh, we'll talk about San Diego, too, but I guess, first of all, you know what's really depressing is uh, I just realized this yesterday. Uh, 20 years. This is my 20th year on the circuit as a mechanic or a media guy. Yeah, I don't know how you're doing it. Dude, <laughs> I got we, problems. Danny and I talked about it on the way out here, man. That travel is like... I mean, it's just like a fisting every weekend. It's tough. It's tough. I, I flew one race so far this year, and I'm already burned out. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember flying races back a decade ago, and I'm still burned out. Yeah, Dude, it was crazy. 20 years I've been going to these races. That's the, We were talking that earlier with Dave. You know, Great Western was 96. So it's been 20 years since the G-Dub. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a yeah. that's a lifetime ago for some. Right? I think of all the things that we've done and seen, and I'm still chasing these kids around and asking them how their suspension was. <laughs> did you get tight? Did you get tight? Did you breathe? Did you breathe? <laughs> uh, depressing Man, for sure. You've kind of plateaued, right? That's how I feel. Yeah, I feel just maybe this will be the last show. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Let's, wrap let's do something different. Up. Let's do this whole thing. Well, I do have a Paul Pocky podcast. That's true. Are you into You're that expanding? At all? Not at all. It's, I will it's not bad enough. We have that. NHL Network on right now. I didn't even know they had a no. TV show. No, let alone a whole network. <laughs> Listen, you're from Omaha, bro. This cold. <laughs> they do have hockey there. They, they have actually. hockey. They there. have a pretty good couple teams. Yeah, we exactly. have one of the best in the in college. You and O. Yep. The nope. uh, the corn stickers. Have you heard of them? <laughs> no, no. Nebraska. I think, it's, I think it's pot stickers. Oh, whatever. Um, looking forward to having Buddy Antonis on the show. Do you think I can ask him? Whether he's a, will he answer it uh, properly if I ask him about the RC trophy for Arena Cross? Like, um, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't see why he wouldn't. Okay. I mean, he. Um, yeah, it doesn't. I cannot know. believe they didn't call it a Buddy Antonis trophy. I mean, uh, considering you know Ricky never raced a single Arena Cross in his career. <laughs> Um, to name I mean, the trophy after him does seem a little odd. I, I thought it was weird with the road to Supercross already, and then they well, kind of topped it. Apparently, if you win NASCAR next year, you win the Denny Stevenson trophy. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. The, yeah. You did drive a car once. Yeah, so. I did. I, I drove to a basketball game once. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, hey, let's go into, speaking of Arena Cross, uh, Jamie's on the phone. Jamie, what's going on? You welcome to the Pulp Show. You have a question about Arena Cross? Yeah, I've actually got two questions. One's a tech question, and then I do have... And a question about arena cross. Well, my arena cross question is, they I kind of consider them like the the minor league, I guess. Mm-hmm. But but they have factory teams. Do the factory bikes for arena cross are they equivalent to the factory bikes? No, no, Supercross? no. Uh, okay. Big Big Nasty was just in here. He works for the Babbitts Cowie team, which is pretty much you know the pro circuit team of that of that series. And he was kind of telling me what they do for their bikes and. No, they are not pro circuit. It's probably bikes. like what they would do for their amateur sure. riders, yeah. right? Yeah, they're, I okay. mean they're not stock. Don't get me wrong, but they're not getting torn down. They don't have the tightest tolerances and, and everything else. That uh, I think they were a little closer when there were two strokes. Yeah, probably. You know, yeah. When I rode for St. Louis Power Sports in '01, Mitch and those guys did my bike, and it was it was pretty badass. Yeah, and was, then was, 2000, I rode for Suzuki, uh, the Prime Impulse team, and my 125 Suzuki with the Bills and all those guys did it was pretty badass. Right. Um, but. It was a lot, lot more affordable to make a two-stroke 125 yeah. comparable to a works bike at the time than yep. one of these four-strokes, um, you know, being similar to what Mitch and Geico and those guys are running. Nasty was telling me about their maintenance schedule on a Babbitt's team, and <clears throat> it's not much. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Arena Cross doesn't put a lot of strain on these motors, so they don't do a whole lot to them, which tells me that they're not super high compression, you know, super gnarly valve springs, everything else. Yeah, I mean, so. what, you could ride one bike all night. 
right. two mains, a couple practices of heat racing. I think yeah. when you got still maybe 30 minutes on a bike. When you rode Arena Cross, where'd you guys put the cocaine? The bags of cocaine. We stuck it under the header pipe. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Keeps it warm. You don't get such a headache uh, when you... Um, actually, Riley's listening. Maybe we should... Probably should not. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What else, uh, Jamie? What's going on? Uh, well, my tech question is, I just pulled apart my slip-on Pro Circuit exhaust and my OEM exhaust because they both were having issues. Do you have any tricks to getting that back together once you put the new packing in? Because I know it can be a pain. Um, no, um, wrap it up, wrap the, the packing up, put a little, uh, uh, electrical tape around it to keep it in place and okay. put, put the muffler in a, in a, a vice and some lube and go to it, man. Go to town. We're still talking you about riding, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Check it. I got a boner. I, I can't, I don't even know what you guys are saying. <laughs> we're in Vegas. So, I don't know where we're going. It's, go to work. It's, it's not easy. It, sometimes they'll give you a pain in the yeah. butt for sure. But yeah, just work right. at it. So. Well, I'm going to bring it to Dallas, and if I see you, I'll just let you put it together for me. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. See you. All right. So you talking about getting the muffler back onto the header pipe? Is that what he was saying? No, repacking. He repacked the muffler. Oh. Uh, that's what he was calling about, right? Was that what he was saying? Travis? Yeah. Was that the question? Think, yeah, he said he had or, a tech question, but Or pulling the muffler off the header, because sometimes those <laughs> get, like, bound up when they get hot. Again, uh, video needed for that one, for sure. Okay, um, uh, this is Matt. What's going on, Matt? How are you? Hi. Hi. Hello. Uh, Matt, what's your question right now? Um, <laughs> I was wondering uh, how you thought of uh, Stroop's performance on his new ride. Bro, Stroop. 3-4? What do you do on the weekend? In two? Uh, no, you got a podium. Yeah. Do you get a podium overall or one race or what? It's good. I, I'm happy for it. He's on him. Regal's bike. Regal got hurt, so he's on Regal bike on the Husky Rockstar Husky team. You know, I grew up with Junior, and Junior runs the team. Um, yeah. So um, I, I'm happy for him. That's know. awesome, right? I mean. That's good. Dude, he, this kid was, you know, he had some issues off the track. He wasn't even riding for a while. We had him on the show like three weeks ago or a month ago. And he, was, he had a two-stroke that he rode once in a while, but he didn't own bike. and That ship has sailed on this guy, though, right? I mean, I don't know. Four well, if you for, can, I, I mean, mean, it's a rain across. Anything can happen, really. I mean, um, the kid's got talent. He's real fast. It has been real fast. And yeah. He could put together an arena cross career, but he's not coming back to Supercross. No. He says he was going to do some. I don't. But I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. that should I don't, be I mean, that one, yeah. Yeah, like, like what would be his – he would be a top ten guy, you know, but not that that's going to make you well, a living. Shoot, he's still got nine more years to catch up to Davalos, so – um, yeah, no. Congratulations to Marty. 72 career starts in that class. So how many you have, Bing? I'm not sure. I think you looked it up once. I did, yeah. yeah. I want to say you were like 48, yeah. 44 oh, or something. Okay. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Matt. Uh, Your eligibility's up. You can come back. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, Ping has really let it go. Like, I've tried to get him over the years. Like, hey, you want to do this? Or what do you think about that? Nope. I'm nope. Out. Well, the funny thing is I remember Ping when he first... I think he was still riding or something, and we were taught, We ran each other in Anaheim pits, and I think I was working for Smith at the time, and <clears throat> we were just seeing how what's going on and happening. We started talking about some people, and he's like, man, when I get out of this race and stuff, I'm done. I'm away from this business. I'm, not, well, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to be one of these guys who just hangs on, lingers, and hopes to maybe get a job here and there. Looks like you're real successful with that, Ping. Welcome to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. I have one more thing. One okay. More thing. What's up? Um... I want to give a round of applause to the Alessi brothers. Uh, top 22 f- finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, they made the main, bro. That's that's us giving them a round of applause. So, yep. 
Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, Matt. Um, yep. But speaking about Mike, 100th main event for that's, the 800. That's pretty good. 100 main events. 2004 was a long time ago. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, how many how many years is he? That was his debut, two thousand four. Uh, well, the, the, the end of two thousand four. So two thousand five was really his first season. But that wasn't even in the big bike class. This is a hundred. Maybe it's lights. Probably I think it's four fifty. No, because uh, I saw his original tweet that, that okay. Tony did. Yeah, and I thought it read that he had a, a ninety nine hole shots. So I'm like, is that possible? <laughs> then I went back and reread it. And it was starts. Oh yeah, so, in the four fifty class. Going the, on with those or, guys in the four fifty class. class. Yeah, so a hundred. Listen I, to me. So whatever that is, divided by 16, yeah. 17, I guess. I, I think when well, yeah. he took last year off from Supercross. So, I don't know. I guess it's good. He didn't take last year off. He raced Supercross last yeah, year? Yeah, he got hurt. He, he KO'd himself at Daytona, but he raced until then. So. What's one? Did he, did he, has he raced 450 every year? I thought he went and did, like, was going to do multiple series one year. Uh, no, he always rode Supercross. Oh, but he always outdoors rode super, he went. Yeah, outdoors he's done different he things. Yeah. Else, uh, and he's going to Canada again this year. Oh, yeah. To ride Cowies. So, um, but yeah. That, that, I mean. To ride Cowies? I feel bad about talking about Jeff because look he's had some serious injuries he's also gone through some stuff off the track but I gotta you watch him in the main event I don't know if you watch him Denny but he has zero interest in actually racing out there he doesn't have 20 laps in him I don't know if he's got 10 in him he has five in the LCQ all day long though to get in he was three laps down this weekend so yeah, like I mean it's I mean what do you do I don't know I mean it's it, to qualify for a, a main event a 450 main event you got to be pretty damn good um and he's got that the less he started him he gets out front and gets qualified in the last chance like he said it's crazy how much a big big a difference taking four riders in that last chance instead of two yeah yeah no 20 you know 22 man the main events a couple of years ago and yeah it, it's, a, it's, big it's a big difference it you're really absolutely is, right yeah. yeah how's your phone doing ping everything good over there it's everything's okay fine. all right just checking just double all checking all right no, no he's problem. seen if amber's called or text uh, yeah amateur hour <laughs> over here i i bet danny my wife would call five times on the drive over uh-huh she called only twice. Oh. Texted twice. Yeah. I called her. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you're totally I, letting me down. I bet that you would call me five times. I can't say much, Pookie. Like, well, I didn't want to come off like a psycho. I wanted to call. Pookie, Pookie's <laughs> the same way, so I can't really complain. Uh, hey, um, Brandon, what's going on? How are you? Oh, not too bad. I was just wondering about the 450 LCQ because it just seemed like it didn't make a whole lot of sense because when it was Clawson or whatever, they said they uh Cade Clayson, like, yep. Them. Yep. Yeah, because he jumped over, like, he cut the track. But it just reminded me of uh, guys seem to do that a lot or whatever. Like, didn't isn't that what Hanson did? Yes. Yes, it is. 2011? Well, uh, you actually, uh, Brandon, you got Ping going here. He, 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 Ping, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, I don't, first of all, it was a creative move. I appreciated it. Um, Hanson or Classen? Well, I don't know how you say it. Clayson? Clayson. 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 Okay, Clayson. Uh, you can't jump over the hay bales or the tough blocks or whatever. You just can't do it. They have to, you have to imagine there's a pole at the apex of the turn. And, and they you put can't poles in before. If, have, if it's a really pull. tight corner or, or like, you know, where it's obvious they're going to jump across it, they'll put up a pole. But uh, that well, one I mean, didn't I have one. I was thinking it was inconsistent, though, right? Because what they did with Hanny was when he did that, they didn't dock him or take his main event win away, but then right after that, they put a pole there well, so no one could do it. Yeah, Ping was pissed. Event. They should have done something to yeah, Hanny. They, I was very angry. They, they should have done something to uh, to Hanny. They did not, but it's standard procedure. Think, think Brandon, if you didn't, think if that was legal, you would have oh, dudes no, no, I yeah, launching from I the face of the triple, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, you can't have that legal. It was really cool, but 
from the view in the press yeah. box, Danny, you were right next to me. I, I said right away. No, yeah. yeah, I said right away that that's not going to count. Yeah, that's not going to work. And yeah. I was surprised that he himself thought it was going to work. The fact he was yeah, pumping he was, his fist was, and stuff. <laughs> like, if that line was so good, why didn't you take that every lap? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It, uh, I mean, it was, it was a good – I mean, it was a good try. And But I, he had yeah. to have known when he did it that this wasn't going to fly. Brandon, more times than not, they catch the dudes. And that Hanny example was one where they didn't, but it's always been illegal. I don't remember that yeah. one. It was Anaheim. Then, it was like third baseline corner. I'll never forget it. No, no. I was thinking, too, though, shouldn't have Schmidt just got it in the first place? Because don't they go by where isn't technically the finish line the top of the no. lip or whatever as opposed to the scoring lip? If you look on the face of the finish line, there's a white chalk stripe, and it's about two or three feet down from the top of the lip. And they explain and that. that yeah. That's actually where the, the, telecast. the line sits that the transponder reads from. So Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, I'm just saying though, didn't I? Because I, I just noticed that, or what you know. But then, back in 2013 at Daytona, they switched that for it was Bobby Canary and Weston Pike in the LCQ. And do you remember that when yeah, Pike that... got pissed and kicked his bike over or whatever? But then they switched it because they said that the actual finish line is the top of the takeoff as opposed to the uh, I think that in that case, it was the bottom of the, it was where the transponder line was, which was at the bottom and they've moved it a little bit. I can't exactly remember the specifics of that, but it, it's never been the top. It was, it, people oh, think okay. it's the top, but it's always kind of, it's been at the very base of the takeoff and it's been up and now it's in the middle. So it's been, right. it's been, been different, but this must be Brandon. Okay. This must be Brandon Clayson. Is this Brandon Clayson? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I think Schmidt should have gotten it. I yeah. just, it just seems backwards. Like it seems like they always say different things. Wow. Well, you know, well, listen. Give you that. The AMA is very consistent <laughs> at being inconsistent. Right. Yeah. So thanks, thanks, Brandon. Thank you, man. Not to crap right. on them. I mean, I realize it's not easy to walk over to Hanny no. after a win and go. Well, we're gonna have to take that away from you. Yeah. It's a lot easier to take it away from someone that no one knows in an LCQ or right. whatever. Um, have you ever well, done something like that, Denny, at a race? And you ever do a move like that that was legal or illegal? Has that ever happened to you? That's a good question. Did you do something I don't know. where you got away with it for 20 laps? No, I mean, no, I don't think so. But I mean, there's always been weird lines in outdoors. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, goes yeah. to a weird part of the track, and <laughs> right. you're like, that's kind of inside the where then, you're supposed to go, but there's a rut there, and the and guy in front of you is going there, and you just got past there. You're like, fuck it, I'm going there. And, and in your day, there's just ribbon, like, sort of broken, like, laying around there. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, uh, yeah, All right. uh, something like that. Who knows? Let's get to our first guest. Uh, he is a bajillion time arena cross champion. He is uh, now, I think, one of the more underrated riding coaches in the pits. He's done wonders with uh, Weston Pike, uh, also Justin Barsha, and uh, he's a proud member of the Great Western Bank team in 1996, fourth overall that year in 25 Nationals. Buddy Antonez, what's up, Bud Man? And the crowd goes crazy. What's happening, boys? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Good. Uh, Missed you, Danny, already. I miss you too, little bud. Oh, we we should have came we... to Vegas with us, I tell you. We had a lot of good talking. The cops pulled us over. Pinks threw a stash out the window. <laughs> it, it was pretty pretty amazing. Uh, the last time you were in, bud, man, I think it was too many. Uh, you were overserved a little bit. You started yelling into the <laughs> yeah. mics really loud. <laughs> that was Danny's fault. Yeah, it's always somebody else's fault, too. You know? uh, too many Danny's vodka fault. Red Bulls and a lot of slurring. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you for getting Denny to the pulp. That was the main. That was the main. Uh, yeah, Denny to the pulp. That's been a three week. 
yeah. process. Get Danny to the pole. I'm I like, look, it. you got him? Yeah, I got him. Okay, Ping needs him. Got to get him from San Diego to where Ping is. Got he was do. bugging out. He was bugging out last night. I just had him petting the carpet. <laughs> Pet the carpet. <laughs> the furry walls. The furry walls. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, Budman, um, first of yep. all, I guess thank you very much uh, on our Instagram account. I think uh, hopefully Pookie's going to post it soon. I have, courtesy of Buddy Antonez, an uh-huh. authentic set of 1992 Spitfire uh, Pro Circuit <laughs> Buddy Antonez pants. I know, man. Dude. Uh, me and Denny went deep in the garage today, and uh, they're in a nice little container and tucked away. So, oh, um, dude. They will be on display here proudly. Proudly. That stuff, man, that stuff was so cool. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah, um, it was. I remember it, that. that. That stuff was just so awesome. And, uh, you know, the colors and just how it was and, and the gear and I, uh, the whole process of the team outfit coming on. It was it was cool. Yeah, I, I guarantee you those pants probably got second behind MC at a race. Almost, almost guaranteed. <laughs> almost guaranteed. <laughs> There's probably roost on the front side of them from Jeremy. <laughs> from Jeremy. And, and, and MC is yeah. going to join us later, too. So, um, <laughs> Great. Um, first of all, uh, obviously, you, like I said, you work with Pike and, uh, and Barsha. Mm-hmm. Justin's hurt right now. But Pike mm-hmm. has been up and down, literally, with his fists at early on. Then he had, a couple mm-hmm. of last, uh, he had a couple of last lap crashes while he was in top 10 that set him back. This week was yeah. a step in the right direction, but it's been a rocky year for Weston Pike. God, it has been. And, you know, um, you know, just the one little incident with, with all that with Freeze, and it just changed your dynamic of everything. Right, right. It, it, it's absolutely crazy. And, and, you know, nothing necessarily bad happened to him as far as physically or anything like that. That should have um, changed, changed how he was doing, but it just changed his whole flow, his whole um, missing two main events right off right off the bat. Right, right. Uh, you know, you, as, a, as a coach and all that, you know, you, you're, you're simulating, you're getting ready. But those first few main events, that's what finally gets your, kicks your race speed in and going. And, and there's that your final notch in your belt to get going, you know, and, yep. and coming in two, two afterwards and then, you know, didn't then crash. And, ah, it's just, you know, tough, 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 tough. Yeah, it, it kind of just starts, stops your, uh, stops your mojo, you know, right? Right. Stop, just, it, yeah. it, great, great way to put it. Stops your mojo. Yeah. And, so, um, <clears throat> And then, dude, like, like in Oakland, he's eighth all by himself, literally like one of the last guys on the track, and he just mm-hmm. eats shit on this little triple thing and, you know, doesn't finish. Like, just yeah, – you, you know what? Yeah. And, and he was uh, – Eli had went by him, and, and uh, then he was catching Eli in that section because Eli was slapping it. We, we call it slapping it when you don't uh, – like, wheel tap off the top. You just kind of slap the bike off the front of it. Uh-huh. And, uh, ski ramp jump. And, and Weston was jumping all the way over it. And, uh, you know, I, I had walked, you know, kind of started walking away, try to beat the crowd back. And I guess I got to watch them all. The way <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that comes from, but, uh, anyhow, you know, he, he stacked it. Um, you know, so yeah, just an absolute bummer. And, and he, and he could have just mailed it home. Yeah. there's no one behind him. Right. Nobody. Behind yeah. him. He could have, yeah. he could have probably rolled everything. Um, and then, you know, that'd have been a nice, Eighth place on the board, you know. Yeah, no. He totally screwed my fantasy team that weekend too. <laughs> I bet he screwed a lot of people. He did. He was. I think he was a plus two, and he ended up thirteenth or something like that. Yeah. Did he ring his bell at all from that butt, or is he okay? His shoulder. He told me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, his his uh, he got his sternum. Uh, he got his uh, his forearm. Um, and, uh, you know, his bell's always rung, so you never know. What <laughs> <laughs> um. 
seriously though, uh, Danny, you've known Budman probably the longest <laughs> out of everybody here. Maybe uh, I would imagine. So, Sadly, um, <laughs> he's not. Right, a tr- he's not- he was all family before. <laughs> <laughs> now he's on the radio and he's just blowing you. Well, I, know. I, I don't even know you anymore, bro. Listen, I'm, tr- I'm trying to go for a compliment here. Are you? Yeah. He's really Danny. He, he Budman's done a great job with like Pike and Justin and. I don't know if people really necessarily thought of Buddy Anthony as, as a as you know this up and great riding coach, but quietly behind the scenes, Budman is this surprise you kind of his success and um, you know it, it doesn't really you know the only thing it's it's kind of surprised me is how well Bud is able to see and translate and and have done and translate you mm-hmm. know like we've talked about before other riders and talked about it before why don't you do more schools to be able to go out and ride and then come back and go okay this is exactly how I did it and then this is how yeah. I can explain it to you. To do it your way, or to do even better, yep. um, Buddy has obviously nailed that. Um, you know, we were talking today about how he teaches the schools, and he has he has programs set up for riders, not only to for them to create to start doing what they need to be doing, but then exercises to become a habit of doing yeah. those things. And Bud knows exactly how to do those things. And Bud was the same way with racing. You know, him and I would have a good time. Meanwhile, he's got, you know, behind the scenes working his ass off. I mean, he has a good direction. He has a like good Fro, Like Fro. Like Fro. Same thing. You know, we'd be ha- passed out. I learned, night from the, of... I learned from the master. Exactly. You know, we'd go out to Club Rubber, and, you know, I wasn't racing at the time. I was just on kind of my retirement phase. And <laughs> we'd wake up, and they'd go out ready for lunch, and Fro had already ran, you know, got up yeah. at 7 and ran 5 miles and sweated out all the Jack and Cokes he so, drank. So buddy, <laughs> so, buddy outsmarted you. Emig outsmarted you. You know, I was faster than both of them at one time. I want you to know. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, uh, you know, and, and I've done a few schools right. with kids and to be able to, you know, I can teach them the basics, but to take a pro guy, like what, what Bud has done with Barsha, yeah. what Bud did with Eli throughout most of his t- career up until last yeah. year, I think is, uh, is pretty commendable. And yeah. even with Barsha, uh, Bud, man, it's all about trying to just, Hey, shift up, right? Ride this 450, <laughs> like roll the throttle, right? Is that kind of what you're trying God. to tell him? Yeah. You know what? And, and with Justin, um, you know, when I started with him before the outdoor national, he's a, He's a bit sideways and lost, but not only with technique stuff uh, mentally, you know, mm-hmm. um, his riding, his riding was uh, going good, but that mojo we're talking about, you know, it right. had gone a little sideways. So, um, you know, and so, uh, you know, Justin uh, growing up as a young kid um, doing a lot of, a lot of coaching, he had some coaching um, at a younger age. So as soon as I started running some drills and, and throwing some things at him, he took to it like, you know, like, Boom, he's on it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's why that's happening. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And, and so it just it went up, you know. And, and finally, um, for me, and I've, I've told people this, uh, at Bud's Creek, for instance, you could just tell in Justin's eyes that day, like, he went out, he was just hammering practice. He was wanting the mud, you know, and that's part of the, the business of a mud race, of wanting to, to be in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, get, we get done with first practice, and he's washing his boots. I go by him, and, and I'm like, good job. And he was, he was up there, and he's like, oh, he puts his head down. He starts shaking almost like that, you know, uh, you know. and I grab him yep. uh, by the jersey, and I say, Justin, you are riding great. You know what I mean? I just shook him into it. I'm like, you know, and he, he looked me dead in the eye, and he's like, okay, okay. And, uh, you know, from, from that point, you know, I just, you know, I said some other things as well, um, but, you know, just got him, almost like shook him out of it, you know, um, slapped him out of it, you know, and then that day he just killed it. And yeah. then, uh, as from there, he, he took off. Yeah, it's um, been it's been nice won, work. Won the next race. Yes, thank you. So you know, from there, and then, gosh, um, 
uh, it's funny because you do say shift with Justin Barsha, right? So yeah. um, we were we were running some shifting stuff. Uh, one of the first first or second days I was working with him, mm-hmm. and uh, he comes to me afterwards. He said, uh, "You put a blister on my toe." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and I said, "Well, it should have already been calloused up there." Yeah. <laughs> and, and take that, but you know, it, it's just one of those things. And and as me and Denny were talking um, uh, this morning a little bit, like sometimes with the pro guys, uh, it's not about the the sometimes big things is about the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the basic things that there might be missing. Um, and, and part of my job is to make sure on that day is to make sure they're, they're firing all cylinders and not missing anything. And then, you know, take the weekend and go back and, and work on what needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, West, Weston, for instance, uh, this little week, this, pretty much the two weekends before he was struggling the whoops. Um, and obviously you go, you struggle in the whoops. You start messing with suspension. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, Johnny had done a great job of getting the bike prepared and working on it. And then finally, I'm like, you know, I got to switch his body position. And uh, we switched his body position. And this week he was he was great, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it was one of those things where uh, Jeremy Albrecht is all, you know, well, you know well, well, why is he doing that all of a sudden? You know, didn't you? I go, well, when I first started with him, he was back. I moved him forward. And then he was you know, really good in the whoops all last year. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden, a mm-hmm. little thing Losing that mojo, a little hiccup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then we, so, you know, and one thing people too, I think, forget is like you're talking about the bike setup. You know, guys get the bikes so set up for at practice where they're just hammering, and then they get into a race where they kind of start backing it down, start thinking too much, and then that bike doesn't react like it should because they're not in that same race mode. Exactly. And, yeah, you got a great point. Yeah. So, oh, great point. Great then. point. See, wow. excellent. Maybe you can. I make, told him to say that. Maybe Budman could farm <laughs> out the Nebraska. Uh, I was just impressed, you know, this whole weekend, instead of me being up in the stands drinking beers, I got to send pretty much Shadow Bud all weekend. Right, yeah. You know, I, I rode with him to the you know, golf cart to practice back and forth. And, you know, Bud, and I, I don't know, probably a lot of the race riding coaches, even some of the trainers that come to the races, it's so mental. You know, Bud is not, Bud's pissed off. Like, he was like, yeah, didn't yeah. like what shit was going on in practice. Wait, Wes, and he'd come back and let Wes know, like, hey, wow. you know. Bud doesn't seem like the type of guy. You know, no. right? You know, and, and, Bud's always happy. And I think that's, that helps these guys a lot because once you right. come there, uh, you know, you really want to listen to your team manager yell at you. Do you want to listen to your mechanic yell at you? You know, somebody who's there in your corner every single day like Bud is in a sense. They're there, but yeah. watching you ride, yeah. Bud can see it, and then he can remind Wes and show him on tape. You know, we didn't really have much videotaping back in the 90s. But just someone there constantly reminding you, well, not videotaping <laughs> on the track exactly. But so, okay. well, one thing oh. I like about you know, like what Bud does, I think he's really good at it. We've always, we talk a lot about how much of a mental basket case riders yes, are. And yes. I mean, it's, it's so hard to get confidence once you don't have or you lose it. And I feel like really that's all Justin's missing. You know, yeah, there's little things he could always make yeah. his riding better. But mm. last summer when it, when it turned on, all of a sudden, Couldn't be beat. he's amazing. Yeah, so yeah, how, you know, yeah. there's only one explanation for that, and that's upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Buddy's mm-hmm. really good at um, helping guys fix little things when he sees little things. But he's just a real positive uh, vibe. You know, he comes in with a lot right. of energy. He's, you know, yeah. that's what we call him, Buzz. He's just, like, real happy and, you know, going and full um, of energy. And I think he's just a good positive energy to have around you at the race. But, man, so if you're, you're um, you know, so like we said, your, your coaching points are – your coaching skills are on point. So Thank b- you. break down for us Denny Stevenson's positives as a rider and negatives. Like, when you line up against this man for 100 years and 100 main events – what were his strengths and negatives? You know, did, what did you know you were better at him at, and what, what what was he better at you then? His strengths were obviously the first four laps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and sometimes that's all you needed. 
<laughs> when the race um, war four laps. So Denny was always he was always fast in the whoops. Obviously, uh, Denny was actually the guy where you know, that had taught me how to skim whoops. Um, mm. and, and believe it or not, we were racing against each other then. That's, that's the ironic wow. thing about uh-huh. things have evolved. Um, so Denny was always fast in the whoops, um, and Denny was going to be fast in the beginning of the race. Um, so then, uh, you know, his, his weakness at that point was the fitness towards the back half of the race. Um, so, you know, sometimes I would sit on him and, and wait for him to get a little tired. Sometimes, you know, some weekends you're feeling great, and some weekends I go, okay, i got to step up and really, you know, yeah. put some pressure on him. Um, and then some weekends I couldn't even touch them, you know, uh, you know, so it's, it's so, it's so crazy, you know, but Denny's, Denny's definitely, um, you know, strong points, whereas his, uh, his ability to get starts, his ability to, uh, hit the whoops and his ability to, to be there week in and week out. I think you're leaving out Denny's biggest strong point, which is, is just not arguable. And that is his ability to pull ass after the last main event. Yeah, <laughs> undeniable. That was a, that was a big big plus. I tip my cap to you, sir. <laughs> that was, and, and I, God, I was I was telling somebody this. I, I think I was telling uh, I think Ben Barsha and, and Nicoletti's mechanic about Denny and, and how uh, legendary he was. Um, and this was no, with no social media. Yeah, know, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. Um, it was before Tinder. You know, I mean, and you didn't yeah. even, you didn't even run your jersey then in the bar or anything. <laughs> no, I had, had people. No. I had people going before me wearing one. No, yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> our, our version of Tinder back then was you sat out in front of the rig signing autographs, and when they come up, if there's an ugly one, you just push them to the side. No, no, next. There you go. No, no, no. Next. Yeah. That, was, that was your swipe right. Um, <laughs> swipe right. <laughs> um, right. Swipe hey, right. Denny. Denny, I think you should, if he if you taught Budman how to skim whoops, you should go for some winnings at Budman. At, in his I, career. I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still working on 10%. Right, right. Yeah, well, um, it goes back to the worst decision I've ever made was talking Bud into racing arena cross. I know, you, yeah, you said that, right? <laughs> what an idiot. What, hey, Bud, let's go race arena cross. Hey, bro, <laughs> I'm dominating. Why don't you come on yeah, over? Yeah, it looks like a great idea. That's that's yeah. kind of like, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Supercross guy, whoever was the best, going, hey, McGrath, let's race Supercross. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And one other, one other thing about Danny, I'll say this too. He was always smoother still. Danny was always smooth, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes that being that smooth rider is also your your weakness too mm-hmm. because you got to be able to hang it out sometimes. You know. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to go back in a time machine and because Budman, your eighty races on uh, TNT mm-hmm. or TNN on Carlsbad, those Golden States, they're mm-hmm. they're out there on the internet. I'd like to. I know. I'd like to get Budman and like Swink. Oh gosh, dude! They, they had some hard oh, ass they, races. They, they, battled the they world, battled at Ponca. You two remember World Mini races? Well, I never saw much of Swink because I just I was in Canada. And I saw Budman oh. on the on the trans on the TNT, but like on, he, I was talking to Paggio's uh, wife, um, which is Swink's cousin, and I, we went. She went over to France with us, and I think I figured at eight two, and we were mm-hmm. talking about Brian, and I'm like, the one of the gnarliest races still to this day that I've had is with Brian Swink. Um, uh, in Tennessee, in the in the '85 class, um, and God, you know, uh, we battled for the whole. I mean, back and forth for the whole. You know, the 20 plus two laps or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. and just, gosh, you just remember it so. I can remember it so vividly. I bet. And, and Brian, Brian was just so fierce. You know, what I mean, <laughs> so fierce. Um, and gosh, he just he had that look too, and. You know, he didn't want to look him in the eye because he, he was going to look back at you. And he <laughs> He's going to look back at you. At you, you know? He yeah. never smiled. No? He never smiled. The guys, you know, you look at them on the line and they look away. You know what I mean? And, it, you know, 
Brian wasn't, you know, he was going to go, let's go, you know. He was like, um, a, like a street fighter kind of yeah, like a little. He yeah. was a street fighter, then, too, in the yeah. neighborhood. Right, right. I remember, it, it, you know, in the Golden State, you know, because back then, we, us West Coast guys would do Golden State Transcal, mm-hmm. things like that. And then, and then the, you know, obviously the East Coast guys had their winter series in Florida and all that. Well, you know, I was dominating the Glen Helen stuff, sorry, Golden State stuff. Well, I think uh, Dave Miller from DMC and Cowie brought Swank out to race me at Glen Helen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then it was all, you know, the hype or whatever. Sure. And, yeah. uh, and, and I don't know, maybe Joel Albrecht beat us both that day. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Quite you know, possible. But Joel Albrecht was really, real fast, you know, and yeah. he swing battle. But, you know, those are the things that, that happened back then that were, that were really cool. You know, um, uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, Brian, Brian helped, you know, build a lot of character in me, you know, uh, as far as a racer, you know. There's yeah. something that I remember. I don't know if you two remember this era when those two were racing on mini bikes. I was a, a 80, 60 or 80 rider going to the World Mini and some of the West Coast stuff. And I remember coming over and watching uh, Dean Dickerson, who built all mm-hmm. of Suzuki's yeah. bikes back then, come over and jet them. He put it on the stand, put it up in whatever gear, mm-hmm. and just work his foot on the foot brake while that thing was wide open. Do you remember that? Yeah. No. Oh, just yeah. Be, the thing would be screaming. And he'd be bouncing on the brake pedal and like put a, put it on a load and off a yeah, load and yeah, see if it would pop, you know, yeah, to like yeah. find Jeez. that Jenny. And I remember coming over and I'd watch him do it and it'd be done. This thing would be smoking and shit. Brakes are on fire. And he's but like, he's he ready to go. He, yeah, yeah, he's he would do go. it before every time they went out. Right, right. Yeah. You know, Dean always, he, he wore white pants, if you guys ever see him. Like a mechanic wearing white pants at the races and he'd be clean at the end of the day like nothing even never touched him oh. yeah. you know you know he's uh i'm doing a 125 yamaha project bike for racer x and he's doing the engine and stuff oh really yeah oh, wow that's cool i yeah, know he's great he's on the forefront of uh you know not a lot of people know he's on the forefront of uh some of the throttle bodies that are going on yeah. early on for some guys too so yeah. he's uh oh. he's definitely got his hands in it and his old man already rest in peace you know he he was the man that guy was that guy was bad oh he did a bone one thing before we let you go, bud, man, like, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't like what they've done to arena. I don't mind these arena cross rules. I mean, you're the godfather of arena cross, first of all. Thank um, you. Um, Thank you. Danny's maybe you the, not, not the, Ricky Carmichael? the prince of arena cross. <laughs> See, I told you um, you wouldn't have a problem talking about it. <laughs> I, I don't like that they – okay, I don't like the RC road to Supercross is a joke. It's a, it's It should be the RC we want to sell tickets. That's what it should be yeah. because yeah. if they were really concerned about safety – Forkner and Sexton, yeah, you're good. Uh, you and you in the night show at San Diego too. You need to go back. Pretty much the entire two of the LCQ at San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, no, hey guys. Here, yeah. I got, I got. When we're going to forward your entry over to the next arena cross? We'll see race. in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I don't like a lot of that stuff that goes on. But what really bugged me is the Ricky Carmichael Trophy. Or whatever for the Cup. Arena Cross Cup. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. man. Like, look, I know Ricky's on the payroll. They love him, everything else, and, yep. and, and all that. And, and yep. f- full disclosure, he's not a fan of mine. I'm not a fan of his, so maybe I sound all bitter here. But like, to not <laughs> name it Buddy Antonet, if you're gonna give, a, if you're gonna go with a rider name, it to just, not yeah. do the Buddy Antonet's Cup. I mean, come on. Like, first of all, you made millions of dollars from Arena Cross. You tens won mil- of millions. <laughs> you won. You won. You won tens of millions of main events. Like, you're clearly. The guy, and, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just pisses me. What, I mean, are you? Don't get yourself you know, it's, mad. It's, but it's, it's tough for me to, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Ricky didn't cut his teeth over there, um, but I get it at the same time. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, it's 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 tough for me. It really, really is. Yeah. Um, and I I get along with Ricky. I like Ricky. I has nothing there. It has nothing to do with him, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I doubt he it lobbied for it. it. I, I don't yeah. think he went and said, hey, guys, I want a trophy after me. I'm not saying that. Yeah. 
you know, and it has to do, I think it has to do also with, with the guys trying to, you know, um, you know, evolve everything. Um, but I don't think they needed to put anybody's name on it to do what they're doing. Um, to be honest with you, um, would have nice to be mine. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I just, um, yeah, I just, it's silly. The, the, the funny thing, the funny thing is, is just before that happened too, like I was, I was telling some of them, I said, why don't, and I was, cause I was doing the commentating. I said, why don't you guys bring me in early and I'll do some coaching with these guys for, um, a day or so. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just, just something like that. Cause that's what these guys need. They need experience, uh, is the main thing. And, um, last year with the field there, like that was a gnarly arena cross class last yeah. year. I was excited about it. Yep. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be rough for some of those kids to come in and, and, and do well. Uh, you know, this year it's not as tough and, and the kids are coming in there and do well. Uh, I believe in the concept. I got to say that I mean, King had some conversations about this. Um, I do. Uh, but I believe that uh, they could have went about it different. It, you know, I was telling Denny, this, this is the way I feel, and this is my truth, that it discredits everything that I did in that sport um, by, you know, putting Ricky's name on it. And that's, just, that's just my feeling. Yeah, I, feel like uh, it, I, it I can understand it. it. I, I totally know? understand and, it, yeah. And, and, I, and I busted my butt over there and busted my butt doing everything they asked of me um, to help promote it. And I, and I believe when I was there, it was at its height. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's not only me. That's Denny and Swap and, and Pingree when he showed up and get his ass kicked by Clifford Alatante and and uh, <laughs> oh, and, uh, Menno, you know, <laughs> those types of things. But that was what you know made it. You right, know? right. Um, I, yeah. And the West Coast guys at that time coming over and riding the Arena Cross Series when it went east. You know, um, so I think that you know, in saying that, that's how I feel. Um, but you know. There again, you know, I, I see the other side of it as well. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I heard a story. I heard of the story this weekend. Sexton is there, and I heard a story from somebody who would know. First off, the first night, a bunch of guys came up to him and said, "Don't get in our way. We're racing for a title. If you see us, you move over." And then he got into it with somebody, and another rider on the tour said, "I'm going to break your legs next weekend." And he's 16, and he's like, "Uh," he's calling. He called the owner of the team and said. Um, this man said he's going to break my legs <laughs> next man. weekend. And like, so like, okay, so the road to, the road to uh, Supercross is working really well. Chase Se- Sexton is scared shitless to even <laughs> race, you know, like good I, job, yeah, everybody. That, I think it goes, yeah, that's, that's not good. And that I think it goes back to the same thing. And I, 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 I agree kind of the sense of them trying to get, <clears throat> bringing the young talent over there, but. As I've always said, nothing translates from Arena Cross no. to Supercross. It is two different, it's two different series. It's no different than, than GNTC and Motocross, Motocross, Supercross, Arena Cross. You know, and you're turning around barrels. It's a 27 se- or 20 second lap times. I would like to just take these two Arena Cross legends back uh-huh. to a, a certain weekend in Salt Lake City, oh. 1997. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> a young David Pingree showed up on some old Kawasaki's yeah. that Mitch Payton gave me in. I did win seven out of eight motos. Mm. Oh, 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 funny they never mentioned yeah. that. They never brought that they up. They didn't. I don't think. I, I remember the first weekend you showed up, you didn't qualify. <laughs> that was 98. That Which was, one? Oh, that was the next year. <laughs> yeah, it was the next year. <laughs> so his debut <laughs> rock. The next time he came back, he didn't even qualify. He's like, so. smashing, <laughs> he's like smashing pumpkins. It wasn't even a legit arena cross. It was like a warm-up in the Delta Center. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I crashed oh, my yeah. brains out there. And Budman was yeah. not going to let me win every moto. He 
T-boned me yeah. in the last, like, two turns ago and blew that. me yeah. off my bike. I'm like, all right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. I got seven out of the eight. I remember that race because it had yeah. those really gnarly whoops as you kind of came back in the building there. Yeah. And I dropped mm-hmm. the front end and cartwheeled. And I got up and looked at the flagger because I went down and I, all of a sudden a bike just nails me in the back of the head. And I get up all half days and I look at the flag. I'm like, who hit me? Because I look around. It's only my bike. <laughs> Who hit me? Who the hell hit me? Why aren't you got your flag out? And the guy's like, what are you talking about? Someone ran me over. He go, dude, that was your own bike, bro. Besides Pingree's rise to fame there in Arena Cross at that event, there's another pivotal moment that happened there too, Debo. Uh, Kerry Hart was racing at the time, and I think that was the event um, they had to, to jump off, and Kerry was one to be a moto guy and not do it. And I think that's when you and I grabbed him and put him in the corner and said, Dude, you got to do this. You Yet another money. person I helped shape their career. <laughs> you, know? you should be. Why are you working? You I, shouldn't be working. I should be just sitting <laughs> on collecting checks. I mean, there's the Chad Reed two, 450 National Championship Motocross. It clearly influenced that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bud Man came into Arena Cross. Mike Mason and Buddy, uh, Buddy and I both convinced him to do freestyle as well. Um, well I think we talked five, back when we were friends, like maybe you should do a radio show. Yeah. I yeah. think. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, 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 Travis, I said, man, you should get into producing. <laughs> I mean, we go way back. Um, he held me down one time and gave me a noogie and lit me on fire. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Fireman. Good. If you were smart, you would have taken those seven, eight main event wins and then went into Arena Cross next year and made tens of million like me. Tens of, good, tens of thousands of dollars. Good point. Hey, what happened to yeah. the flying Hawaiian and you, Pig? No, no, no. It wasn't him. It was the next year I went up to the Arco Arena Cross. Right. With and I was shit hot. I had handled these guys of the course, year before. Right, right. And I was FMF Honda. Mm-hmm. We were teammates. I was on that team then. You didn't remember well, that, but yeah. Uh, all I recall is main event number one. I came a little wide into the first turn, and Mike Jones, it just didn't turn. Mad Mike. <laughs> yeah, he just blew me completely <laughs> off the track, and then things just kept going sideways from there. It never no, really I mean, got any better. Not, that's not what happened at all. Do you want my story? All right. Okay. So, we uh, back in the arena cross days, we used to have daytime qualifier. You know what I mean? And uh, like they used to have in Supercross. So... Uh, you know, Ping not running any of the, you know, races yet to run a daytime qualifier just to get to the heat. So we all go, no Ping's racing, and he's, you know, he's a friend of ours. We all go, after we get done with practice, go up there to watch the race. Ping gets out of the hole, and he's, you know, I think he was probably first, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, Ray Cross is a lot about the whoops. That's one thing that it will teach you, and that's a, you know, value mm-hmm. part of Supercross. And uh Ping goes into the whoops, and Clifford Avertante just pulled a tear off him on the way by. <laughs> I don't remember that. Well, Clifford probably was really, you know. Well, he was probably stoned out of the bejesus. He probably didn't even know he was in whoops. <laughs> floating across the tops of him. He thought he was on a unicorn in the clouds. <laughs> Bro, Whatever who's this guy was, I'm passing? Whatever Woo. he was on, he was by you. <laughs> Whatever he was Pingree, on. Pingree, when you finally get to the checkered flag, let's drive this U-Haul van to Weed, Ohio. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, question for I, you. I I'm sure Ping didn't see him anymore later that night. Hey, way to remember a, just a great highlight from my career, buddy. Thanks, Steve. I don't know Thanks. why you remember that one. Thanks, I, don't, I don't really don't remember that at all. Uh, hey, we, we, we got a question for you, uh, Bud Man, yeah. uh, from Chuck. Yeah. Chuck, welcome to the show. What's your question for Buddy Antonez? He's brought to you by Vortex Racing, by the way, on the show. Right on. Hey, Bud Man. Hey, Chuck. From Ontario. Doing, I've met you a few, uh, quite a few times. I'm Mike Young's buddy, but. Uh, Okay. Debo, you're red too. Uh, no, not pink. Thanks, brother. Just, I'm a big yeah, turd no. over here. It's no big deal. Kerry lived with me for a year back in 1994, working construction. But uh, how times have changed. Yeah, uh, it's so rad yeah. when you guys are on the show because you guys bring so much uh, like 
enthusiasm and uh denny and and when you and buddy were racing the uh, arena cross series it was awesome i mean it's different now and i think you know the ricky carmichael you know i'm not a fan of ricky carmichael either i called him a fat leprechaun on uh instagram and he actually he actually said talk shit back to me so uh you wow. Know. Well, I might Either actually way, do that I think too. it should be the Bud Man trophy because <laughs> you are the shit and you were. Both of you guys are, you know, I've had good times with both of you guys way back in the day. Thank but, you very uh, much. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, dude. The great, the the hundred show, the Great Western show was awesome too. But anyway, Thank I just want to call and say what's up to you guys. You guys are legends. Yeah, what's and up, Chuck? Very cool, man. Hey, Thanks. and I want to ask you a question, Denny. You know at the Oklahoma Supercross when you won the East Coast Championship? Yep. And it was in the daytime, and that dirt was fucking like concrete. I got the scar to when prove it. When you endowed off that double <laughs> and just fucking smashed your face, did you get hurt at all from that? Yeah, I ended up breaking. I broke my navicular that weekend when I uh, remember that I came up short, oh, yeah, bounced off the. Oh, you guys talked about this. Yeah, bounced ago. off the top of it, and uh, I think I hit a false neutral or something. And Dude, that just was gnarly. Dropped the front that end all the way down, and I, when I came down, I came down on the on my chest and the next section of whoops with my arm underneath me and broke my navicular that weekend. Is that the picture where you're flat that. as a pancake and your bike's coming over? No, you? that was English Town. That's, that's, that's English no, Town. That that's yeah, a great picture. I love that. That's a herpes of pictures. It never goes away. That was on Crash and Burn or whatever that old. Yeah, that's a Crash and Burn classic. That's a Tom Beatty photo. He's buried and the bike is pounding him. But anyways, you guys, have a great show tonight. It's just super cool that you guys are all on. And Pingree, you're rad, too. I know you don't like me that much because of Chanel, but anyways. uh. (laughs) Oh, Chanel. Uh, Oh, is this the uh, Chanel guy? I don't know, but that's so long ago. I live in Rancho Cucamonga, and someone someone talked shit last time I called in. But anyway, you guys are all rad. Thank you, man. Thank you. And uh, Thank thank you. All right, thanks very much. Thanks, for a good call. one. Hey, I was going to say, has anybody watched that uh, that Oklahoma Supercross? The what? Why don't you cut out? Uh-oh. But, but, what? What? I lost you. I hit my little mute button. Oh. But, uh, well, uh, has anyone watched the, Super, the Oklahoma Supercross in a while? That track was so gnarly. Are you I trying to pull it up? I, I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're trying to find. I'm it right trying now. to find it. It's uh, Denny. That, those jumps were just like he just about dies. They're so peaked and vert. I mean, it was a gnarly track. And it was like 100 if, degrees out that day. If you it, go back and look at tracks like back then, I, I don't want to be one of these guys who you know candy coats the past. But like, there was tracks were pretty gnarly. They were just not really well shaped, and they, they were, were just a they different were finding their way. I think a little bit in it too, you know, and trying stuff. And we were the guinea pigs. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely a lot. I mean, just arena cross. Look at the different in arena cross tracks nowadays. You know, they're just shaped mm-hmm. a lot better. Did you, guys, a lot did you guys ever ride a track? My my old home track in Montana. They wanted to make a set of whoops, but they didn't really know how to do it. So they just took a backhoe and dug big trenches, a bunch of trenches. Yeah. And took the shovel yeah. and like knocked the face off the top. That one of the yeah, races was. I think it was those whoops there at, at Dallas or at. At there, they watered them so hard that you couldn't skim them because you'd hit the face and just spin. Because it was just, a, you know, uh, hard as concrete. And, yeah, and it's just nowadays that they actually got, kind of make them more round as yeah. you get across the tops a little bit. Except with that mm-hmm. one race a couple weeks ago that were pretty vert. Those whips were pretty gnarly. But Yeah. That was but track- just, you know, the downsides were really steep. You had to land them. I mean, they're just a little bit different. than. But some of them, I, I think they were cool in design and stuff like that. I wish they would do some throwbacks, you know, and build those tracks. I think they've done it, you know what I mean? But um, I think that they were cool, some of the sections that they used to do. Yeah, I do too. Tracks were just a lot slower then, and I think a lot of that has to do with the power of the bikes today that are able to get over stuff so much easier and bigger. Yeah, that's true. You know, when they can get over a 
a 12-jump rhythm section and three jumps, where us, it took us 11 and a half jumps to get through it. Well, we, we talked about it on the way out a little bit. That's what I really liked about the San Diego track, but I, and I don't know if you felt the same way, but they made some of those text sections so tight, like that mm-hmm. one where you go left and there was a double and then right before that triple. It was mm-hmm. so tight. It just had everybody kind of off balance, and they were trying to figure out how to go through there, but it really slowed it down. And you could, I love it when they do that. Yeah, guys yeah, were able I, to kind of jump in and make little block passes. And yeah, I thought it was a good track. I wish the, they'd uh, slow tracks down more now. It's just the only thing about the track I thought on the weekend was it was so slick. It was that slick. It stopped guys yeah. from, you know, really trying to, trying to race. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to the spot of your crash here on the, on the YouTube. Yeah, that's a so. good one. The, track, the tracks that throw them off the much are, are most are the ones that are a little bit unconventional, and they go slow and fast. Yeah. It's tough to get a rhythm and flow. So then that, that makes it tough to... You know, back in the back in the day, they would build sections. They didn't know what we were going to jump. Now they know what they're going to jump all the time. So I wish they would throw things in there that was that unknown, and then guys had to figure it out. I like that um, sand jump, seventy-six feet. Millsaps told me it was the triple was that yeah, one into the sand. Yeah, I like that as well. Uh, one time before Anaheim a few years back, uh, they went and they had a rhythm section, and they went and just knocked down the first one almost to a little roller, and everybody had walked the track, and so then they changed it. And that section threw everybody off all day long. And, and if it would have left it, it would have been like triple, triple, triple or something like that. Um, you know, something pretty simple. But because they just knocked one roller down and it changed the entrance and what they could do with it, mm-hmm. you know, it was, just, it, was, it was cool. You know, just one section was how, uh, the whole dynamic of it. How was it getting back together with the Great Western team? We, uh, we had, of course, we had you guys, three of you guys in studio here. But there was actually, as Denny was talking about, an incredible reunion of all four of you. I mean, it's, it's so awesome. I wish Sandy would get the band back together because those guys rock. No one knows about them, but they're underground. Um, they did a lot of yelling and a lot of banging around, but they were a good band. And they played a lot of old tunes, but uh, they, they got busy. We and did, we did have a band. That, that, was, that, was, that was, you know, besides the, the team, uh, when we were flying in the jet, we'd land a refuel, and people thought we were. Were they think yeah. we were Backstreet Boys or something like that? Thought you guys uh, were. That was cool. But you get together with uh, Godbot and Phil and me and Denny, and it's like, you know, it's such a, a great reunion. We always have a great time together and, and laugh and cut up. And, and uh, you know, it, it is, it's, it's great. I enjoy it what, very much. Uh, what lap do you crash on here, Denny? Um, it's like the like second or third one. It's, it's pretty quick because yeah, I, I, I remember you – know, I, I had a the nine. I had a nine second faster heat than Fro did, which was a basically okay. out of six laps. Right, and if I just would have waited long enough, I could have just got by him. But I kind of was in a hurry yeah. to get by him. And I, yeah, I was about the second or third lap. I just had plant myself on the ground. Let's take a listen here. Standings goes after the Western Rider. I think you're right, Larry. A lot of this has to do with emotion and momentum. Give us a little bit of play by play, Pink. Oh, the jumps are so peaky. Denny's kind of come by in the whoops. Out on the West Coast in the series finale. I had those looks. Oh, yeah. yeah, nailed it. Regardless of coast and That's Fro in front of you? Yeah. Who else is in this behind you? I'm not sure. Callan Volan was in there. McGrath was in there. The finish line's a triple. It's a triple that I would double, and the third one was so flat. Oh, that way, stuffed him. That way I could blitz through the whoops. You have more oh, yeah. momentum than jumping and collapsing on the third one. Right, right. And the whoops were huge. Like, me and Bale were the only two guys blitzing through the things. just as hard, dove to the inside, and took the number one spot back. Oh, jeez. Giving up Oh! Are you unconscious? No, I did not knock myself oh out. My knocked the wind out of myself with my hand. Stevenson plows into the ground. Oh, man, you laid there for a minute. 
going, did yeah. this just happen? Cheese and crackers. <laughs> Jeez, can, and can crackers. Back to, oh, that was gnarly. <laughs> just, out of race. That's what the captions comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's uh, no, they're not even giving you any credit that you might get up and finish. No chance. Danny Stevenson, <laughs> out of race. <laughs> like he's done. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. Uh, good times, Danny. Uh, that was good times. Yeah. Um, Thanks for reminding me. Bud, man, thank you for coming on the show. Wait, uh, I got one more what? question. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, All right. Bud. Yeah. Can I get your take on Eli? Like maybe you're inside his head a little bit more than the rest of us. Where's he at? What's what do you what's he thinking? Uh, gosh, uh, Eli. Um, you know he he. My take on him. Okay, let me give you my take. My take is that Eli. You know he's got to learn to take a little bit more things with the grain of salt. You know let let some things roll off his back a little bit more. Um, and then you know just do what he can do sometimes in a night and not always go far more than what he can do. Um, and he needs to get his starts more consistently. Yeah. Um, if, if you notice, Eli can get one good start, but he's never putting two together in a row, um, which is, uh, once again, you know, mental. You know, he, he, he's got to be losing focus somewhere as far as bringing the same intensity to life. You know, something has to be happening in there that he's not able to duplicate, you know, the same start Dungey is. You know, Dungey's getting start after start. And uh, so that confidence comes up and, and then it, it you know gets better, um, you know. And Eli, I believe, uh, speed wise, he can go faster than just about anybody. Yeah. Uh, but you know those days that he isn't faster than everybody, um, and there's going to be those days because the field is so deep that you've got to be able to then uh, figure out how you're going to get your job done for the night. You know. He's um, um, and, and well. Rumor <laughs> has it after following him for 20 laps, he followed him all the way to Oklahoma. This is true. I, this is what Denny uh, told me uh, on his tweet. I thought that was great. Um, uh, Eli needed to get more physical with uh, uh, with Trey, and you've yeah. seen one spot. I think we watched it back, and he could have. Um, but you know, the, I think the guys don't want it that much. You know, it's it's, it's it's they need to want it more. He'll he'll figure it out. He's too good to not. But to me, it's been an inconsistent yep. start. Absolutely inconsistency. Yep. Uh, he'll win a heat. He'll be. He'll be on the board one practice. The next practice, he'll be 11th. He'll win a heat. He'll get 7th in the main. Like, in the course of a day, there's tons of ups and downs for Eli. Um, and he's yeah. too good. He'll figure it out. But, man, it has been a, yeah. it's got to be frustrating for him and the team. Coming back from two shoulders, two shoulder sure. surgery and a new body, it's got to be tough. Yeah. That is, no. that, is that, too. You know, but, and, but you look at Eli the summer when he got on a roll, you know, he's great firing all cylinders. He had it figured out. Then double shoulder surgery, a lot of time off. And, you know, the mojo's gone, and then, like even like I was saying about Weston, some of those old things uh, come back. So maybe Eli had had that figured out over the summer. And basically, it's about not yourself let yourself go too high and go too low. You got to stay right there in the middle. You know that way you're always ready to to, to pounce. You know and, your and problem, so Denny. you know what <laughs> that was your problem, Denny. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. <laughs> Never so, could get consistent. You know, and, and you're exactly right. Eli is too good. He will figure it out. He does a lot of things that are on a level of nobody else at times. And so, you know, as soon as that whole package comes together, he's going to be a force. But in the meantime, everybody else is is, is doing, you know, getting that stuff dialed in too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to be you got to be dialed in with yourself and not everybody else. And you know, I think at times too, I was, I was saying this, and you watch some of those old older videos too, like the and about Eli just following Trey for twenty laps. Like these guys got to want it more all the way across the board. You know. Um, they got to get in there and mix it up. You know, you might have to get a little dirty, and you might catch a fine. I don't know. But, well, you know, one guy, position counts one guy that's pissing everybody off is Jason Anderson. People are not yeah. happy with him, but 
he's making it he happen. Care. He's making no, it happen. Bud, Bud said he told him, like, and, and that, man, I, this is the way I ride, and I don't fucking care. The way I ride, he, yeah. he don't care. And there's very and few. That, like, that guy will go from eight to four. <clears throat> there's very few passes he's made where I'm like, ooh, that was dirty. It's like, oh damn, like he that went was in aggressive. for it. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's never no, like, no, oh, no, that I, was bullshit. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. We watched the race again, this, like I said yesterday. Bud and I did on TV, and he had he caught those guys, passed those guys, and, and just was gone. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he got he got Eli. Boom. Got yeah. Trey. Boom. boom. No hesitation. He, he didn't get stuck he in the rhythm. Care. And that's what Trey. That's obviously what Eli did. He got stuck on yeah. Trey's rear wheel. And even though he was trying different lines. He was just frustrated. Well, and the dirt and, didn't help, you know, because you got out of the main line onto some slick stuff. And he could see know. him trying to knife under him and stuff. But, you know, it, you know, Roxon got by him, gone. Yeah. Last uh, last call for Buddy Antonez. Uh, this is Luke. You want a question about the old Axel gear? Because I got a set, bro. <laughs> What's up, Luke? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, What's up, Luke? You know, growing up, I always thought that was the sweetest stuff. And, uh, you, know, you know, now I look back and be like, you know, it's gone. But... <laughs> But you well, know, it's like, not really. How do you feel? Because I look on back a, on and a, say, like, that was different, you know, and, and I like that. And uh, you know, now huh. I've converted myself to a fly guy because of this show. Oh, fantastic! And, and like, all right. yeah, and, and you know, it's just because it's different. It's not the fox. It's not the Thor. And you know, when I grew up, I, I was all about the AXO because of Budman and and a rear cross. Well, don't look Thank at the Axo stuff now because I don't know what's happened to them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's, crazy, it's, yeah. it's hideous now. But back in the day, man, that, that's where it was at for the Suzuki guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And yeah. and uh, you yeah. wore, didn't you wear Axo pink? I in, did in uh, ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety what? Ninety nine, bud. Two thousand. Ninety nine, me and Ting were teammates. Yeah. Two thousand. It was two thousand. That's yeah. when I wore rode Suzukis with Bud. We rode, right, right. and they were on it. Yeah. That gear looked yeah, great. Yeah, I remember that. It was always like Suzuki and AXO. That, that's that's like the combo. And, and Damon's old they gear. Had great, they had great colors. They had great colors, and uh, that makes the gear. You well, know, having good colors and colors that pop and work with everything. Luke, check out my Instagram. You can see a set of Buddy's pants. They'll be in the studio. Yeah. I'm in Buddy's pants. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Get thank you, man. Get my uh, all right. Hey, Bud, man, thank you for coming on. Yep. Appreciate it. The great Buddy Antonez. Everybody, good luck to everybody in Arena Cross as they race for the Antonez Cup. Uh, good luck to everybody That's for right. that. There we go. Get it. And uh, we, pre- it. we appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. 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 Love you. All right. The Buddy Antonez, everybody. We were going to take a commercial, but I thought the interview was so good. He's we'll always just, got good things to say. Good insight. We'll just let it go, right? I mean, it's Buddy Antonis. Uh, Denny Stevenson brought to you by RoosMX.net. And David Pingree brought to you by HotCamsInc.com on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com. And uh, Fly Racing. You can use the code PulpMX10 when you're checking out at BTOSports.com. You can save money. Vortex Racing. Uh, Vortex. Chad Reed uses Vortex Racing. Uh, you'll find the right gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. They have Cat 5, F5, Hard Coat. Silver, laser-cut steel vortex sprocket and all the new V3 sprocket rocked by uh, Ricky Renner, Chad Reed, and many more. Uh, VortexRacing.com. Email jake at VortexRacing.com for 40% off. And uh, Vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the show. There's no other way to introduce him. He's the king. Jeremy McGrath, what's up? What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing tonight? We're good. The, the stories are flowing already. It's already. <laughs> are. I, can, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, what's going on with you? How's everything? Uh, how's the Cowie thing? What have you been doing? Where have you been riding? What's, what's going on before we get into the Supercross series? Yeah, no, everything's good. Just uh, riding a little bit here and there. Uh, we got to ride some Supercross a few weeks back, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. A little bit scary at first, but it was, it was good. <laughs> yeah. I was... Uh, you know, a little nervous to go out to the track, but 
uh, after a few minutes, it worked out pretty good. So I, I feel all right. And um, just doing a little bit of that, a little bit of, you know, obviously the races are still in town. So mm-hmm. getting to go to the track and check some racing out and yeah, just cruising along. Yeah. The, uh, the Cowie track, it was RV, MC, Nick Way, Will Hahn, Eli Tomac all out there one day, I guess. That would have been pretty cool. That's a pretty good day. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. It's too bad they put a wall up along the freeway so you can't see anymore. They did? Oh, yeah, you can't see anything going by. Oh, they did? I did not know that. Yeah, they put a big it's concrete wall It's pretty intimidating, up. though. Like, it's pretty intimidating going out there and ride with, like, you know, Eli and Will and... Stop it. I won 72 mains. I was, I was so intimidated. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was. Dirt bikes are scary. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you know, MC. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, I would be intimidated even pulling the parking lot, but. <laughs> I'm intimidated to sit here. <laughs> I think I was, actually. Um, what do you think of the series so far? You know, um, Ryan Dungey, uh, talking to him a little bit and talking to Alden Baker, they've really emphasized uh, getting a great start and sprinting early on and getting away from everybody. He comes out first every single practice. He didn't used to do that. He's trying to get by guys right away. It's kind of a change in strategy. And when Alden was telling me that, I'm like, there's another guy that did that a lot for 72 times. Uh, um, You know what I mean? He's really trying to lay down sprinting laps. And right now, Jeremy, I mean, Look, the field is awesome, but this thing is getting away from all of them, and Dungy's on another level right now. You know, it's amazing because a few years back, we would look at Dungy and go, all right, yeah, he's an amazing rider, awesome. But ever since KTM came out of that new bike, like last year, I think it was, and then, I mean, his speed, his whole package is, just like he said, is on on another level. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you just want him to get a bad start, and... Uh, I mean, I'm not sure it would really matter. The guy, the guy, he's trying so hard and putting in the huge effort in the beginning laps, uh, making, you know, kind of making passes where, you know, some of the other guys would never make the passes, but he's just being aggressive getting to the front. And I mean, I'm, I'm blown away every time I see it. I'm like, man, the guy keeps getting better. So yeah, yeah I think uh, the- as a fan, as a fan, it's, a, it's really fun to watch. Uh, obviously, you know, we'd like to see a little tighter race, but, yeah. Uh, man, the kid's just on fire right now. It's awesome. He didn't win Anaheim one, you know, when he crashed. Yeah. But when him, the way he came through the pack and got second, you had to be had to be thinking, going, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and he crashed. Yeah, yeah, and he crashed. Yeah, yeah. And again, still came through everybody, and no. still I think had ten seconds on third place. And he was closing. Yeah, and closing yeah. on Jason at the end there, and you know, like I said, he didn't win, but everybody still had to be going, "Oh shit, well, this is going to be, you know, a long yeah. season." Yeah, mm-hmm. no, exactly. It- it honestly reminded me a little bit of Jeremy McGrath a lot. Like, this is what's going on where he's he's kind of putting a dagger in these guys right away in the beginning where they're like, Sealy kept him honest this weekend. Good job by Cole. It was a slippery track. I feel like Dunge probably could have stepped it up had he need had he needed to. But I feel like he's just like, I'm getting out. See you guys later. And everybody's else, everybody else is like, oh, shit. You know? So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right. Cole, Cole rode really good this weekend. I think, you know, I'm really impressed by his, his riding this year. It's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think Dungey, he probably has, you know, he, he pushes super hard in the beginning and then he, he watches the gap and he probably has another level of speed if he wants it towards the end of the race. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but his, his last lap, his last laps, like the last five laps are just what's blowing me away because mm-hmm. even when, uh, you know, if he's near anyone or whatever, having, having to catch up, like you said, Denny is, I mean, the guy just pours on the speed in the last five laps, and that's that's not easy to do. 
And he takes off his helmet, and he looks like he just got done doing a modeling commercial. His hair is still fine. His nose, he's not sweaty. No. You know, and, and that's what last week was, or when, when he got into second. And he was, you know, and I think we talked, or even they were talking about on TV, he's like, he's in a comfortable second. Yeah. He's still quite a bit away from, from the leader, but he's not quitting. He's putting down 20 hard laps nonstop, no matter where he's at. Yeah. Well, he's always done that. He, it's been but his, he's faster his now, yeah. MO is he yeah. gets stronger as the race went on. All he's done is improve those first, first five. five laps. Yeah. His starts are consistent. It, he doesn't have any flaws anymore. There's really no... This is the dungeon everybody wished would show up when yeah. Villapoto was racing, when they were battling. <clears throat> yeah. This yeah. Is the, that would have been one hell of a battle if these two would have met these two little different eras here in years, for sure. And Jeremy knows that. Well, I think you know what? I, I think... You know, I, I think watching Dungy ride like this year and last year I think he, I think he's every bit as fast as Bill Putto was. Yeah. You know, I think he's gotten mm-hmm. faster. The problem so. is and Jeremy you, you can speak to this, it's like there can't be two people like that. Because it's such a mental game at some point. It yeah. might last a few rounds, but then one of them figures out that you know the other guy starts winning and it's over. You know what I mean? He, that guy's got yeah. the I remember watching Jeremy roll into the tunnel after I would <clears throat> finish with the 125 race and just the look in his eyes and like his swagger walking up to the line. It was like, Phew. got him smoked <laughs> <laughs> just before he even starts yeah. his bike. It's like, yeah, this is over. I don't know. And yeah, like well, buddy was I'm, talking I'm, about that mojo, you know, like yeah. that's just everything. And Ryan's got it right now. So yeah, and it, there's it, no doubt. I mean, I know how I felt and I know Ryan's a very humble guy and mm-hmm. obviously he's, you know, right now what we're seeing is the best we've ever seen of him for sure. And it's, it's just incredible. He does it week after week, but I, I think you got to be right. He's like going to the line, going inside. He's going, I'm the man. I'm going to stump these guys, mm. you know. And and I think you guys, as, as well as me, probably thought Roxon would be a little bit better at this point. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, Tomac, we we would have thought would be a little bit better at this point. I mean, he's had a couple of uh, races where he's pretty pretty good, but he's not been getting the starts. And I mean, Dungey mm-hmm. starts like you said. Ping is you know, consistent, but they're consistently great. He's starting out in front pretty much every moto. And those guys, even Anderson and Cole and any of those guys, they can't compete with that. You know, it's gnarly too. Did you watch the start this weekend? He, I don't know how he didn't go down. He was yeah. like fully into someone's guy. back wheel yeah. and yeah. turned that into, and, and guys that are on it, <clears throat> they have a way of doing that. He turned that almost died into, I'm going to dart to the inside and come out third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my yeah. second turn, turn is just, he's just doing it everything. Well, I have a, my, one of my well, favorite Jer stories is back when he first started winning his first season. Uh, in the 250s or one thing? In the 250s. Yeah, yeah. And him and I end up in the same rental car. He was driving. I think I caught a ride back with him, I think, from Orlando or Tampa back to the After hotel. the party? or There was no party at this okay, time. Okay, okay. Just uh, checking. Yeah, and, and, and I remember looking. I'm in a patch. I look over to Jerry, and I'm like, man, what are you doing? How are you doing this, dude? You know, I mean, I was just kicking your ass like a year ago, you know. Right. And uh, and Jeremy just looks at me and goes, Danny, I have no idea. <laughs> it's, he goes, it's so easy. I'm just riding. Dude, my bike is really good, and I don't know. I'm just killing. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, well, that's the race. Talk about the bad starts, though. So the one race Dungey got a bad start was Glendale, and he was 11th or 12th on that, coming out of that first, second or third turn I watched. I counted. And to catch Tomac, Tomac was great for the first half. To catch Tomac and drop him like he did and make up that time on Kenny, yeah, again, Kenny probably was marking him, and Kenny could have pushed a little bit. I was more impressed with Glendale than maybe any other race this year where I'm like, uh-oh everyone's in trouble. That dude just started 11th, you know, and then that's yeah. me. I'm like, Oh man, this thing, this thing's getting out of hand. Well, you know, it's funny is 
even I mean, even when he started eleventh, like in what three laps, he was like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's like his uh, ability to be aggressive early in the race is, is is different than we've seen from him or anyone really this year or for a long time. And right. uh, it's just yeah, it's it's cool to watch. I mean, you know, there's it's you can't help but like what he's doing. His whole program's just really tightened up. Right you know, now. we were just talking with about Eli and Trey and how Eli just got locked in behind Trey and followed him for, he didn't follow him, but tried to pass him, but got stuck in that pace for basically 20 laps. And yeah. that was something that Dungey used to do all the time. Get stuck behind yeah. a guy and be stuck behind him for five, six, seven, ten 10 laps. And just yeah. watching this heat race again, like I so said, we watched the race again today on TV, me and Bud, and in that heat race, I think Ryan got out fifth or something, and within yeah. two, three laps, he was leading. Like, there was no hesitation. Yeah, right. He came up on a guy and passed him. Like, oh, I'm going by this guy. I'm going by this guy. I'm by this guy. Never got stuck behind him at all. Always in a different line. Never followed. And I think the way he's not diving and cutting down what everybody else is doing, he's flowing and just kicking yeah. that momentum and just slingshots right by him and goes by the next guy. While the other guy's trying to slingshot and cut corners. And yeah. I mean, you'd know more about that, Jerry. How, how, how do you go well, from the mentality I, of I following to not following and just pulling away from yeah, him? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you guys know, when you – start staring at the guy you all of a sudden start going his speed you know and he's obviously i mean i i remember this weekend i was watching him come out of the first turn there and he was working that inside line i mean he he must pass a lot of guys he was just hugging the inside of the first turn and mm-hmm. then he would be on the inside of in, in that rhythm section and he would just make more speed out of that corner and all of a sudden going into the next right hander he was ahead of the guy and um <clears throat> yeah it's Obviously, he's looking through these guys. He's looking past them like they're not even there, and doing his own, uh, you know, his own kind of style to to get in front, like his own deal and mm-hmm. minding his own business and getting around those guys. And you know, uh, as you said earlier, how Trey and Eli were, you know, were kind of locked together. Anderson came up at the end there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So. It, it's um, been fun, uh, you know. Even though the races have been, he's been winning all of them. It's still been fun to watch. Um, no, you're right about that. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for seven-time Supercross champion Jeremy McGrath? Give us a call. Brought to you by Vortex Racing on the show. Since we all, you guys, you know, we're all, you guys are all old racers. Um, let me let me let's go back a little bit, uh, Denny. So you're nineteen. Well, let, let me ask you, Jeremy, first. 1990, you're number 125 on the Cowboy. You win Vegas. It's kind of your first win, um, Supercross win. Denny is dominating the East. You guys meet up mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. We just watched Denny face plant in Oklahoma. <laughs> but besides that, what did you think of Jeremy like when you saw Denny? Because, I mean, Denny, you were one race away from sweeping the series. It has only happened once before. One race away? Two races away? Um, there was two, I think. Okay, two. But, so, uh, Jerry, what did you remember about Denny? Like, in fact, you Suzuki and just killing everybody. Were you thinking, like, Man, I hope I can do that one day. I hope I can win. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, these, Denny was like a, basically one year mm-hmm. ahead of me, sort of, in the like sort of the graduating style of how that went back in the day. Right. Um, <clears throat> by the way, that Oklahoma track was one of the gnarliest ones we've ever raced, even yeah. now. Yeah. That track was crazy. It was ridiculous. Yeah. 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 The fact it was um, outdoors, he had plenty of dirt. The jumps were gigantic. Cooper liked it. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, I think they, I think Cooper <laughs> built it. They actually. built it for Cooper. Yeah, I thought did. it was good. I liked it. I just thought it was hot. Remember how hot it was and, like, crazy yeah. the jumps were? It was pretty crazy. It, it was just rock hard. It was like kind of like the Cowie track on a summer Ping, day with no water. Ping just watched Denny for the first time crash, so he's, he's still still yeah. torn up by so, that. But anyways. You know, for, yeah. me, for me, um, I mean, that was 90, right? I mean. Yeah. Many uh, moons ago. 
Yeah, I was on Team Green, so I was kind of the lower-level Team Green kid, actually, at that point, because there was, uh, you know, other guys at the time where Swink was there and uh, Rhino was there and Emig was, of course, there. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of low man on the totem pole at that time, just still trying to figure out, you know, if I was going to be able to get a ride or be able to race or whatever, you right, know. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Denny was factory rider at the time, which was obviously one step above where I was at. And, I mean, uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, we were all friends at the time. Yeah, we did you know each other? Richie Cannon. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we, we knew each other. So we hung out in Richie Cannon before that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Jared raced, we'd raced against each other like the year before, even in 89 during like some of those ultra crosses and yeah. stuff. Well, I knew you'd live yeah. chicken for a little bit. And so. I lived chicken and, uh, and then back when I lived with Fro and, and that's kind of when Joe Imagine Jeremy. if you would have moved in with Jeremy instead of chicken. <laughs> oh, what could have been? What could have been, Denny? I don't know. I, I, hey, I didn't you. even have a house in. So yeah, move with me. it was uh, it was a good era. You know, I think the you know it used to be the time when we'd all go to Club Rubber on a Tuesday night or Monday night, and uh, one limo would be full of uh, you know MC and all of his buddies, and the other other limo would be me and Fro and all of our his buddies, and yeah, and Fro and Matt, Fro and Fro and MC would kind of not really talk much to each other, but we'd all everybody else would hang out. And then everybody get back yeah, to the limos. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and it was, it was, that was so funny because all our group of friends were all the same, but Fro <laughs> and I didn't get along for, the, uh, for most of the couple of those years. So, Denny, when you saw MC, you saw Jeremy one twenty five on a Cowie. Like I said, won Vegas that year. Like, I mean, did you? What did you think? Were you like, this kid's got it? This kid's gonna be, you know, this? I remember the first memory I really have of him is I think Jerry, weren't you? Uh, you're on a Honda at Seattle. Yeah, 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 I was on a Honda Seattle. That was just like. Me and my dad drove up there in the truck. And didn't you yeah, get a got, third? Or second. Second that second. night. Yeah, I remember that. What and year was that? 89. 89? Uh, yeah, 89. Yeah, because I was 89. riding a, a, a 250 because it was a West round, so I was just right out there riding a 250 yeah. and uh, hanging out and uh, and thinking, man, this yeah, kid's Yeah, I think just... Larry Ward won. That was and, your... Uh, Lance, like, Lance Snail was third. Yep, yep. Chicken was there. Yep. And uh, I just remember thinking, <laughs> man, this kid was really smooth. Um, right. and just nailing all the jumps and he was probably on, you know, a, a privateer bike, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was just a, and in, in, in one twenty five class back then was pretty, obviously considerably different than the two fifty is today. And, and you know, everybody was pretty, yeah. And if you jump both, if you jump both triples, you're pretty, you were the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You start... Well, I mean, it seems like now there's a whole bunch of factory two fifty guys. And back in the day, one twenty five, we were all still pretty green, you know, at that mm-hmm. time. And that's yeah, we... kind of just the way it went. Didn't have tracks to practice on, really. You know, you showed up in a van yeah. um, with your dad. Yeah. You know, that's how I raced, pretty much. And yeah, but yeah, you know, and I don't know. You know, that's why I asked him that time in the rail car. I'm like, all of a sudden, he's just dominating Stan and all these guys. I'm like, what the hell did you? What happened? You know what? Honestly, in '90, when I rode for Team Green, I mean, I had a pretty good year. I mean, Ty Davis won the title. I got second, but you, you won know, two rounds or two or three rounds that year. Yeah, I just won one round. That one was round. my first oh, Vegas, the year then, yeah. I won yeah. my first Supercross in Vegas. Uh, but the funny thing is, is is it really didn't, even that year, it didn't really click in. Like, oh, I, I, at least from my point of view, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have imagined someone going, hey, this kid's going to be pretty good here. you got to watch him or whatever. Cause, right. Uh, you know, I mean, I sucked at Loretta's at all the other races. Like, that year I was pretty good at Punk City. I won Punk City. That was good. <laughs> but... Uh, Loretta's, I was terrible, always terrible there for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I don't know, I won that Vegas round, which was cool. But I don't think, even with that, anyone would have saw, like, what was going to, you know, what came to be in 91. So, um, 
yeah, it was. I think when I when I got the Honda ride, it just gave me this extra uh, confidence. And uh, of course, I was riding with Stanton and Bale and uh, these guys that were, you know, the guys that we all looked up to. And uh, mm-hmm. eventually, I was going as fast as they were, and I was like, "Sheesh, <laughs> I, I guess I can do this if I'm going to go their speed." Right. And, and so that was kind of that was kind of how it all. I mean, the confidence level in me grew a lot through through that process. And then I remember that with the passing of the torch with at Anaheim when you jumped over or jumped past Stanton to win your yeah. first C fifty, and everybody's like, "Oh shit." Yeah. The kid just arrived. Yeah, um, well, there was, I mean, no one really saw that one either because the two rounds before that were, I got fourth at the first race in Orlando, and then Houston was the next race, and then I got fifth. Mm-hmm. And then Anaheim came, and then I finally won, which which I don't think anyone would have suspected that because Stanton was the champ, so he was the A rider on the team, on right. team Honda. I was like the B rider. And then, uh, you yeah. know, and then it all started to happen. It, yeah, did it ever, uh, Ping? What do you What do you remember from MC? Obviously, you're later than him, but do you remember? Well, I, I remember uh, I, the peak stuff was kind of before I really yeah. was coming around. I was still on 80s and stuff, but um, I was at Anaheim when he won his first 250 race, and uh, just you know, at, at about that time, the next year, I started having Randy Lawrence as my mechanic, and I was living with him, and we'd go down and ride with Jeremy once in a while on his track, and. Um, yeah, it was kind of like Denny, just like, man, what does this guy do? Like, how does he, how is he so good? You know, he's so confident, like how, and he helped me with starts. I don't know if you remember that, Jared, your your parents. Yeah, parents. oh, well, I mean, when you came over and you were hanging out here with us, we all got to ride together, and yeah, that was, that was good. I mean, we, we had a lot of, a lot of time out there riding, actually. Yeah, you know, something that sticks in my head, <laughs> this is probably not a good memory. <laughs> We were leaving. Go for it. We were leaving Binghamton. It was the year after. This was like probably '95, mm-hmm. and uh, I was dating Randy's sister, and he wasn't happy about it. More so because he he did, he knew it wasn't good for like my career. Your career, right? Not even so much that with his sister. I don't even think he cared about that. It was just he's like, dude, you know, you need to focus on what we're doing, and let's. And I'm like, no, no, it's cool. But it wasn't really cool, and it was screwing me up. And I I don't know if he had said something to you, but we were, I got a ride back to the hotel from you, and you're like, dude, why do you have a girlfriend? Like, you could be running homes oh, all over this series, man. Like, why don't you just have fun? Like, do your racing and whatever. And I was like, ah, God, it makes a lot of sense, man. I don't know. What am I doing? Why are you settling down, Ben? <laughs> I don't know why that conversation sticks. Randy me, gave me a. Uh, Randy must put me up to giving you a pep talk. He probably did. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you guys. I want, since we have all you all you three on the line, Pulp Mech Show presented by uh, BTOSports.com and Fly Race with the great Jeremy McGrath. Who is one guy? From the '90s era, and it could be anything. But who was? I'll start with you, Denny. One guy that uh, should have been better, should have had a better career than what he did. Is there a guy that stands out? I know I just threw it at you both. I meant to tell you before the show, but I forgot. So, uh, is there a guy? Anybody? Craig Decker. Craig Decker. Yeah. Craig was. Yeah, Craig was good. I mean, he broke his back in Vegas when his shock broke, and I just think he would have been. He would have been really good. Right. Well, how about Ty Davis? I always like bringing up the fact that Ty won the 1990 West Coast, as Jeremy alluded to. Right. Probably the most talented, deepest field of 125 lights guys sure, yeah. in the history. I mean, he beat he won that year. He beat Jeremy. He beat Craig. He beat he, uh, Rhino. He beat Bud. He beat Factory. He beat Button. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list of probably 15. Well, what happened? What, he makes someone mad at Honda? Why, why did he, he, he must have. He must have. Because I think he was in off-road like literally two years later. Yeah. I, I know, right. that's, that was it. Probably it. You know, and then. 
Um, there's other guys that just, you know, like we were talking about young guys today that just they come on the scene and then disappear just as fast. You know, just just have a career in the sport is pretty, pretty, pretty amazing and pretty lucky for all of us. You know, there's we've all achieved different successes. We can't all be Jeremy. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Well, you know what? The bummer thing about that is that, I mean, the, the, there's the, you know, there's often the, the standout guy or whatever. And then the rest of the guys. But <clears throat> the pay scale is so off you know what i mean it's like there should be a lot of people being able to make a you know a great living off of what they're doing and and you know this today in age and even back then the 10th place guy or 12th place guy i mean they don't make any money it's kind of mm-hmm. especially know, it's really jeremy not i mean you tended to put down faster significantly faster laps than most people but a lot of times there's not a lot of time separating the guy getting first and the guy getting eighth ninth tenth i mean it's a second a lap yeah. or less. The opening round, I mean, when the you difference think about between that, first and twelfth was one second. Well, there practice. you go. Yeah. Like, but the paid scale, like you said, is so different for yeah, huge. Yeah, like a Chisholm is twelfth, thirteenth. Chisholm is barely making yeah. enough money to, yeah. to get by. You know, um, there's yeah. always been that way. The big well, discrepancies. Let me ask you this, nuts. Jeremy. Then. Wait, Jeremy didn't answer the question. Oh, sorry. Good. I had another My one. My show. Right. Beat it. All right, MC. Who's one guy that you thought should have been better? Should have should have made more money. One more titles. Uh-oh. My what? answer is Damon Bradshaw. Dude, he was pretty good, though. <laughs> Damon Bradshaw was pretty good, but I think we didn't even get to see the real how good he really could have been. Yeah, I think that he he was his own worst enemy. There were times when he was like you know lightning fast and way better than everybody else, but there was so many other times that you know he would make mistakes and spaz out and do whatever he did. Right, especially well, you didn't help either. Ninety three. Well, I mean, yeah, nice job, yeah. Dick. Good you along. killed Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> I might have uh, helped that part of it. But, <laughs> you did. You did you know, totally. I mean, yeah. I, I, but I, I think that I totally expected to be racing with that guy. Right. And then when I got there, you know, when I got there, he he fell off the map. What What was so that I, from? Was that his just family pressure, like that he had always had, or was it just? He was too hard on himself. You know, I don't know. I, I, I still think, you know, I don't know you guys can agree or not agree, but I, I'm a firm believer that regardless of the age that you start and you start having those pressures of having a factory ride and all this, there's a really, like, literally there's like a 10-year window. And mm-hmm. I think Bradshaw just, he was too good too early because by the time I got there and, you know, he was already, what, I mean, he's younger than me. It was funny. We were in the dune, doing that monster Dooney shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a month ago, and I got got to hang out with him, and chat with him about about some of that stuff. And you know, he funny. I I really loved Bradshaw, you know, and he's younger than me. And, uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Right? I, looked I would up not have guessed that. And you wouldn't, you really wouldn't think that Bradshaw would be younger than me. So, uh, you know, I guess I, I I don't know. I just think you know that ten to twelve year window is if you if you be if you're good too good too young. Mm-hmm. When you get to like twenty four, you're like huh. just zaps. You're done. That's right. a really good you know? point. He because he was a superstar when he was on mini bikes. So I mean, yeah, it I did mean, start really young. Look at yeah. From, and I think and I think you have to have fun. And he was not having fun. Hey, look at Michael Lessie. Look at Davy Millsaps. Even look at Stu. Now Stu's had a great career and won a shit ton of races. But you could make a case that James has left stuff on the table. Millsaps, Alessi, oh, some yeah. of the greatest amateur racers ever. Have not had a pro career. My first year at Ponca was 1982, and I raced a 711 novice class against Damon. Damon was nine, I was mm-hmm. 11. 
and we're at the start. We were tied going to the finals for an 80, you know, stock and mod. I think we went one, one, each of our, our divisions when the final tied and I'm shitting bricks. Mm-hmm. You know, I first big race, first time I ever been to an amateur national and Damon's about three spots down. Might even next to me, laying on his crossbar, you know, like, oh, man, he's already been doing this for 10 years. You know, my dad's over talking to him. And after the race and stuff, my dad's telling me, you know, he's over there just, he's telling my dad how, you know, he's basically a factory Yamaha rider yeah. at this time at nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd, been, he'd been testing that week with, you know, Glover and, uh, RJ and whatever, the yeah. Yamaha t- yeah. factory team and right. stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that it just nothing... He never felt like he made it because I think he already felt like he had already made it. At 16, he went and won Japan, beat RJ. You know, yeah. and, and I think I yeah. heard that somebody said that that might have been his worst thing, worst curse ever, because now that's what he expected himself every time, and that's what everybody around him expected every time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I think you're right, but I mean, you, you know, we've also heard, you know, some of the family pressures and stuff that he had from his dad and the relationship struggles and all that. So I mean, that that probably has to play a part of it, but. Um, I, you know, I mean, look at Dowd, look how good Dowd was. And he started later, you know, mm-hmm. I started later and, you know, Dowd got to retire a little bit later. Cause I think it's the 10 year window and, mm-hmm. uh, Henry was the same way. And I think it all just matters kind of when you start to get really good and have some of those pressures. And, you know, in a way I just feel real fortunate that I didn't, that I really wasn't that serious or didn't get to be that good until I was like 20. Mm-hmm. And then I had basically 20 to 30. That's your best nine. years. Probably yeah. physically and yes, mentally, mentally. everything. Yeah. yeah. What do you uh, think about Cooper Webb? I mean, I've always I, I've known Coop since he's a little kid, and he's from North Carolina. And I the way he's rides with his passion and and his anger in his eyes, kind of I I think he's Damon, a reincarnation of the beast from the east. But now we're seeing his fuck ups and his anger yeah. and passion almost getting his way. Absolutely, yeah. Like it did Damon. Yeah. You know, I almost seen it to it. It's almost repeating itself. Is you think that yeah. that could eventually be? I mean, it's too soon. Well, you know what? I is that a downfall, possibly? I, some of, the, some I, of his I mean, anger issues yeah. and his, his passion my, that kind of translates? I suppose my, my opinion of Webb is he's super tenacious, right? I mean, the guy, yeah. he wants it bad. I, some of, sometimes I worry a little bit about his sort of etiquette, but, you know, obviously he's not worried about it too much. Uh, <laughs> what, what I like, uh, you know, if we're comparing it to sort of Damon, it seems like his uh, – He's not as squirrely. I think he's pretty smooth, you know. He's, mm-hmm. he's not as wild looking. Sometimes Damon was like more hanging out, you know. Uh I think I think Webb has all the tools to to be you know, mm-hmm. maybe come up right right through some of these guys that we have that are stars right now. Um <clears throat> you know, I think that all the big bike guys are probably looking at him going, "Uh-oh. Man, we better get it in <laughs> gear or this these kids going to come and kick our asses real soon." Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know that Yamaha is kind of banking on that too. For sure. Hey, Jerry, I got a question for you. We we were talking about um, that back half of the pack that doesn't make enough money. Yeah. Um, you've kind of been in this conversation at times, uh, going back to the the night in Vegas where everything kind of shut off. Um, yeah. What do you think needs to happen? I mean, is it is it possible that there would ever be a riders' union? And do you think uh, that's something that needs to happen? Uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't think it's something that needs to happen. <clears throat> I guess, you know, I don't know where that whole deal came from back in the day. I mean, 
some guys like Jansen, Roy Jansen, thought it was me, like in charge of that whole thing. And I was like, well, I, I have nothing to do with any of that. The problem, the reason why it will never happen is because there's three parties involved. There's the riders as one party, then there's the AMA as the second party, and then there's the factory teams that are the third party. Uh-huh. And you can never get three, you know, people to line up when it comes to that to to make a union because if the riders wanted to held out. They they wanted to be firm against the EMA, then the the factory teams are not going to let them because they're going to say, "Look, we pay you to go race. You got to go race." So it's just, I, I think it's a moot point, really. I mean, I don't know how you would, I don't know what would you accomplish by doing that. Maybe a higher pay scale for your mediocre, medium pack riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I think there's got to be a way to do that without, you know, stirring up the hornet's nest to trying to start some union or something like that. There's got to be a, I mean, I don't think the AMA's done, you know, for the amount of years that the sport's been involved, it seems like the, the, the AMA has, you know, typically, or seems to me not worked on the pay scale, yeah. you know, as far as, you know, as far as winnings go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, I think that the first place riders, because the, the money is so low, for the first place guy, you get ten grand to win. <clears throat> I think if the factory riders would be okay with taking a little less and spreading it out through the middle and the back is what I would think. Yeah. And then and then you know it would be a little more fair for those guys because uh, you know when you're Ryan Dungeon, you're making you know whatever you're making two three million four million whatever you're doing, having an extra five grand in your pocket from the winnings is not going to make or break you. So. I think yeah. I could fall out of his pocket of in the Uber on the way back to his hotel. He well, wouldn't even I, know. Racetrack did an interview with Mitch, and Mitch they were asking <laughs> Mitch about that, and Mitch was talking about instead of being, you know, because he thinks the purses are, are it's hard to advertise to anybody and bring an outside sponsorship when you're going, oh yeah, the winner wins ten ten thousand dollars. And he was saying yeah. in the interview that maybe if the manufacturers now that there's six of them each pitched in a million dollars, so they weren't on the hook for a million dollars for a championship necessarily into the pot and then they may match it another million or felled. Yeah. You know, you got $7 million in a, in a, in a purse every, you know, for the season, break that down. So guys, you know, guys would be busting their ass to win for, you know, a hundred, 200 grand thousand dollar win each week. And it would go deeper into yeah. the field as well. And then they wouldn't have to pay out that million dollar bonus at the end of the year or something. I don't know the way he kind of explained it, but right. He's been talking about that for a long time. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Actually, well, I, I, I mean, did the interview with him. Yeah. 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 So, oh. I mean, the right guys are still going to win the race. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, if they did it that way, then the then it would be you know the cream's still going to rise at the top. Sure, so, yeah. you know whether Dungey gets it now or later or whatever, he's going <laughs> to get it. You know, yeah, yeah. Win the race, it doesn't matter. Um, what so, do you think about them if they went to a chase format in Supercross? Went you know reset hmm. it at ten rate with ten rate six races to go or something? Do you think that's foolish or do you, you know sixteen races a championship or or what? What's your opinion on that? I've I've I've, I've talked about other know. people. You know, but... as a as a guy who won a lot of races or whatever, I mean, you know, I would think that I wouldn't be too happy with that. I mean, look at Dungey right now; he's sitting on a nice points lead. He'd be pissed if if that kind of went into play. But mm-hmm. uh, as a fan, more so, I, you know, than I don't know. As a, as a from the fans' perspective, I mean, do you guys see some other guy? I mean, say say we started a chase right now. You know what I mean? It's five races in. Say we started it now. I mean, I don't see some other guy coming up and making a difference. So I don't, I don't see how that would really help. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. there's any of that point system. I don't think there's any upside to it. 
but there's a big potential downside. I mean, Dungey's still going to be the guy in the last yeah. five, six, ten races, whatever you do. But if he has a mechanical, or mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? Now you take the guy who is clearly dominating the series, and he's down 25 points with four, five races to run. I think that it, just yeah. sucks. As that's, far as just a fan of others, like of NASCAR, like I and even Arena Cross, I've paid more attention now that these with five races to go, right? And it's a reset. You know, I'm, all, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan every weekend with Supercross, as we all are. But as yeah. if you're an outside fan and, and Dungey's got a 50-point lead with five races yeah. left, and all of a sudden they go, okay, yeah. everyone's back to damn near zero. Well, only the right. top ten guys are battling out. Do you think they're going to all of a sudden go, boom, let's get into this or what? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, hey, MC, we got the lines are jammed for you, of course. You want to take a few phone calls? Yeah, I'll take a few phone calls. All right, let's go. Uh, Nash, uh, welcome to the show. Gentlemen. How are MC? you? Thank I'm you. well. Thank you good for to, calling. Good to hear everybody. Ping, Debo, everybody. MC, with the 90s theme, I wanted to uh, pick your brain. Steve does a really neat thing. I'm sure you may have been talked about it with Steve, which he narr- has somebody come in and narrate a race, and they did Bud's Creek 95. And I'm not going to talk about Doug or what you experienced that day out on the track with Doug, but I want you to reflect back on uh, in the first and second moto when you encountered Emig. And what was going through your mind, if you're capable? I know it's 20 years ago, and you did a lot of living, and that's a long time ago. But I was just watching this thing on the Internet, and I'm like, holy cow. I mean, this, this is a Bud's Creek, Bud Creek one. This yeah. obviously is the race where Henry yeah. uh, did the big jump and hurt yes. himself. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I mean, I remember the fierce little exchanges me and Doug had before that stuff happened. Um which and then in the second moto, you and Emig were like not du- duking it out, but you guys were doing your thing, and he was trying to sprint away from you and run from you, and you know we all know the history, and, and not taking anything away from Jeff. That's not yeah, what I, about. you know I, I was, I, I mean Emig to me was a, uh, you know he was a fierce competitor. I, I just, uh, you know I never agreed with the way he he sort of rode with you when you were mm-hmm. next to him. You know I mean the guy was. Hungry, wanted to win. He was awesome, uh, you know. And in those years, '95 and '96 in particular, we had mm-hmm. some great. We we had some great battles, uh, and he was a thorn in my side for sure. Uh, but you know, I I I think in that that particular day, I don't particularly remember, uh, you know, battling with him the second moment. I think all that commotion over what happened to Doug was just kind yeah. of still playing through everyone's Yeah, head. Nash, it's hard to ask MC to remember a moto from 95. I mean, <laughs> I, come on, I, Nash. No, come on, Nash. I mean, I, I totally knew that. I knew the question. But let's get to the real topic. What's your best factory fill story, MC? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, my. Yeah, let's hear it. My best factory fill story. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> One that's good for the yeah. radio, of course. <laughs> for the kids, yeah, MC. For the kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I got a story for you. And it's, yeah. it's one for the radio. <laughs> Calm down, uh, Nash. I actually have a I have a couple factor fill stories and they're related oh to even like better even better riding. So one uh, ping you remember back in the day up in Beaumont there was a big jump called the that was out by the Chicken Ranch. Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but yeah, there yeah. was a huge huge jump and uh, this story I remember me and Phil went out there and I mean we were shitting our pants because we're like man we got to hit this jump and I jumped it and made it. And then Phil went for it and cased it and bounced off his bike and then uh, crashed pretty hard, knocked himself out, Ugh. 
and then we rode i mean we finally got him back sitting up and then we rode to his house uh and then we we all went to the movies that night and we did we had a whole night of activities and the next day phil didn't remember anything so i was like oh my what it was that that story just kind of one of the stories that sticks out and then we had another I, i had another story where uh we were riding my track and trying to do something crazy or whatever and he he fell over there i just remember some some phil and i rode together a lot so i just some of these some of the crashes stand out to me <laughs> in, in orlando 96 when he came in second to you were you like uh, i mean i know you were prompt i mean you guys all grew up together and the stories are you know circulated over the years 20 plus years yeah. ago that had to be pretty cool for you guys as a family and as a team to you know come together, meaning family as Phil, friends and everything. Yeah, Phil was amazing that year. I mean, he had some great races on a stock uh, two hundred and fifty with a pro circuit pipe and suspension. Yeah, the great Western right. Cali, great <laughs> Western it. Bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, thanks, and, and see, thanks for coming on. Cheers, everybody. All right, thanks, thanks Nash. Thanks, Nash. Uh, thank you. you guys. Dude, the dog just thank farted you. next to me. Uh, <laughs> Holy cow, <laughs> Michael! What's <laughs> going on? Welcome to the show. You got a question for or a video of of Jeremy? Something? What's going on? Michael, hello. Yeah, hi. me. Yeah, you're on. Oh man, uh, 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 Jeremy. I don't remember what year it was. Ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. Millville, Minnesota, uh, Spring Creek. Uh, in practice, uh, I'm trying to describe the part of the track. This is ninety six. Ninety six. The, the, the two tabletops. The two tabletops. Yeah, yeah. The well, there was a single okay. in front of the first tabletop. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, in practice, ta- I, I went wide and. Thought I could jump all the way up onto the top of the tabletop, but cost you the title, really? It, it did. Well, you cost did me the title. I, oh yes, man. Hey, I've got two. I got the whole video of all practice. I've got you doing it twice on a on a high eight tape. I, I had I've been on hold so long. I went up in the attic and dug out my tapes. <laughs> uh, nobody else has has this. And it was so cool, you coming up to the top after where, where Chad Reed, the Chatapult, where you come on up the hill, you was the only one that jumped all the way up from a lip clear up to another lip. And I've got both the times you did it uh, perfect. And it was like a Superman. Uh, well, it, one of the times he came <laughs> up short and that he hurt his ankle and uh, then, we, you know, yeah. kind of lost the title there. Uh Michael, unless that's unless he's thinking of a different year, and that maybe was like maybe the year before. So. Yeah, because I remember MC when I, I was a mechanic then, and they're like, "Hey, Jeremy's really hurt. He crashed," and I'm like, "Or he 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 came up short," and I'm like, "What was he doing? Oh, he tried to jump from that single or the table to the other table," and I'm like, "What? Why? No, this <laughs> no, this ain't that part. Uh, oh, okay. Year. All right, okay, different year then. All right, because we're, yeah, we're, yeah. The, the jump or Chad Reed uh, over jumped and yeah, yeah. crashed the jump. Now, yeah, yeah, Boy, okay, we know that. Come job. on up. <laughs> mm. uh, All right, then, well, that's awesome. You have that on video. Millville, you know, Millville track, Millville track for me was take the take my stupidity out of it. Millville track for me was always a struggle. I just, I, I mean, being from California, we didn't yeah. get to ride those ruts like that. I know so, it was, and you finished second, if I remember right, that day. Okay, uh, but you never jumped again in in a race. You only did it in practice, and I remember. Uh, Sometimes I, I it's easier to do stuff in practice because you can swing wide and get a lot of speed. 
when you're racing, you can't do that because someone will pass you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they, oh, Brent, no, you don't get part of track uh, because you're still going straight. You're still going up. You really blew Michael's mind, MC. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like, it. like you might be the only one with it on the VHS. <laughs> right. On the VHS. Was it beta? It was a high eight, whatever the hell that is. High eight. Oh, high eight. Yeah. No kidding. It's a video eight. Well, I th- want to get the tape to you or uh, this video to you. Well, uh, Michael, send me a, use the contact form on pulpamex.com. Uh, email me, tell me about the video, and uh, I'll see if MC will try to get it transferred over. I guarantee you, MC does not have a high eight player <laughs> down, <laughs> down in Encinitas. And but, could you give me your address yeah. over the radio, please? Yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll we'll try to make it happen, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for calling. No, yeah, I got to get it out because it, it. Okay, is we got to get this out. You know, we'll <laughs> we'll get it out. We'll put it on social media, and everyone will see MC. Uh, jumping something like this. For Denny Stevenson. Okay. Uh, at, at the hot dog shootout, uh, where was this at? Columbia, Columbia Missouri. Missouri. Yep. Finger Lakes. Uh, Finger Lakes. Yes. Uh, I. I. Uh, you may know me and my brother, but anyway, uh, I was selling my my dirt bike stands at the race, and uh, anyway, they can't said, "Hey, you can't sell at our track," and I said, "Okay, I will give whoever uh, gets." Uh, a whole shot in both motos, a stand. Uh, Jeff Emig won one. Uh, Mike Stallman won one. I gave another one out. I'm thinking it was you. Do you remember winning the stand? Do you ever win a stand? Like- I don't remember. I've hit my head a lot, though. It's but, possible uh, he I, won I remember st- racing down there a lot. It was a great race, and a lot of the Midwest guys would all come it's out. It's possible he sure. gave the stand to a lady after the race as a you know <laughs> as a gift. Um, thanks, Michael. Get I appreciate contact, the call, though, Email man. me on the, on the site, Mike. Thanks, man. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Michael, Michael was really nervous. That or... guy had like a little George W. Bush thing going on. <laughs> he did. Well, you know, I think I got you a stand. Uh, MC, are you going to be in the booth at all? Any plans? You know what? I, I Shoot, I would love to, but uh, <clears throat> they're just kind of sticking with what they got. And, you know, honestly, I'm, I I enjoy doing that TV stuff. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind doing it, doing it again, but I just... I'm, I don't really want to travel that much. I'm going to go to some races. Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to go to St. Louis, though, so I'm excited to do that. I will see you there. But, what is it, a reunion yeah. for the 96 season, the one race you lost? That's it. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Hey, did, did Christian Craig winning make you feel old like it did me? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, kind of. Because when I <laughs> when depressing. I remember him when he was a little kid, yeah, a little tiny guy. Yeah. But it sure is fun to watch that kid ride. He's oh, pretty awesome. He is. He, I mean, I know Mike, you know, I don't think he necessarily grew up with Mike, you know, mostly with, with mom, his mom, Joanna. But there's no denying that where that skill came from. Like, Mike Craig yeah. is also that good, you know. And yeah, no so doubt. Smooth. No doubt. Well, hey, uh, thank you for coming on. Took a lot of your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, always a great interview. And uh, we thank no you for coming on. Good to yeah, good to chat with you guys. Debo, how's, been, how's your uh, road trip been? It's been great, man. And, you know, it was uh, good hanging out with everybody a little bit Saturday night. Um, the races were fun. You know, just like I said, it's the first West Coast Supercross I think I've been to since I got out of the industry and about six, seven yeah. years ago. And, yeah, it's been nice, man. I look forward to, uh, you know, maybe I'll see you in St. Louis. That's one of my favorites. It's close to home there in Nebraska. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and, a hometown uh, race. So. You know, we went and did a little go-kart today at, uh, at the little pole position and stuff. So, it's been nice, right. you know. As uh, cool, yeah. It's Getting some good. of this good Cali weather. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I forgot to pack shorts when it's twenty degrees or ten degrees at home. You tend to forget <laughs> to pack those type of things. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, man. I, know. I see your I see your Instagrams and stuff, and you 
sometimes when you're going out, it's like freezing cold. So. Yeah, bundled uh, up. Yeah, th- thank God for social media. I, I ran into Lebo Saturday night, Matt Liebelt, one of our longtime friends, and yeah. he's like, man, thank God for social media. I haven't seen you forever, but it's like I just saw you yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, know, it's it's, so uh, cool. it's fun. It's fun to, to have you on the show and catch up. And uh, Ping and Danny, of course, you guys go way back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool, man. Yeah, we thank you for your time. Well, cool, man. You guys have an awesome night. See you, Dave. See Take you, care. Jeremy. See you, right. Jared. See you. Uh, yep. See Thanks. you, Debo. Have a good, safe travels home. And, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you later, man. All right, brother. Good seeing you. Or good talking to you. All right, guys. Later. Right, later. See ya. Jeremy McGrath, everybody. The man, the myth. The it's a good guy. It's a good guy. Seriously, okay, look. Do you know what would be great? Wait, wait, let me finish. All right, let me finish. Let's all just start jerking off about Jeremy McGrath. But uh, we know, Jerk off. You know, we know all these dudes in the industry, right, all these riders. There's a lot of shitty things that we know about different dudes that burn dudes or did this dude or or didn't do the dude like the <laughs> did this dude. <laughs> Danny. I, don't know, I don't know what era you were in. <laughs> but, okay, like there's, we all know shit. You know what I mean? But, but do you guys know anybody who's like, you know what? Fuck McGrath. Right? Is there anybody like that? Does the guy did the guy not carry himself, you know, pretty well every single year, and, and you know represent the sport well? It's just not I, a lot of. I think he re- he represented great. You know, I mean, uh, he came up, up in that era of the '90s and having fun and winning races, and you know, he had one of the great sponsors, Troy Lee, with a new helmet every year. You know, he. Yeah. He the guy it. was on a magazine cover like six, eight months ago. He was on a magazine covers. Yeah, he did it his way. You know, I, I still was kidding him about right, you know, being on yeah. a cow, representing Kawasaki these days. Like, worth it. Still trying to figure that one out. But you know, anybody who's as passionate as, as about riding as he is, and still out having fun and doing different things. He's. I wanted to ask him about his truck racing. I, you know, he didn't mention too much of that. Uh, we had him a long time. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he's still out just doing what he wants to do and have a good time. And like, um, like he his did, RV, he did balance it really well. Like, you know. He was a beast at the races, but he would party like a maniac at Havasu or wherever. Yeah, anywhere, and anytime. Yeah. Within, the, within the media or with yeah. fans, he was, like you said, he was really good. He was never. No. I don't know. He did a great job of he, balancing it all. And, and I truly don't believe, he never believed his own hype. It seemed like he just having a good it, time. Is, was Jack McGrath at all a gnarly mini dad? I don't know. Was he? I don't think well. Jeremy was never really a gnarly mini kid. Okay, well, I know. just mean like not even mini kid, just a mini, a, 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 you know, the typical dad. Was he? Like, he was around a lot, but did he at the pro level? Okay, there was a lot of we talk. Oh, there was. Yeah. Okay, all right. Which um, it's just a pet peeve of mine. But it's here's the here's the point. Know. Are you going to see RC, RV, Dungey on covers of magazines when they're forty five years old? I don't think you will. I can't believe he's still riding Supercross at 45. That's like, he'll go out to the test track and ride with those guys. That's like, crazy. I, I would not set foot on a Supercross track. Danny would. I'd walked one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> he set a foot on it. I walked around one. All right, we got to take a commercial break, the first one of the night. <laughs> Jason Thomas is going to come up. Cody Gilmore is going to be in. Uh, we got lots more to talk about on the show. We're going to touch more on San Diego. Sorry for those people on hold. Who did? Denny's done. Denny's out. He's out. He's got uh, a piss. Uh, sorry for those people on hold. We didn't get to. Uh, we uh, we're sorry about that. Uh, McGrath uh, stories uh, and Buddy Antonez. They were just more important than your phone calls. That's really the. We're really line. sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. And uh, stick around. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show.
Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at the picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulpamex Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulpamex Show. Use coupon code Pulpamex when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor... Enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. 
NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come in the corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites but yet straight line you have comfort hey as a former factory mechanic Kiefer, i know all about mounting tires um so no problem for me to mount anything right. well maybe not a moose uh you found mounting these new michelins uh, pretty easy actually yeah i'm a great test rider but my mechanic skills are novice at best so mounting the tire wasn't too bad they sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing and i was out there busting in the garage and normally you got to put some tires in the sun let them soften up a little bit but this um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. 
Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within works connection is proud to be a sponsor of pulp mx because just like you they're passionate and dedicated to the sport for over 23 years now they've been producing innovative products like their pro launch start device and the 123 easy build elite perch line just take a look around the ama pro pits and you'll see works connections proving ground for products under the canopies of yoshimura suzuki rch racing star racing and other top teams plus they now stock hints and clutch components peg armor arc levers and fasco products too Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. 
Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 hey. W Wheels. Now that I got all your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. 
They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PulpMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PulpMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machine from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm. <laughs> ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys.
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Were you in Steel Roots, Denny? Yeah, yeah, we filmed uh, Steel Roots, because that's what uh, Jer's uh, buddy Lou uh, yeah, Lawrence was, Lewis was filming. Yeah. And there was a section, we all were down, were down in Dallas at D.L. Woods' uh, Harley shop, and we all put on costumes, funny, you know, just everything we could, accessories, and jumped on Harleys and rode them to the strip club, and they were filming on what, the ride. What not, yeah. Those are the days, those videos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't do any tricks, but I was, I got into all the videos somehow. <laughs> you did. I rarely any of my scenes had to do with writing. <laughs> Probably some of your videos. <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Thanks, David Pingree and Denny Stevenson, and I'm Steve Mathis. And between us, we have a four Manitoba titles, one 125 Eastern uh, Supercross title. And four Dash for Cash titles. Four Dash for Cash titles, and Pingree should be two-time title. Man in Supermoto and 125 West Supercross. Two-time vice champion. Two-time vice champion, everybody. <laughs> we also learned from addressing uh, family fun facts during we sure the commercial. Did. We sure did. Thanks for that, Danny. No problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> the next best thing to be an Eskimo, brothers. <laughs> I love the 90s moto. I love 90s uh, moto. Oh, you man. just never know who's going to have been all up in your family's business. <laughs> Well, if it was in the 90s, it's a good chance it was me. <laughs> Next vaccine to a brother-in-law without the without the herpes. Without having to come over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to you. It's really nice to see you two get to know each other better. <laughs> uh, he already knew. After an enormous sellout tour in 2014, the world's greatest action sports show, Nitro Circus Live, is back. Coming back this, uh, probably, I think, a couple months from now. Check them out. Go Nitro Circus. Dot com for details. Uh, they're Check out Pastrana, Josh Sheen, Adam Jones, Bilko, Cam Sinclair. Have you seen one of these they're shows? They're coming to Lincoln, Nebraska. First time ever. Do you need tickets? And they're, I'm gonna, yeah. Okay, I'm I'll gonna get tickets. Somebody, yeah. They're coming yeah. through in July. It is honestly, it's a phenomenal show. Out, is it really? It's, it's I was a, gonna say, is it just no. backflips? No, 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 no. no, no. It, I follow them on Instagram. They're crazy. It's. Did you see the Nuclear Cowboys thing? No. Okay, good, because this thing blows that way. So. Uh, you got to see it. It's it's really good. I'm Great radio. They, uh, for, it's an outdoor venue they're going to do it in, so I imagine it's going to be huge. But it's the week after the Nitro Games that they're doing in Salt Lake. They're, have you heard that? They're I heard about that. They're doing Nitro Games. Well, have you ever seen any of the stuff they're doing for Nitro Circus? These guys are doing 10 times the tricks that they do in X Games, Best Trick, or any of these it's other be awesome. events. So they decide they're going to make these events. <laughs> with like what? Safe, what, what, what? It's the same events, but they're, they're going to make the, the takeoffs bigger, the landings bigger, but padded. So if okay. they eat shit, they're not dying. What are the What are the events? Like, give me a couple of events they would do. Just, I think they're bringing best tricks back. Um, they're just making it. I think they're having the same events, but just like I said, bigger takeoffs, bigger landings. So like legit stuff, bicycles, motorcycles, not. Yeah, the same thing. Who can do the best backflip on a three wheeler? No, or a trike or a trike. No, I think these are legit ones. Okay. And, uh, but like I said, that the. the when they come to Lincoln, Nebraska, it's the weekend after, so I'm just hoping everybody's still alive to make it for the show. Cody Gilmore yeah. still coming up. Vortex Racing, you brought you Jeremy McGrath. He was on earlier. We thank those guys, too. Uh, Jeremy McGrath uses WUSA for their wheel needs. Shit, half the t- teams in the pits, privateers, and factories use WUSA for their wheels. Ping, you know John Anderson down there. Good guy, good company. They got brake stuff, too, if you need it, from different companies, and they have different wheel sets and different prices and colors. Love to throw some dubs on my truck. Get some... W- well, if you want dubs in your truck, 
Gear, oh. Gear Alloy. Gear Alloy. Gear Alloy, proud sponsor of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team. And they've been a longtime supporter of Jessica Patterson, of course. GearAlloy.com. Styles available in 16 through 22 diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10 and 12 wide options. Nice. You know, whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there's a Gear Alloy wheel style for you and 20 different wheel styles to choose from. We thank those guys for coming on, and they uh, they got a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes for all the enthusiasts. When you say Gear Alloy, am I the only guy having a hard time not thinking of Alloy gear? Or even just Gear gear in the color of Alloy. Get your truck in gear. gear well, that's alloy. old school. That's gear 90s. Alloy.com. I like that. Gear's like we'll get 80s. You some you, yeah. want, you want some gear alloy wheels? We'll see what we can do. I'd love to see. What kind of truck you got? What are you driving? A Chevy, baby. Oh, that's not a bridge line. A, silver, a Silverado. <laughs> Silverado. Everybody love everybody! Come on! Uh, it's time for the gear alloy cold call. And I guess Travis over here, a real go-getter, um, went over Swiss course head and designed a uh, gear alloy well, cold call <clears throat> intro. I meant, I meant for when you're uh, waiting for them to call. When, uh, you know, when you're waiting for them to pick up. Remember last week you said you needed some like Jeopardy music or something. I got something to fill that space. What if they pick up right away? Well, then I'll stop it. Okay. Dun, dun, Who we call it? Factory Phil? Are we? No, I mean, is that good? Let's do it. All right, let's call Nash. Will, you know? Yeah, Nash can't call. He'll be beside himself. No, don't don't pick up for Nash. Sorry, Nash. Factory Phil. He is uh, Ping's brother-in-law, former Factory Suzuki rider. Oh, I screwed up the number. This is what's going to happen when we do it live on the air. Um. Factory Phil, uh, second place in the 96 250 Supercross Series. On second a, place? He ended up second overall in the points. No, he was fourth in the points. In Supercross? I think so. He got second in Orlando. Second I, thought he got se- oh, I thought he got second. Literally one of the most successful Calling people. Oh, God, I thought that was Phil. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Hi, this is Phil with Factory Lot Speaking. <sighs> Leave a message and I'll call you back. Factory, oh, that's me now. Factory Phil, it's Debo, Denny Stevenson here at the Pulp MX Show with Steve Mathis, David Pingree, and Travis, the producer. We were just cold calling you, and you're not here, so looks like we're going to have to call someone else. Thanks for coming. It was great seeing you this weekend, even though it was just for a minute. Who loves you? Bye, Phil. Gear Alley cold call. They don't always work. Do you just give up? Is that oh, it? We can keep going. Oh, this is all right. Do <clears throat> you have any idea? Huh? Any anybody else? Blame. Well, there's lots of people we could call. What about Dave Castile? We could. What about Ping's sister? Oh, here we go. We could. <laughs> what here, the hell happened? Here we go. <clears throat> the good thing is I'm an only child. You're so lucky. I'd be calling your sister right now. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Amber? Uh, Sean, what's going on? How are you? What's happening? Sean. Hey, what's up? Nothing. You got a question about RM125s? Because uh, these two men right here know all about them. Well, yeah, I got a couple RM125s, and you got the experts there. What's the best RM125 and why? Uh, my 9125 was so ridiculously fast. You know, I. You know, I was pretty good, but that bike was sure made me fast. I mean, a whole shot like every race, it handled ridiculously well, and it turned. Those things turned so well from 1990, and then I rode again on Suzuki's in 2000 125s. Well, I think I rode them until 95, actually, <laughs> but they turned on a dime. I, I, I know I like my Suzukes. I loved my 2000, my 99, 2000 bikes. Bill's pipes, uh, 
with some help from Factory Suzuki, those things were rockets. Bill's you raced, did you race the arena cross bike that year, right? 2000, yep, yeah, end of 99, 2000 era. And, and then 2000, 2001, they went to the completely new design or whatever. It was kind of built around Travis Pastrana, and I couldn't ride that thing. I went back to it in 03, and it was like a completely different motorcycle. Couldn't ride it. Hated it. Mm. There you go, Sean. Appreciate it. So you're telling me mine's shit. Thanks, Pete. Yep, garbage. Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks. For, thanks for the call. Hit in a different color and called it a Honda. There it is. The original Stretch Fabric Racewear, Fly Racing's third-generation light hydrogen line, continues to lead the way in lightweight, minimalist racewear design with input from Fly professional team riders. Fly designers created non-restrictive minimalist racewear that eliminates non-essential features and replaces them with high-end, breathable, elastic, woven fabric. FlyRacing.com. Fantastic guys, and we welcome on the show Fly Racing Zone Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? JT with the hairdo, met a Macklemore. You have more What's hair, up, JT. You have more hair on your on your beard than JT has on his head. Yep, I told him when I saw him. I go, my I, my son has a very similar haircut to that, and I wondered where he got it from. And it's the it's the it's the Macklemore Thomas haircut. <laughs> it's everywhere right now. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's the all the rage. J, JT, how many sets of that gear did you guys have out there this weekend? I I usually have a hard time distinguishing the different Geico guys. I There were so many guys in red, white, and blue fly stuff, and it looked great, but there was a lot of guys in that stuff this weekend. Uh, yeah, we had quite a few. I don't know the exact number, but, um, yeah, I don't I don't get to do that part of it, but I know we had a lot. That was the idea, anyway. Um, what else, JT, from the race did you take away? We had uh, we had um, um, Buddy Antonas on earlier and McGrath, and they are both talking a little bit about – Kind of like uh, how tough it is to keep to these guys. They lose their mojo, and right now Ryan Dungey's got it, and um, he's kind of unstoppable. He, how many wins do you think he racks up the rest of the year? Uh, how many races do we have left? We Nine? have uh, 11. 10? 11. 11 left. Um, I would say six or seven, the way he's going. I would say, I say eight. Seven's probably I was fair. just going to say eight as well. <clears throat> three wins. Right. Okay, yeah, so I give him three rounds so where who, he, something who, goes who sideways. Who gets the other three? Ping. You, you can just uh, Roxon, Roxon, and I'll give Tomac one. Daytona and Canard. I don't think so. He's got the speed. I hate I to say it, I love Trey. If he stays healthy, Trey. I think he can. What if Anderson starts up front? Uh, Anderson could win too. too. Yeah. If he just gets the start, I mean, can't he just take off again? Yeah, I think he can. I think he's the fastest, yeah. second fastest guy out there. I think he's faster than Roxon. Does Chad get another win? I mean, he can reach back. A little luck. He's Chad Reed. I think, yeah, I think he can. He was, he was way off the pace last year, and then he just pulled one out of nowhere. So, but yeah, when you do it as long as he has, he, you always have it in his back pocket, doesn't he? That he can just like, okay, I think I'm gonna turn it on today. Yeah, those guys could all win, but JT, well, who, who was one? He doesn't think Chris Close could win. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> it's an old. It's an old story. It's an old story. You don't know that. What the you, fuck are you doing? Um. So, uh, JT, do you still like Webb for this title? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, three races left. This, yeah, I think this weekend is going to be really telling because mm-hmm. whatever happens this weekend, you know, if, if Webb wins, uh, he'll be at least tied for the lead again. And if he doesn't, it's just one more frustrating race for him. And I think it just whatever happens this weekend is going to kind of fester over the next you know six weeks or whatever it is. Uh, I just think it's a long time to have to sit and think about 
kind of how this weekend goes. So I, I would be really, really focused on trying to beat the other guy if I was Joey or Cooper. Forget about the points or winning the race. I yeah. just want to beat the other guy because it's a long time to leave them with that taste in their mouth. I'm going to be interested in seeing, okay, so the West is wrapping up this weekend, then the East starts. Now we found out that Vegas is an East-West final. The points are all the same. You know, they're scored. I just asked you that, yeah. yeah. Over the weekend. They're all scored the same. So it's a shootout and points shootout in a shootout and points count. points in a shootout count. So there could be big swings. But I'm interested in seeing, like, how good is this East Coast going to match up to the West? Like, do I – is I don't think the West is nearly as deep as it's been in the past. I yeah, well, they're, they're missing Nelson for sure. Jesse yeah. Nelson would have been right up there. Um, and I don't know when he's coming back, Ping. Do you know anything about that? No, I don't think. It's going to be a minute. A minute? Yep. <laughs> I mean, Supercross out? Probably no Supercross. Yeah, okay, and maybe longer. No, he'll, oh, okay. he'll be ready for the yeah, Nationals. Okay. But so, they, he in, can, the words of, in the words of Ping, he's, he's just banged up. <laughs> he's banged up. <laughs> he's banged up. Pretty banged up. <laughs> um, the East, I mean, I asked six or seven different guys a couple weeks ago who they thought were going to win the East, and I got six or seven different answers. JT thinks Jeremy Martin. Uh, there's Mookie. There's Justin Hill is flying. Plessinger. Plessinger. Okay. You think he's going to win the title? Plessinger. No shit. Just putting it out there. That's my guy. Well, make sure you tag him on Twitter. If it oh, I will. No, I will. I'll, and I'll, I'll make sure you guys know you guys said him. Yeah, I think the, yeah, I think the, the East is deeper Mookie? this year. Mookie? Bow, Bowers? <clears throat> yeah. Tonus? It'll be interesting to see who steps Stop up. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm, still I'm curious to see how Martin does. You know, he's never been... Yeah, it's got amazing. To, it's it's got to translate, so. though. It's got to start translating. Well, you watch videos of him practicing. Like, man, his corner speed is unreal. He's so good, but yeah, he's only won one. What about Mookie? And is not he just... qualified for what three? <laughs> when you've DNF'd, <laughs> DNQ'd more than you won. But that is uh, that's it's and, tough and, to and pick a, for a, a two-time national champion. That is that's unheard of. going down. What about Mookie? I don't know. I, I don't know. Is it what? Mookie's won a race. Right. Way, way more times than I won, so I'm right in there, too. <laughs> Has Mookie won a race? <laughs> he won, didn't he win one last yeah, year? Yeah, Oak, Oakland, Oakland last yeah. year. Oh, he did. and someone in the chat room, Marty Davalos. Go get him, yep. Marty, in your 14th year. Hey, Go get him. Hey, I mean, look what he did on a cat. That gets we're we're ago, pulling for you, Marty. I don't. Uh, who? Uh, Davalos? Yeah. Um, who, who else do they have uh, Husky over there? Um, just Marty. Mar- it's just, just Marty? Yeah, yeah, just Marty. Just Marty. And um, Red Dog's all in on Marty. Is he? Red Dog's all in. He's on big Marty. on him right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Which, Has he been working with him? Uh huh. Uh-huh. And he this says good. Got on the and then he told me that Marty hates me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> F you, dude. Um, <laughs> who's Geico got in the East? Is Hampshire going to be back? Hampshire and Mookie. Is Hampshire good? What's Ferry say about him? They're not working together anymore. Oh, but I think he's good. Yeah, are, are I mean healthy? Yeah, like yeah, his head's yeah, good yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. That kid's good, too. What like about, and you know what? I keep hearing from these people not affiliated with Justin Hill that Justin Hill is flying. Oh, yeah. Like to say. It's not Tyler Keefe telling me this. It's it's like dudes that are like, you got to see this guy. He yeah, I heard yeah, but from, from BTO guys. He was right. fast even yeah. last year and the year before. Just yeah, he could never piece the race together. So well, he was, that's, he that's was, the question. He was good at Mitch uh, his second year, good with Mitch, really fast. And then last year was a disaster. Last year was a disaster. Yeah. yeah, but For he's sure. always had the speed. That's mm-hmm. not an issue. Yeah, can he, he can work with speed? Can he can he get a start? Can he run all the laps? Can he not fall yeah. apart? And and who can forget the hoop and Stevenson? They're right there too. Any moment, any moment. 
Um, all right, let's do the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off, shall we? It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggles are choice of champions everywhere. Use the code X, use code PulpMex16 uh, to save yourself 30%, I think, at xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. Brock Tickle wears X-Brand. Kyle Chisholm wears X-Brand. Wow, do you even have to? That's two guys that are out hurt. That's, yeah, that's so nice. everyone that's injured or not <laughs> making mains. Good job. <laughs> they wear X brand. <laughs> X brand, killing it. Nick Whale will be wearing X brand, I think. Oh, yeah? When he hits the track here. So I heard there's a new goggle, or a goggle company out there that might not be around much longer. I won't say who they are, but that's right. It's coming from a goggle company that's no longer around now. Yeah, yeah, Smith out of the moto business. Yeah. So, well, I heard, we I heard Spy a while back, and they seem to have pulled back a little bit. So, that could be who, Spy. That is who I heard. Yeah. You're right. Um, well, we'll see. And speaking of goggles, Chad Reed threw his off again. Again, which you actually brought up in the press uh, room last night. Or yeah, last, over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, three times I think he's thrown What's goggles. Going on? I don't know, bro. I mean, I assume fogging. Uh, you know, you can't keep being an ex goggle guy as your goggle. You just sometimes you can't keep them all happy, and something happens to one guy that well, we, we sweats talked to, him out, or does he sweat him out, or fogging him? I don't know. I don't think it's sweat. I mean, I've never thrown goggles because of sweat. Have you? I mean, I've had crap running down. It sometimes looks, I've had to pull all my tear offs because it'll get in between those. Yeah, sometimes sweat, I look but, like I look like I'm looking through a fish tank. But once you pull them, then it's good. Or I'll just forget to even pull a tear off, and then all of a sudden I'm coming back to the pits after the race, dying, and I'm like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> I should have done that about 20 minutes ago. I can see. <laughs> Xkit brand goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Let's go. These are rapid-fire questions submitted by Corey Moser. They're for us four, and uh, you got to answer them fast, 30 seconds or less, and uh, if not, there's an ultimate penalty to pay. Ping, you know the game. So. Just, just take as much time as you need, boy. Yeah, there's no penalties. All right, let's go. All right, Ping, we'll start with you this time. Okay. Have any two riders shared more girls than Debo and Chicken? <laughs> uh, let me think about this, and let's say no. I'm just going to go with no. I don't think we ever shared a girl, actually. Or even had, I don't think we've ever been Eskimo brothers. We had different tastes what? in women. We had different tastes in women. What did he like? Are we going to get you in trouble in the show? Anything that walked. Are we going to get you in trouble? Are we gonna get... No, no one's listening now. Okay. How I, is my Chicken? Went to, my third year went to sleep. How is Chicken, by the way? Uh, you know, I... Uh, is he still airbrushing skulls? And <laughs> That story was so great. That that could not... With his, with his cat eating raw chicken and um, him airbrushing everything on the house. Um, that last time I came out here, it was great. Uh, you know, I, I texted him before he came out. Didn't hear back from him. Uh, Cody and I were talking. Cody Gilmore's friends with him. Cody had called him and left a message before he came out. Hadn't heard back from him. So then Saturday, Friday night, we went out when I got back in town. I got in town. He texted Chicken, hey, and Chicken's like, what the hell? You guys are out here. No one calls and tells me this shit. Screw you guys. I hate all of you. I'll maybe see you Saturday. <laughs> and so I never did chance, have a chance to talk to him or see him. And then Cody... Uh, was going to ride with him at Milestone today at like 10.30 oh, this morning. So chicken's so. around. So he's around. He's going to – oh, no, that's not chicken. That's another Jeff. Well, he went to Europe and raced yeah. that little yeah. vet. Some Italy thing, across right? the nations, yeah. yeah. yeah and I love to – he was on a podium, and he was with Robbie Renard and someone else, and he called them both like Scott Birdsworth yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, A.J. Whiting or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, and everybody's like, no, I think that's Renard. There was a picture of Renard. He said, had a great day racing with, like, Jeff Stanton. <laughs> And it's, it's Renard. Everyone's like, that's Robbie Renard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know he was going over there. He did pretty well. He, air, he airbrushed something on Robbie. Probably airbrushed Robbie. He still rides, I think, three, three, four times a no, week. No, he rides more now than he was when he fractured your Way more. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. So, all right. All right, Steve. 
Are you going to report on the Fly 360 fallout or just ignore it like the rest of the Moto Media? I texted Chad today and never got, I never heard back. I don't know what the deal was. But, yeah, the owner of Fly360 posted on Instagram that uh, he's pulling his sponsorship from PC and Chad's team because Monster, and this is only his side, so who, who the F knows, but Monster uh, said, that, hey, look, your colors are too similar to us. They're green. And also, too, I heard there was a problem with the models. They were dressing their models just like the Monster models. With green and short skirts. Not that that, I mean, everyone does that. But anyway, so yeah, he's out, I guess. JT, do you know any more? I don't know. I, I, uh, I haven't got any insight other than basically what everybody's heard. Yeah, you saw, but you saw Peter's uh, Instagram? I did, yeah. yeah, and I, yeah. Just, I mean, I don't think Chad's going to say anything, you know. Like, I just don't think he has anything to comment on it right now. So Yeah, but I even just wanted the, like, the off-the-record stuff that I, would, I could find out, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's up for that. Right now, um, wow! Can they do deal. that? Is that? I mean, they has Dude, a contract. I don't know. Just can someone complain about the Doesn't colors? Everybody have a contract before the season, and everybody goes, "Here we go!" And everybody says it's cool. I thought only in NFL football could you pull out of contracts and not pay your riders <laughs> and athletes. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's definitely a blow to PC guys and to uh, uh, Chad's team, and. But then maybe, you know, that's only one side. Maybe the other side is that 360 dude has no money. Or is something, that just or, in money in Chad's pocket though? That's not funding that. No, team, it's on it? the team. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I assume they are. I shouldn't say I know. They're on the truck in a big, prominent logo, though, so I would assume they're a team sponsor. They're a team sponsor, absolutely. Yeah, so. Are they based out of Australia? Are they an American company? Where is... I think they're based in America, but it's an Australian guy who owns it. Oh. Same guy who owned Amp Mobile. Back and that day. went well. All right, next question. All right, JT, which fly-sponsored rider had the best-looking bike-to-gear combo last weekend? Bike-to-gear. I actually liked how the... Stuff looked on Weston Pike's bike. I thought the red, white, and blue, and then the blue, and then the blue helmet. I thought it all went really well. So I would, I would say Pike. Well, so what was the worst? I think it. I think it could have went really well with trade stuff, but they ran mm-hmm. the white bike instead of red, so it kind of threw it off a bit. The worst. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't think it looked all that great on the on the orange kit again. I thought it clashed a bit. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Did, the, Geico, the Geico was too dark. How's the sales of that? How's the sales of that stuff? Do you already know, or do you already have well, a response? Well, it's been for sale for about 40 hours. No, I know. So, like, do you have an idea or no? Do you guys check no, on this stuff? it's all right. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of tough because the reps go in and sell it today, you know? So, right. I would say next Monday I'll have a much better idea. All right. All right, Debo, what separates your buddy, Buddy Anson, as, as a riding coach from all the other guys? Um, I know him better, so I get the chance to see a little bit more up close. Um, you know, I like we talked about earlier, the fact that he can just translate what he's done and put it in in the layman's terms, like, hey, this is how you do it, just and then do it. And then he can see it. And then just the mental aspect. I think the fact that he's been there, done that, and he keeps the mojo, and he comes up with such a positive thing. And like it or not, in any type of teaching situation, if you've been there and done that, I'm more apt to listen to you. And translate into what I'm going to do. Street cred, straight Street up. Street cred goes all the way, all the time. 35 seconds. That's it. I always wondered how how these dudes will listen to... I'm going with you. No, I'm pointing at you like I'm on. I know you're leading this. Well, people who are riding coaches who never raced or rode. There's people who've never ridden a motorcycle who are coaching pro riders. What about trainers who never... 
I heard Alden of... Baker is getting into the coaching thing right now. And he does a lot. He, he talks to he them does. a lot he about does. it. And I, mean, I think he's good with the mental aspect, but he and, and he's watched enough, but I can't see him coaching somebody like, hey, you need to get, back, get your heels on the back or squeeze with your legs more. I'd or, have a hard time listening to him without rolling my eyes what if, I've when heard, he says, though, you need to do this. What I've heard from people that work with him is all his stuff that he talks about comes from Jeannie. Stuff okay. that he heard Jeannie say. What what does Jeannie know? Uh, wasn't she a Supercross champion? Fast Supercross champion? Uh, I think <laughs> she raised no. a Sioux fish. Um, Millsaps's mother, like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of them, and people listen to them. I just wonder about these trainers more than anything. Like, bro, you didn't make it as a pro, and you were never known as some hammerhead. Now you're a trainer. Like who? <laughs> trainers. What's a hammerhead? A shark. Well, did they paint helmets? A shifter. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, it was a. Sh- I don't a sh- want to be known as a hammerhead. It's a shark, a shifter, and a paint helmet painter. <laughs> it's very popular. You ever look the shark in the eye? Uh, all right. Next question. All right, Ping. Who would make the better fireman, Mathis, JT, or Debo? JT. Bullshit. Mathis. F you, dude. I, don't, I just don't think you got it, bud. You don't think I got cooking the, the Denny, barbecue? Denny doesn't like people enough. And uh, I think JT's got the, you know. He talked about something today. There's this guy who has seizures in one part of the city that they go to. And if he, they get there too late and he wakes up, he tries to fight them all. I said, and he's like, they got to wrestle him down. I'm like, well, why don't you just fucking leave? You look like you're okay. We'll be back later. Congratulations. You know how to handle a hose. Congratulations, JT. You're a fireman. All right. All right, Steve, what is the best and worst part of having Pookie come to the Supercross with you? Uh, the best part is that... Uh, uh. Come up with something quick. I was going to say, that's taking a while. Hurry. Time's running out. I, I like have, I, we're, we're friends. We're really good friends. So I like having her there. The worst part is that um, I feel like I can't like bro down... Because it's kind of boring for her to just stand there with me, or if I go into a truck, she has to sit out there. So I feel like I'm like ah, I, got, I got to go. Like she's out there, you know. But you might be more welcome in the pits when you're with her because people actually want to talk to her. Yeah, that could be a good point. Yeah, yeah she be, knows enough people. Really, yeah. she can sit and talk to people. Yeah, no, could, could be a good point. All right, JT, what's the dumber idea? Nets on the outside of bull turns or poles on the inside of corners? Uh, I think both of them. I don't think neither of them are dumb. I think both of them have merit. I think the inside with the poles is you kind of have to have them at times. Uh, certain corners just necessitate it because people will cut across. But the next thing, I just I don't think it's ever going to happen. But I don't think it's dumb. I don't think Steve's dumb. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Do you think, JT, that uh, Clay Kaysen's move should have counted? I didn't get a very good look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Just my angle wasn't very good on it. Right. Um, so, I mean, if you're cutting across, you're going to get penalized, you know, so whatever. It is, no, but do you think yeah. it shouldn't be? Do you think it, it you know? He jumped he over jumped the top blocks. The bales, right? yeah, yeah. He jumped right yeah, over yeah. the top yeah. of them. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah you got you to gotta be That's penalized. right. And speaking of nets, they they used those in arena cross, you know, the 1-8, you know, the tracks are U-shaped, the inside U which a couple guys would case the double, then launch the, the bike, whether it cleaned up me one time in the first turn or launched the bike in the second row. They ran nets there for a while. I don't know if it ever caught anybody, but... They just plant them from poles in the ground or they something? They buried them in the berm, uh. you know, because a big bull turn was the inside one, and then the first one went around it, and they buried poles and put nets around the outside to keep people from launching that That's one. great idea. They should do it now, and then we'll have our bull turns back in Supercross. Thank you, Matt Kirky. So... 
Alright, Debo, as a former goggle expert, what would you believe to be the cause of Reed throwing his goggles? I know we kind of yeah, touched on this. Yeah, we kind of covered that, yeah. So. No, just move on. Yeah, it could be anything. Alright, Ping, describe your... Oh, I lost my turn and everything? Yeah, Jeez. we already talked we about it. We have another question for you. God's sakes. No, we talked about it. We can talk about... Now we're good. What about my motor tours? <laughs> are we going to do that? Never happening. No. You, guys, you guys are assholes. It's a fucking great idea. We can get rich off it. Now you went and got a full-time job and you live in Nebraska. You guys are jerks. Can I go so far? Being, being sick and sad, right? It's not going to work. It, it was one and done in Seattle. <laughs> oh, that was a disaster. <laughs> it was a disaster. I had a good time, though. <laughs> and it could only go one way to make the perfect story, and it went just that way. The best part. I, you know, I did have a guy who wanted to fly me to New York for that race. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Rent the Denny, rent the Ping. Yeah. And the, I, I just I didn't pull the trigger on it. But. My favorite part of the Seattle Smooth story was those guys thought they were going to show you what was up. Like, they thought we're going to show the older guy what's up, like how we do Supercross. Right. And, and they, were, they were blown out of their shoes and by, by the, the intensity. Rude awakening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they, Denny said, no, 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 guys. This is how you do it in the 90s. They were breaking, and I upshifted. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> Which I've done that a lot in my career in many different facets, and yeah. it's not always ended well. But I did watch the mains on TV that night. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you showed up and yelled at Watson, and he was so oh, mad. God, he was so mad at you. He was. I talked to him this weekend, so clearly we patched it up. Oh, you did? Oh okay. yeah. All I right, stopped okay. by and talked yeah, to him. He was for really a bit. mad at you. You started calling him a motherfucker so and a cocksucker. So pissed about Josh Hill. So pissed about Josh Hill. It's like not even your client or anything. Yeah, nothing. Just so <laughs> angry. Jesus. <laughs> right. That's what you asked. Were you doing something for him? Just sticking up for him. <laughs> I, I sponsored for goggles 10 years ago. <laughs> In 20 years, JT's going to be pissed about something that happened to Andrew Short or uh, Brayton. He's going to be pissed off and yell at him to you. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, Ping, describe your ideal whoops. Size, shape, firmness, etc. Her name's Amber. Talking about whoops? <laughs> uh, A straightaway. It's nice and round. What you want to do is you want to come around here. Here's North Carolina. Yeah. Here's California. Well, yeah, you have a board I can do a drawing on? <laughs> I think I could get a more accurate description. Dude, what happened to our eating car? Our, our, our what so did happen to I it? I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. I keep bugging Weech. Ping and I, I had need a, to see the white today. We had, a, we had a Subway and a Pickle eating contest in Racerex <sighs> headquarters, and we're not gonna like, don't give away the winning. What happened? It but. was a rematch because we had done this in Washougal like five years ago with yeah. a, a banana and a hot dog. Yeah, and I won in Washougal, so it was a rematch. And you guys ate how many? You had to see who could eat the fastest. Yeah, uh -huh. half a sub and a pickle. It's spectacular. <laughs> oh, you've seen it. <laughs> JT was there. He was there. Oh, oh, you were there. That's right. That yeah, is. Pretty I almost blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> was Ping and Daisy Dukes <laughs> at that point? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that? Where did that footage go? I don't know. Well, I forgot all about it. <laughs> do you remember the? Do you remember Ping's uh, boards, <laughs> the drawings? I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh, but did you see a few of them? Where you kind of? I, I didn't watch. Okay, let's say it. I okay. didn't watch any of it. Okay, but right. uh, we were talking. Me and Bud were talking about it with David today, and, and Ping was explaining it. So yeah, Buddy's like, what, what? Why? What was the drawings on the board? Like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> like, he didn't get it. I'm all. <laughs> It was boobs. It was Every boobs. Single one they was were all different boobs. <laughs> right. He's like, oh. And Ping's explaining if you if you jumped into like the part four and didn't watch any of the three before, you didn't understand how it escalated at that point. And then how, well, about, how about those people on Twitter saying, "Are those we're like, are those boobs?" We're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about. We, no one would cop. Get to your it. mind out of the gutter. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I told them too. Like, oh. if you just jumped in and watched like the third or fourth one. 
And I look a, like a complete drug addict. I'm in like you know, a, a, a sailor jacket. captain's jacket and a, and a top hat, right. drawing tits on a board. You look like Slash. Like, by what's the happened end? to Pingree? This guy's <laughs> lost his mind. You look like Slash by the end. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, Steve, finish this sentence. Way comes back to Supercross. Wait, I just answered. It was just mine. No, that was just Ping. Oh, yeah. It's your turn. Don't worry. Finish the sentence. Way comes back to Supercross and uh, puts it in the main. Eh? After that, I'm, all bets are off. But I mean, he's taking a Jeff Alessi spot, a Clade Kaysen spot. You know those guys? He can beat those guys. All right, JT. If Roxon doesn't resign with RCH, who do you see RCH trying to pick up? Well, he's gonna. They're gonna have Jeremy Martin stamped, and, and oh. I would say, I would say something like. Um, Basically, whoever frees up, I think, you know, there's somebody's going to become available, I think, like a, a Tenard or a Steely or a, someone's going to free up. I don't, you know, I don't know that either of those two will, but um, I see him going after a free agent. Or even a, a guy that can win. A guy that can win. It's got to be a guy that can win. Well, so. don't, don't you think Jeremy would be their big signing and they would get like a Jake Weimer or Brock Tickle for the second no, spot? No, 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 no. Because I, 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 don't, I don't think Jeremy Martin can win in the 450 class in Supercross. Okay. Yeah, we that was the so. one you tweeted so. about. Like, I can't believe they're already talking about six, seventeen signings or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Webb signed for Yamaha. Like, that's pretty much a done deal. To take over the factory deal. They yeah. kind of, this is their first year with Chad yeah. doing it again. Yeah. So, well, we were talking about that with Bud, no, I, thinking that uh, you know guys are coming up faster than they're leaving the sport now because the guys are racing in their thirties. So, yeah, there's gonna be two of the guys coming up who are either going to not have places to go or they're going to start dropping 450 guys sooner than they they're probably yeah, need to be. They're not they're ready to be. Like, I'm not, you know, there's like three guys I think we came up with that probably yeah, won't dude, have rides next year. It's always been class. that way. Because I remember... Well, like, there used to be, I guess, smaller ride groups coming up, or smaller for 250 rides, in a sense, for 125s. So now it's just bigger groups coming and moving and shifting, I guess. I remember when I was riding for Mitch, like, my third year there. I'm like, okay, I just... I just got to keep good results for another year or two. And, like, Larry Ward will go away. Mike LaRocco will go away. Some of these spots will open up. You named the two oldest guys that lost. I, but, uh, I never left. Well, I like mean. Kudrowski left early. Stan yeah. left early. There was no. Dude, guys stayed. But there was more. Yeah, there was less rides available then at that time, too. Well, Stanton was done when he was 26. Bomber was done when he was 26. That's there was what, even a 125. That's kind of the way then. things went. And now they run until 31, yeah. 32. Red Dog, 30. Who's getting moved out of two D class next year? Is Zach Osborne? Is he around yeah, earlier? He's out. He's Webb. out. He will be Webb. out. Webb yep. will be out. Martin will be out. Who do you got, JT? Who else? I bet, I bet Mookie goes. Uh, Davos. Well, let's let's just say Davos stays. <laughs> let's just cut that in there. Uh, someone in the chat room says that there's no way Honda drops big money on Roxon. So, so there we go. Okay. Yeah. Roxon will stay. I don't, see, no I don't think anyone picking him up. There's no way someone's going to pick up somebody like as fast, as marketable, as personable as Kenny Roxon. No one's going to waste that kind of money. That guy jerk there's off. No way the Honda spends a bunch of money on Roxon. That's his official take. Yeah. What about Already? Suzuki? It's uh, his name is D Betley. Factory Suzuki. Well, I guess he's on a Suzuki. <laughs> okay. Next question. All right, Debo. What is your opinion on the RC Road to Supercross? Um. I mean, I. I understand it like we talked with bud you know trying to bring in a younger talent uh, to keep an interest of fan stuff but i've always thought that arena cross on its own basis and its own uh um could could carry itself in a little bit and it's gotten exciting last year obviously proved that the series was really great went down to the last race last lap almost type of deal 
Uh, the fact that they named it after Ricky, I, I just don't quite understand the purpose of that as well. Um, you well, know, I'm, I'm not the only one. I never well, did. It's like it should either be the Jeremy McGrath road to Supercross or the Buddy Antonez road to Supercross. Because Jeremy's the Supercross guy and Buddy's the Arena Cross guy. Yeah, that's, and yeah. Buddy even said that same thing. It's like I wouldn't mind if it was MC because MC is the Supercross is the god of MC or of Supercross. And the Ricky thing just surprised me. I don't understand it. And in fact, then I didn't. I watched the first round on TV of Arena Cross and they were showing the, the making of the RC Cup, and I'm like. What is this? I do you do you like um, the chase format, the the briefcase drawing, or the two ten lappers um, in arena cross? What do you what do you like most? Um, in order, I like the <clears throat> chase format for that series. I think because mm-hmm. they can get away pretty quickly, pretty easily, and that you want to keep interest all year long in that series. Yeah. Um, the briefcase is probably last. Yeah, I think the briefcase would be. It's pretty loud. Probably loud. Have you, they done that? Oh yeah, yeah they draw. Like yeah, if you win the main, you draw a briefcase, and you either it either stays the same, and you line up first, or they invert the top eight, or they invert the whole thing, so you start last in the second row, or you start in the eighth. You don't gate. know this? I didn't never know that. No, it's I don't really follow hard. Arena Cross super well, closely. <laughs> it's really difficult I, to watch. I, I look live. at the top three results from the weekend and go. Oh. It's really hard to watch live because you have no idea what's going on live. You can often tell how they do the how, which briefcase was drawn by the results because you'll see Kyle Regal or, or, or Jacob Hayes or, go one seven, and you're like, oh, I guess the invert was all the way, you know? Yeah. So, huh. and the fact that they do uh, the ten lap mains—they're not long enough. They need to be just two fifteens, probably. I mean, let's be honest; they're only five less than five minute main events. Oh, if they really want to build that series up, okay, they don't. They don't give a shit because it's obvious by these rules. But if they really want to build Arena Cross up and sell tickets and get riders there, start it in November and pay more. I talk to these Arena Cross guys. They say it's a joke if you're out of the top three, money-wise. The person never, in the, Nobody's in the making any dropped, money. Dropped a lot. So yeah. if you want to get that series up and you want to get some big names down in there, put it back in November so everyone, all the focus is on there for two months and – Add some money to that purse. And it is. That's why they got all of us to come race Arena Cross, because yeah. Supercross, we weren't making money there, and let's go win, hey, make what, as much money. What do you think Budman was making in his heyday, a year? Um, well, my best money I made uh, in Arena Cross. I mean, all in, everything. Well, I'm just saying, in 2000, I had a decent salary. I won 16 main events, but I think won 26 that year. I won the Dash, which was another, like, 10 grand. I think I made 100 and, 150 grand. Okay, what are, are you, you buddy? kidding me? Uh, no, and buddy, <laughs> he just nope. answered the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was and what do you think? Bud that sounded like JT. <laughs> no, it wasn't JT. <laughs> and uh, and, then, uh, and so Bud, I think his salary was probably yeah, you like that? Probably fifty grand, and but it, we had the exact same bonuses, you know, because we were both rode for so Billy's. I buddy so. was two hundred. Oh, buddy won that year. Won twenty six races. Probably made two hundred grand that year. Yeah. Yeah. Was there what? extra money for the title too? Had yep. to be right. Yeah, I mean, we got you got uh, you got. I think he got twenty five, fifty or twenty five grand from from Arena Cross Points Fund, and then probably another fifty to hundred thousand dollars bonus, maybe fifty thousand dollars. And I was at Yamaha when Demuth was winning, the Shogun team, Jack Yost tuned. Oh yeah, factory road for them. And yeah. I th- I heard yeah I heard a couple hundred thousand easy for the sheriff. In salary, but he was no, dominating. Winning, no, yeah. win, like two, two in a year, like yeah, two hundred thousand. Right. That's mean, when he was winning. He told me regularly. He, sheriff, sheriff told me he made three fifty his best year. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of ink. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's they're not making that now. No way. 
No. No. No way. I've heard from a few guys. If you don't get in the top three, man, you're, you're not making anything. Because it was 20. God, I forget what the bonuses were. And then you're racing four main events a weekend, and you're getting paid for each main. You know, you know JT did a, was an official factory arena cross rider. He, I thought he was a, a wrestler, rest, arena cross wrestler. What? You know, JT oh, got a big fight yeah, there. Yeah, I know. We've talked yeah. about that a few oh, times. We, we've talked about it a but lot. Man, but, but man, won that main event. Um, JT, you were a tough racing arena cross for... I was. Yeah, Dave Anilak. Um, where was that? Uh, Jacksonville? Jacksonville got in the fight, fight on the track, yeah. The, yeah. the fight on the track? Yep. God, I wish I could see that YouTube footage, the, the Moto World footage. Never Did mind. they have footage of it? <laughs> It was on Motor World, and he—they're they're they're wrestling, they're fighting, and we're going down the Star Trek. Like they fighting? <laughs> who was it? Who are you, who are you fighting? Bogard. Uh. And then Frank got into it, and Eddie, and and everyone jumped down. It was just chaos, I guess. Yeah, there was, there was a good. Was the bench clear? The there was three. I can think <laughs> of three big fights that fighting. Yeah, it, we cleared the stands at Denver. I cleaned out. Grayson on the way to the front. I don't remember doing it. And I think I had a win or something. And I'm standing there kind of pumping my fist at the crowd. And I see Damien coming across, or Grayson coming across the track on his bike, throws it down right in front of me. I think he's going to like give me a hug for winning. And he punches me <laughs> in the head. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm, we're scrapping on the f- ground. Here comes Wyatt Seals as a mechanic. My dad comes out, out of the pit port area. Everybody's coming out of the stands fighting. We're fighting. Uh, security got involved. The EMTs got involved. <laughs> and then we. <laughs> And then we all got separated and lined up for the 50 main, you know, 10 minutes later. You guys were so weird in that series. You guys would, like, do was, that, punch each other and be fighting and then race. And then after the next main, hey, man, let's go grab some beers. Yeah, I mean, it, it went it, – it, it, but my kid was – and Mike was great. Probably the best promoter because he'd be over there, you guys don't be doing – he'd give me thumbs up the whole time. He's doing it. Don't ever do that again. Let's do it again. <laughs> Yeah, JT, did you have any like obviously the Jacksonville thing? But when you rode for Analog, did you get into that anybody? No, it was super mellow. No, I never even like nothing even close. Hmm. Did Mad Mike Jones ever railroad you off the track? <laughs> no, I never really raced Jonesy other than Europe a few times, and he was well past his prime by that point. <laughs> oh. so. Did he have the Crown he Royal was... bag on his head or not by then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would do the finish line jump with <clears throat> a bag over his head. <laughs> He would take a crowd roll Because, back. I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, what a, what a show. Why haven't I done a podcast with Mike Jones? Is he? He's totally lost his mind, or is he back? No, I think he's fine. He, he did. He just raced last weekend at Trevor Vines, or some race in Ohio, like an indoors or something, because Trevor Vines had a picture on Instagram or something. Stop it. I'll pull it up. It maybe Facebook. And Trevor must have doubled this double, and Jonesy's airing the son of a bitch out. And Trevor thanks his dad, going, thank you, Dad, for teaching me how to hold my line. Otherwise, I would agree staying under Jones. And I don't know if it was some plus. Obviously, it had to be a plus forty Jesus, race. Dude. Some for some yeah, arena. That's what they call TBT. Throwback. There was a recent one. I'm <laughs> looking, pulling it up right now. Jones. I think he did lose his mind, but I think he's okay now. I just remember he got arrested by Miami police or something. Yeah. Been, took like several tasers to get him down. <laughs> that guy's going down. He had a crown royal peg on his head. <laughs> I mean, who does that? Oh, right here. Uh, that's Jonesy up there. This is just like the other weekend. Yeah, it seems like Mike Jones. I see. I want to post it to your Pulp Show yeah, account. Yeah, do that. Do that. So, yeah, I mean, Arena Cross definitely was its own entity, and it was, you know, that was more entertainment as much as it was racing. I think they've taken it away and trying to make it too professional. You know who hit me up on uh, Instagram the other day, and I'm probably going to do a podcast with him, was uh, Rollerball Rusty Holland. Oh, Russ. Super yeah. Russ. Super Russ. How you doing, Russ? Russ is good. <laughs> yeah, I rented my, my Arena Cross career pretty much fighting Russ. <laughs> 
Russ knocked me down two times in the last two main events. While we're in second and third, he cleaned us both out in the last corner. We ended up like fifth and sixth. Did it one night. The next weekend, he did it to me again. And I went to his truck and started knocking his bikes off the stand. I'm like, come on, Russ, let's do this. <laughs> so he, and then they went for beers so later. I, up, no, I, they did. I promise you. Yeah, probably did. I love Russ. Russ is a great guy. Russ, Russ, I, I, I never I, seen anyone go through a set of whoops as fast as Russ did and get bucked and fly off the back of the bike, <laughs> and the bike continued to the whoops <laughs> without Russ, and then hit the berm and crash into the wall. Yeah, uh, I provided that guy a ride like three different years. He really? would he would come fill in for me uh, <laughs> when, you got when I broke my femur at Pro yeah, Circuit. Right. He filled in the whole rest of the year, and I think maybe even '98 when I got hurt at the start of the nationals. Did he come over to FNF no, Honda? No. Then it was another team. He rode the whole entire season for me. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. On I was teammates with him that year. I rode a ring across. So we were, you know, sharing rental cars, staying in the same room, all that stuff. And every time Russ calls you on the telephone, when he hangs up, he says, okay, don't die. And then he hangs up. <laughs> every time. It's the weirdest thing. He's a good guy. Russ was all he did. All right, I'll see you at the hotel. Die. Don't die. Don't die. <laughs> It was always, hey, Russ, how you doing? Russ is good today. Russ is doing good. And you're yeah. like, but you're you, he's third person. Third person to you. Yeah. All right. Next question, Travis. Come on. Keep this segment on the road. That's all we got. Oh, that's it? Yep. That Ex- last question took a long time. <laughs> I, did, I lost time. Nice. X-Brand Goggles. Uh, EKSBrand.com. The rules are 15 seconds. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy. Gear Alloy cold call tonight was a failure. Factory Phil not picking up. Factory fail. There went our perfect Factory streak. fail. Yeah, we had, a, we had a perfect streak of dudes picking up. Horse Connection, Michelin Star Cross 5, Atlas, Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roos Graphics, Ride Engineering, and Nitro Circus all on board. Um, Have you seen Works Connection's new oil filter covers? Yeah. Are you sick. still are you still doing some videos for them? Yeah, those guys. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah, I just did it. God, they're a good company. They got a lot of stuff, real cool stuff for sure. Legit. Yeah. Whenever you think of anything they make, it's really sano, really sweet. Yeah, he does a good job. They don't make anything that's hack. No, no. Um. Oh, uh, well, uh, you were going to talk to JT about oh. your benefit. Hey, thing? yeah, hey, I want to say thanks, JT, uh, for getting some of that fly gear to auction off. All right. All right. Um. We are having a, a benefit ride day March 1st out at Glen Helen for anybody who is SoCal or in the area, uh, going to be around. Um, we've got a guy who works in my department who's, who's come down with some rare kind of cancer and um, putting on this benefit to just help raise some money for him. We're going to have uh, a $20 donation to come out and ride that day at Glen Helen. Everybody's welcome. All tracks and trails are open out there. Uh, and then we're going to do some raffle stuff for some uh, small little things hats t-shirts and what have you mm-hmm. um any companies that want to get involved and help please get, contact me on uh, uh, your instagram or twitter? instagram twitter uh, ping at racerxonline.com uh hit me up we're still trying to round up some little things to to uh, raffle off and then we've got some really cool riding gear uh, which is what I, I jason helped me with um some trey canard gear uh, a bunch of the fly guys uh, a handful of stuff mm-hmm. from roxon from um uh Tomac from the JGR guys. Yeah. And we're going to auction that on eBay on a, on a charity auction, which I'll, I'll pass that info along down the road. But anyway, anybody yep. that's around March 1st, please try to come out. It's going to be really fun. Great cause. Uh, this guy's in trouble. So, um, yeah, good, good idea. JT heart of gold. Yeah. yeah um, he helped a lot. I really appreciate that. And I didn't mean to 
like bum me out, JT. I kind of he got on me because after <laughs> after the Super Bowl. I, I am not a Cam Newton fan. Like, I truly couldn't like anybody less than oh, that guy. Oh, we don't want to talk about your Twitter brawls on, on the show. Oh, I don't care about that. It wasn't a brawl. Really I, no, I, I said that. something about, I made a comment. I didn't know the meaning of that bang their drum or whatever the thing is. I don't know what that means. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with you about Cam Newton thing. Now. So I said something, and he's all, dude, that's, Newton, you need to say that. Newton, oh, I did read that. Newton, pound, pound, pound the drum or something. Newton was a Gainesville Gator, so JT, supposed to JT. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm on board with the Cam, Cam out of control thing. I was just saying the, what it meant, the slogan that. thing is different than. And I didn't, I didn't know. So I like looked it up. Oh, <laughs> there's actually a cool and, meaning behind that. And so. JT, JT lost a lot of money on Panthers. So. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Wasn't good. That was yeah, it. whatever. I, I you bet not, betting on the ponies, I JT? Uh, I lost yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Jason down. Um, <laughs> all right, JT. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Right. BTO Sports yeah. VIP program. Jason36 at AL.com if you want to uh, get a hold of him for some of the uh, some real cool program where you can become like a BTO team member for the day. So how's uh, how's Millsaps with those guys? JT, good? good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's uh, – it's been it's kind of tough because you know he has his family his uh his in-laws have been racist too so between you know justin and his family and then davy and his in-laws and family um there's just a lot of people around so i feel bad for their families because between my vip guys their families justin's family andrew's family was there this weekend so mm-hmm. that's 20 people probably between all those families let alone yeah. The mechanics, the truck driver, my VIP guys, you know what I mean? There's so many people around. Uh, so it gets a little hectic, and I feel bad for them at times because there's just no room. You know? Not to mention BTO's trying to do marketing, and, you know, they have <laughs> iPads everywhere, having customers doing the Bubba Burger thing. So it's it's been hectic. But I think it's all going to kind of mellow out here as we move yeah. on. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, and if you want to win a, a Fly Racing Canard F2 Carbon Replica Helmet, contest at PulpamexShow.com. We're giving one away thanks to the folks at Fly. So, awesome. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, see you guys. Bye. See you, JT. Jason Thomas, everybody from Fly Racing. All right, let's do a Race Tech email segment and then get to the Cody Gilmore, who actually uses Race Tech uh, suspension in his bike. So, Did JT say he was mad at me for that whole Twitter thing? No, never did. Okay. Never said nothing. That's why I, I did like, read it, though. I did see that. I saw the it end wasn't of it. a battle. I just... No, I just saw the highway it ended, and I clicked on it going, what was that about? And I had to yeah. catch up. And I think Gilmore's having some sushi right now. I just saw... Race Tech provides quality, precision, and engine, engine services now using the best equipment and processes in industry. The Race Tech staff has over 65 years of championship engine building and tuning experience. Racetech.com. Also, they're taking your air fork and turning them into, into spring forks, which has been working good. They do the Showa stuff now, and the PSF1 and 2 KYBs are uh, are also doing it. So um, a lot of guys are doing that. They're getting rid of air forks and putting spring forks on. I did not know that. And I, I didn't know Race Tech did motors. That's pretty yeah. Cool. I did not yeah, know Yeah, they killed it, man. Eric Hilton was a big part of that back in the day. Uh, oh, hey, What is Eric Hilton doing now? Um, I don't know. He, uh, I think, fun fact, they used to live with Eric Hilton. I did not know with that. Birdwell. Oh, yeah. I love Hilton. Hilton's a great guy. He yeah. uh, saw, I think, finally got into social media and saw that I was out here with hanging out with Bud and dropped Bud and I a text saying, hey, what's going on tonight? And I'm huh. like, going to Vegas, Bud's like, going to bed. Yet another guy who dated my sister. <laughs> Eric Hilton? Eric Hilton. Yeah. I, Eric Hilton has a sister, too. I don't know, though. Give me your number. <laughs> I, mean, I got a lot of getting even to do. Uh, Want to experience the gold valve advantage? Racers like Vince Freeze, Michael Lessie, Ben LeMay, Cody Gilmore, you get a choice in suspension. They choose Race Tech. Pulpamex 2015 is the code. Uh, get yourself some suspension service. Just change your goddamn oil, if nothing else, okay? Just get that done. Ping, right? what you've written, what's the difference between an air fork and a spring fork? Do you notice it right away when you're on a bike? Oh, yeah. It Really? Oh, yeah. Right, dude, right away. Have you not ridden with Air Forks much? No, at all. Never. 
Well, you're the last missing, time you're I rode missing a, nothing. Last time I rode a bike, uh, well, it was a, o, a 07 250 Yamaha uh, last summer. And before that was four years ago, the Cowie debut at Millville for Racer X. And before that was the 07 Loretta Lins. And I'm picking up my bike next week. I'm very excited. And that's Spring Fork. That 07 250 Yamaha should be a spring. Yes. We're going to dial you in with all of our show sponsors. And, I, and you can. I'm pumped. I can't wait. Um, yeah, you're missing nothing. With, just, just imagine, pretend they don't exist and never ride one. <laughs> How's that phone? Everything good? Fine. Okay. Just, right, just checking. Sure. Uh, hey, we got a voicemail about uh, uh, Race Tech, and I thought was really cool. I wanted to play. And uh, just an example this is guy. Is Am just, I getting in the way of you greasing your sponsors right now? No. I'll just be quiet. All right. Let's play. Danny, Marcus, this is Jay in Georgia, man. Uh, this is in response to a guy called in uh, last week, I guess, called, asking Kiefer about the uh, 4CS forks for his 14 KTM 350. Uh, I got a 15 KTM 350 SXF that I've been going round and round back and forth with my local expert shop on this. And uh, finally sent it to Racetech. Got my discount code, and it's like riding on pillows, bro. The open cartridge mod for the 4CS fork with the gold valves, I was, I mean, it's right on. It was like half a turn off on the rebound. Everything else is, is perfect. Spend the money. Get the get the discount from Paul. Man, it, it's worth it. Uh, one other thing, man, get rid of Brittany Chisholm on the advertising, man. I'm so tired of hearing that voice. Later. Yeah. Uh, four CS forks, WP forks. Are you with Kiefer on how terrible they are and how much work they need, uh, Ping? Yeah, they they need a lot of work. Uh, What's try, the deal with them? What, trying to run them in stock trim. They just they just not awesome. And so, would Sleeter so, have been approving these? Then is that um, do we blame Sleeter well, for this? Listen, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know matter where, kidding, no kidding. matter where you send them. Yeah. Uh, like Pro Circuit did mine, and Bones has this whole insert that goes in the bottom. That I mean, it's they have to. Change a lot of the stuff out to yeah. make them feel right. Right. So we won't have to worry about it after this year. But yeah, Air Forks next year. Air Forks next year. Yeah, yeah, for next year. Um, I heard a rumor Honda's going to Spring Forks. I've heard remember. the same rumor. Yep. yep. But going back to Spring Forks. I think it's probably a good move. <laughs> All right. These are the best emails of the uh, of the week, courtesy of the folks at Racetech. Ryan sent us in. Steve, so the fiance and I are heading down for the Santa Clara round. I was curious if you will be there. I will. I have this bright idea of, of having my buddy that owns JJW Designs uh, here in the Pacific Northwest make the graphics for Thursday Night MX, make us some sweet pulp shirts to wear, and make one for you to give at the race. Want to make sure that's okay to use your logo for mine and the ladies' shirt and yours. Will you be there? Pumped on the show. I want to see something cool. I mean, yeah, that's cool. Make a shirt. I mean, use the logo. I don't care. See that guy license plate today? You see my retweet? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> right? Some guy in California? It's not you, right? <laughs> it's not, you. It's it's not, not you. me. Okay, all right. I'm just checking. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something else it could have, could have meant. Maybe it's an abbreviation for something what else. Did it, what was it? just said Pulp MX on some license plate. Oh, that couldn't have been it. I think it was Josh Grant? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think it was Chris Blows. <laughs> hey, Grant's racing Daytona, I heard. You, what, I, you hear that? What's with Chris Blows' thing? Have oh, I missed dude. it? Two years ago. He I, was just using an example of something randomly. Two years ago. Um, I, um, I, Irv Braun, who I love to make fun of is probably senile, um, said, folks, anyone on that line can win tonight. Anyone can win. Pick your rider. They, they got a good chance of winning or something like that at the race. So I tweeted, Irv just said anybody can win. And Irv, I hate to tell you, 
not everybody can win. Like Chris Bloss, for example, can't win. And I randomly picked his name. I could have picked Jimmy Albertson. I would have it just came to me, Chris Bloss. But Albertson also couldn't win. And a few other guys could not win the 450 main event. I'm sorry. Call me a dick. dick. You know? I mean, what would have to happen for Chris Bloss or Albertson to win the 450 main? Could be a dick. So who jumped your crap about it? Chris Bloss. He did. He wasn't oh, happy. God. Does he, he hate you now? He hates me. Uh, Mason. Mason did the same thing. Mason was a co-host here. Blew me out, dude. Tommy Hahn blew me out. Your uh, douchebag buddy, Biden, blew me out. And oh, like, I hate that one guy. And I, all I said was like, you know, I was making a joke like, hey, Chris Plos can't win, which he can't. I'm sorry. God, fucking world we live in. So anyways, it was a big controversy. <laughs> well, it looks like he might so, win the super arena cross. Though. Yeah, good for him. I like Plos. I got nothing to get. Like, I, I, I mean, there's just some riders. Yeah, just I didn't gotta, say I mean, that. It's not, look, an, it's not an insult. I didn't say that about like, oh, I'm going to get Chris Plos. I, I, I agreed. I mean, I, I said those guys. I'm like, it wasn't like he was insulting him. It, it, the truth is, it's 100% factual. Thank you. Riders are very sensitive. Yeah, but the the thing is, is, I almost thought like, hey, I know Blow's pretty good. I gave him fifteen hundred bucks to ride a two stroke at Hangtown. Like he's been on the show a bunch. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, Blow's yeah, whatever. You I, know what I mean? wouldn't even. I I just found that odd. Everybody was so sensitive about that. That seemed a little Dude, silly. I mean, motocross Cali. action put in print that I was a whirling dervish. I I, <laughs> I got to the next race okay and still got paid. They said they pink. told me I should quit and go back to college. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was very. Teddy likes that one. <laughs> I remember that. Yep, and I agreed with them. <laughs> <laughs> he, saw, he saw Jody at REM and said, yeah, dude, that guy needs to I go. I agree with you. So, yeah. yeah, we started a GoFundMe for paying to go to college. But anyways. Uh, like F was, that guy. I won three races after that. It was such a douchebag. Saw probably four different continents being paid to go there. Exactly. It was such a douchebag. He can suck it. It was a douchebag move by. Suck it. By, uh, but actually, I saw, I saw Mason for the first time this weekend. Hadn't seen him since. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, we hung out with them Friday night. No, at, I shook uh, his hand. Whatever. Oh. Yeah. I like Mace. Mace is yeah, I great. got no problem. Like I got. I, I oh, talked to Blows. I know if they were yeah, still yeah. mad about it. Or? Well, I texted him and said, "Dude, why didn't you just like you're my friend? You're coming you to my were house on the here in the show. Yeah. Why don't you just text me and say, hey, that's a you know that's a that deep back move? Instead, he just blows me out on social media. I, like, I remember when I was going down. That didn't like, make any sense. And I like all those guys. Don't get me wrong. Riders are sensitive, dude. Dude, and then like Denny, I'm sure you've had your feelings hurt. By something someone said when you were racing, I, I, I did. Know. I was super sensitive. I don't know what I just, it is. You I just... remember for a fact in print that I was a whirling dervish, and it was funny. I just read a story so about it, something. It, it did piss you off. I don't yeah, even know I if that's bad. A whirling funny. dervish. I just read that. a Jody Weasel or Jody's box uh, that article we were talking about, and it said the words "whirling dervish" in it. So it must be something he uses often. Okay, it's, right. it's, it's an old timey. It's an old timey saying. John, John said, "I've been following you on Twitter for quite a long time, but I just bought the Pulp Mex app." I wanted to say thanks for the content. I'm addicted to the shows and even started playing fantasy this week since I listened to that show as well. Kiefer is great as a co-host. Can I get some stickers? Uh, stickers you can always get. Just uh, use the contact form on uh, pulpamex.com and we will send you some stickers. Thanks, John. Wes said, um, in the Fly 360, you and Weege talked about growth and Fly, Thrive, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Weege pointed out that bike sales are the real indicator. We always compare stick and ball sports to racing. And we seem to miss a big reason why we're not growing. As you mentioned, everyone owns a football, baseball, glove, soccer ball, but not everyone owns a bike. Obviously, everyone has a greater interest in sports. You can play at some point. We have to admit the other sports are easier to participate and get into. Way less people can ride a dirt bike. Maybe we should start promoting trail riding and children riding like the Fly commercial did to gain more sales. Sure. Yeah, but they don't know shit. Sure, let's do it. Uh, Moto Man. Dear Steve, this was an inter- there was an interview given by Tony Lessie during the week where he said a couple of interesting things. He was talking about his son, Jeff, and said that he is more talented rider than both Michael Lessie and Vince Freeze. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. 
What? Uh, and another interesting thing he said was that they have reduced the horsepower of Mike's bike by 10 horsepower, so it's easier to ride. Would that be 10 horsepower less than stock or 10 horsepower less than he would usually run? Wouldn't be 10 horsepower less than stock, but... Well, I remember when he was right when I... I was at Smith, and he was got. Then Varner was doing his bike. They were saying he was putting out 65, 67 horse at a time. Yeah, Varn dog like horse horsepower. Yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> obviously not useful horsepower at that point. But Varn dog. I just read that article on the, the what race did the Dino one or all the different bikes, and Honda put out like the least amount of usable horsepower or something. No, I didn't see that. It was a graph. They graphed it and it was in something. It's pretty uh, interesting. Racetech.com was Racetech emails. Uh, use code PulpMex16 to save yourself money at any sort of suspension. Uh, company um, like Race Tech, if you need any suspension work. All right, these guys have been on hold the whole show. We oh, got to get to these guys. Who? Who is it? What is this? Zeph, what's going on? Thank you for being on hold for so long. What's happening? Hey, uh, yeah, great show tonight. Thank and, you. Um, Hilton, I think, is a sports psychologist now, and amongst other things. Eric, Eric Hilton is cool. Right on. Yeah. Um, Are you buddies with him? Uh, no, not really. I know him, and my sister and her husband lived up oh. in the south, up on the hill above the lake there for a while, so kind of just know him through, did you, you know, Was he sleeping with your sister, too? Was Denny, was <laughs> no, you know. Was Denny around <laughs> your sister at all? No, not really. That was another one, actually. <laughs> I think. Hey, hold, sure. hold on, hold on, hold on, Zeph. What the hell happened? Denny. Off, off top of your head, how many sisters? You don't have to name any names. You don't have to name names. How so, many? I'm saying an even dozen. So many. A dozen maybe riders' a, maybe, sisters. Maybe a bake, baker's dozen. Yeah, going back to like amateur races because yeah. that's all you're surrounded. Because you name six in the commercial break. Like, that was just off top of my head. I can think of so probably thirteen. So many sisters. That's right. Okay. All right. All right, Zeph. So if you if you have a if you are ever a father and you have a daughter a son that races, never bring your daughter to a, a week long amateur long race. Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen I, sisters. I do, I do have a daughter, and my son races. Hey, and a matter of fact, right, don't do it. Leave her at home. No, I think you actually hooked up with a childhood friend of mine who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go, everybody. <laughs> We're having like a, a Kevin Bacon kind of thing. Oh on goodness side. gracious! Uh, <laughs> Seven degrees of separation with Denny's <laughs> penis. There you go. There you go. Hey, no, my point was, um, I know everybody loves the guy, and he's a nice guy, Marvin Buscan, but I get anxiety when I'm watching the Supercrosses because I just feel like he's kind of got the roadblock thing going on it, and, you know, he deserves his spot. He gets a good start, and he's racing, whatever. Um, but what came to me this weekend, I was watching the race, and I was like, holy crap, you know, I think maybe that's why, like, Crazy Balls, Anderson, and Dungey are passing so well now because they ride with muskin every day it's death track <laughs> yeah i mean that's a good what theory. do you think of, what I, do you think of that i mean dungey just blisters by people now and jason pulls these wild moves out and goes by everybody i'm just going wow you know if i had to ride with that guy every day maybe i'd get good at passing too <laughs> i don't know if it goes back to passing but i think it just training with those guys and building all three of those guys riding together can do nothing but help them. I mean, was, look, look at where Button kind of came out of nowhere, and he teamed up with MC, started riding with him every weekend, and it, well, it helped his career. And even like like Ricky, Ricky wouldn't ride with Yogi once he got to two fifties. You know, Chad and Timmy tried to ride for a little bit; they got into a fight. All these guys seem to like have these big egos back then, and now yeah. it seems to be coming well, back around. Look at uh, yeah. uh, RJ and Sten. Uh, yeah, yep. go back even further. Like uh, uh, Bomber, Bomber used to ride with somebody. Uh, brain farting on that, but it, okay. any team, Yamaha, yeah. Troy, that was right. their 
Their protocol is basically everyone shows up at the test track, and they all did a gate drop and a full moto together at the end of the day. Right. And all those guys really Well, Mitch thrived. did it too, right? Or no? Not without, he doesn't not when I was there. No, because Rhino know. wouldn't do it. Oh. Rhino wouldn't do it? No. <laughs> really? No. Rhino just wished, wanted to kill you, everybody. Wanted to kill everybody. Rhino hated everybody. Right. Um, no, you you have a good point. Um, Zeph, for sure. No, absolutely. Something to think about. Right on, guys. I think that's well, what hurt. Thank you very much. Thanks for holding me. So Be racing, girl. You know, because I spent so much time in Nebraska just riding by myself. Never really rode with anybody. Um, you know, I had my buddies. I go let them go thirty seconds ahead and try and chase them down or something. But you know, I don't think that does the same as riding. Yeah. My my best years, like on the Suzuki in '99 and 2000, I was riding with Dostal and Tedesco, and we same thing. We'd all do motos and right. we'd do hot laps like a heat race, see who was quicker, and then we'd separate us if we're one guy was a second a lap faster than the other guy. We'd give him a 15-second lead and do a 20-lap right. moto. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I, you were going to catch each I, other right at the end. I think that's invaluable. I think, um, and I then think, I had years like 2002 where all my teammates got hurt. I, had no, I couldn't find anyone to ride with. And I did all the same laps, the same program. And I got to the opening round and just arm pumped like crazy because when you start having guys on you and everyone's right. around you, it's just you're not used to it. Totally um, different. I think it's huge. JT, we just had on, benefited greatly from riding first with Timmy, then some Tortelli, and then Chad. Yep. He, you know, they would give him a head start. He, I, I was there, and he'd ride his balls off to try to keep those guys back, you know, and uh, that probably helped him a ton. You yeah, know? that's a good formula. So, uh, Kalen, Kalen, you've called in a few times. What's your question, man? Thanks for calling the show. Yeah, no problem. Hey, guys, uh, my question is, um, what do you guys think that Colt Nichols is going to do next year? Do um, you he, think he's going to be a title threat? Dude, he's pretty good. I mean, if you're saying Cooper comes out, um, I think he is for sure. Does, Nelson, I think does, Nelson, a, does Nelson stay down? I think Nelson's out either way. Yeah. Really? Maybe not. He didn't get 100 points this year. I so. get the points. He has, yeah. to get, he has to get it three years in a row, 100 yeah. points? Who knows? They change it all. It's it 110 all the time. if it's eight races or something, too. Hmm. Um, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, dude, he's, he's, a, he's a race winner threat, we, I mean, for we, sure. We said earlier, Caden, like if he gets if he doesn't race another race this year, uh, Colt Nichols gets injured or whatever, I think he's got to ride on a very good team, and the guy looks like he works cool. hard. He looks like he's in shape. Like I, I think for sure. Yeah, I do. I, yeah. Well, he he, uh, he last year, he had an inconsistency problem. He had the speed. Yeah. But inconsistent, and this year he's put it together. And it's kind of the same thing with Oldenburg. He's gone 4-4-6, four, four, I think. Yeah, last year. And, three. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I've been watching him a little bit, and he looks like he's a lot more calm out there. Do you think that um, he's going to podium soon, or is that going to wait until next year? Well, I know. I was talking to the TLD team guys before the start of the season, and I said, you know, where do you, where do you see the guys at? I mean, obviously Jesse's going to be – should be racing to win. What about Oldenburg? And they said he'll be, he'll be on the podium here and there. And I'm like, really? Cool. And they said, oh, yeah, he's riding great. Yeah. So I think he hasn't even really kind of met the expectations for them. But I talked to him a little bit. He told me he's just trying to back it down a little bit. He was crashing too much, trying to – like he said, if he was behind Mm -hmm. somebody, he would just be like, okay, I'm just going to go faster. Eventually, and he was laying down some really good lap times in in practice, right, and had good – Yeah, he's always fast. He's always good in – he's a – very fast rider. He killed me, I think, in fantasy too. The first couple weeks. He has to back it down his, a little bit. Look at his time. Yeah. And, well, um, I got one last question. If you sure. got time, uh, sure. Kanar, what do you guys think of his last 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 weekend? Obviously, he made the comeback and he had the best finish of, of the of the year. You think he's going to continue that trend and maybe build off of that, or, or what? Trey just blows my mind every time that he's able to get hurt. Or not that he gets hurt, I think that's horrible, but he, that he's able to come back and jump right in and be right in the mix. I don't know how he does that. Right. It's a, his mental yeah. game has got to be so strong, 
and I hadn't seen him in a while and talked to them. He is he's he's a small guy, and he runs that yeah. 450 strong. I think he's got a shot of pulling off a win by the end of the season, get some more comfort co- confidence, get a little bit more comfortable on the bike and this pace. Um, I, I don't right. count him well, out ever. And he, I, I think he's going to be a threat maybe for outdoors as well a little bit. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super stoked for the outdoors. That's uh, I'm definitely liking the outdoors the best. But I'm, I'm hoping he's a title threat then. But um, it, yeah, for you to you mentioned that his um, his confidence, his mental game has got to be super strong, which is really make, is even more incredible when you think about how many times he's been injured. How can you be so mentally strong when he's been injured? You well, know? so it's, yeah, and that's kind of like crazy. like that's kind of what I say about Tomac. Like I'm not trying to bag on Tomac, and I understand that double shoulder surgery is pretty gnarly, but. Mm-hmm. These guys, on these elite riders like Tomac, like Kennard, like Dungey, they don't miss beats when they come back. Like, they don't take much time to get up to speed. It's remarkable where you're like, wow. Like, you, you know, know? I, something about Tomac, this is the, you know, we're all expecting him now just that he's the main Kawasaki guy to come out and he should just be winning or eventually work to where he's winning. Well, one podium after six races is a little. No, no I'm yeah. just saying, when has he ever been like unreal in Supercross? He hasn't. Yeah. What did he, he won what two races last year? Was yeah, or was it two last year? Yeah, I mean, was he, he ever like unstoppable? I mean, he he we've seen that at the nationals at the start of the nationals last year. I've never seen him in Supercross. I'm like, oh man, he's he's gnarly. He, no one's going to touch him. Mm-hmm. He's had flashes, yeah, but he's never been consistently amazing indoors. I think we're still all holding on to what he did outdoors. Yeah, his first maybe, three, yeah. that's, that's that the standard like that's, we're holding him to, and it's, right. it is. It might be too um, much because let's be honest. Him and Diane Anderson were the same on you know they were equal pretty much on two fifties. And now him and Jason are pretty consistent, you know, indoors. Yeah. And that's uh, after double shoulder, shoulder surgery. Kalen, uh, how old are you? I am 28. Okay, so you weren't really around in Denny's day then. I was wondering if you had a sister at all that goes to the races. <laughs> so, thank God. Well, maybe, his, maybe his mom. Maybe his mom. Yeah, maybe my, no, definitely not my mom. I, I got three older sisters. Yeah, but they, no, they didn't. Okay, they didn't. Yeah, okay, got it. Don't, don't. That's good. All right, thank you for holding. No, they, they were clean. Thanks yeah, for, hey, no problem. Can. I, can I ask one more look quick? I'm looking for a Honda 250. What year should I get? Mm, uh, the 97 is, was great. <laughs> Two-stroke? <laughs> no, four-stroke. I don't oh. have a budget for a brand-new one, but uh, someone said a 2012 is good. Is don't get those early years for sure. Uh, Just don't get a carbureted one. Make sure you find okay, one well, that's EFI. Yeah. Can you, get, can you okay. afford that far up? I don't remember what year it was. About that, about that 12, 11. Or 10? Like that. 10? 10, 11, yeah. 9 or 10. Okay. Uh, All right. I want to say it was All 10. Right, thanks, Kalen. Thanks, Hey, no problem, guys. You have a good, good Thank job. you. Appreciate it. <sighs> Danny Stevenson, David Pingry on the uh, Pulpomex Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. All right, let's get to our next guest. Uh, then we'll take a commercial break. We're really behind here. Oh, jeez. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Do. This man next coming up, uh, privateer hero, uh, turned race promoter for a little bit. And uh, also, uh, we love having him on the show. He's been in studio before, and we welcome him back in. Cody Gilmore, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going, man? Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, good to see Debo and Ping uh, over there. Uh, bet it's a good show, huh? Debo is—he's uh, on fire tonight. We're just—we're just, we're just uh, slowly coming to the realization he slept with everybody's sister. <laughs> yeah, one at a time. Yeah. One at a time. Uh, now, Gilly. What, what kind of fire are you talking about? Tinder fire, or is? Uh, I did or, tell uh, you. I, I just text Cody in our group text that my my Tinder is blowing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> if there's only way we can cut the show short. <laughs> Yeah, it um, feels bad for you that you're in only in Vegas for a night because, as we know, Tinder in Vegas is like just swiping through supermodels all the time. You're telling me, bro. It ain't like bro. that in Omaha. It ain't like that in Omaha, that's you're, for sure. You're telling me. Um, hey, 
Listen, so Danny raced, what, two months ago? What, what, how long ago? When was it? No, not two months ago. Summer. Summer. Uh, I could, yeah, I think it was in July. Tell us tell us how Danny's form was. He hadn't been on a bike since uh, Millville, but I understand he won one class and, and then jumped off a track in the other one. But how was his return to racing the 1990-125 Supercross champion? Uh, it was pretty awesome just to have him back. It was uh Definitely a fun day. It started off pretty interesting. I still think he's maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit tuned up from the yeah, night before, <laughs> and uh, and so he kind of came back. And I don't think he's rode forever. And after the first practice, he went out there. I don't know if he was expecting to feel awesome or what, but he said he was done. He said he's loading up, going home. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, you can't quit. You always said don't be a quitter. Blah blah blah. And uh, he ended up making it happen, and he looked good out there. He just looked like good old smooth Debo. I did. We actually raced together in one class. They had like plus twenty five, plus mm-hmm. thirty five, and uh, we raced together. And I seen some marks, like skid marks, across the whole track. And I'm like, holy crap, who crashed over there? And they're like, oh, that was Debo. He just went flying off the track, but he <laughs> saved it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, I would have liked to have seen that. But no, I yeah, that was pretty cool. And then. Uh, the end of the night, I think we just piled in a huge van and went went over and celebrated at the uh, local gentlemen's club. So it was an awesome day. That sounds like a really good day. Gentlemen's club, it was a great. It was a good day. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I think I'll, we spent all of like Denny's hundred dollars he made. My there, big winnings probably. were definitely gone. In the were you wear, Were you wearing an HRP flak jack? No, I actually put. I was gonna wear old stuff, my, some of my old <laughs> stuff, and uh, I actually just ended up wearing some shift stuff that Fro had set me up with from the from the Cowie from the trip? Cowie deal, yeah. Oh so, man! And I forgot goggles, but luckily found some goggles. I, I had to borrow a kidney belt and some knee pads. Kidney belt, <laughs> kidney belt, kidney belt. I wear they held my back. I tell you, I was old guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did you throw any boot gaiters on before you went out? <laughs> but I remember the last because Cody, <laughs> Cody and I we did we raced two motos together and. Uh, and that first race I did, I, I was saying I hadn't, I hadn't done a start in probably eight years. I hadn't done a start on a 252 stroke in 13 years. And I got out second right behind him. And I'm like, man, I can think I can run this pace. I'm going to give her a shot. <laughs> that lasted by a, a lap and a quarter. And that's when I flew off the track and landed on a hay bale <laughs> and about shit myself. I said, well, that, well this, yeah, let's, this... let's back her down a notch. And then the next month, I was telling Cody, man, I'm going to get a whole shit. Because I've always given Cody shit about getting bad uh-huh. starts yeah, yeah. whenever I've helped him out and stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to get this start, dude. I'm going to get this start, and you're never leaving this down. And I, he's on a 450 <laughs> Cowie, and I'm on a 252 stroke. I'm like, I'm going to get this. And uh, the biggest, dumbest thing I did, though, he lined up first. And I should have gone inside of him because it was a left hand little t- yeah. into a little sweeper. And uh, I landed up outside of him. And I, I, God, I really wanted that whole shot back. <laughs> that's really all we had. And you, know, and, and you forget how fast guys go. You, know, you, you watch them on TV and you, you think you've kind of, I don't know, this track was probably, what, Cody, 30 seconds long, if that. And, you know, yeah, after, it was pretty short. After a lap, he was 10 seconds ahead. You, know, I mean, you just yeah. forget how fast right. these guys are going. And, no. uh, it was awesome. There to was get a no way I was letting Debo hole shot. Man. No, no way. No way. Yeah, I, I need him to be on the Supercross line with me, and maybe I would get some good starts. But I'll tell you what, there's no way he was getting a hole shot. <laughs> People don't but realize. If he like, would have, Don would have been jumping up and down, and I would have never lifted down. Uh, would Don would have broke a pit down. board <laughs> in celebration. Yeah, right over Cody's head. Yeah, people don't understand, like, Cody Gilmore, like, uh, you know, he's a main event guy, but he's further back there right now. I'm going to fucking get everybody oh, wait, all pissed oh, off. But why do you got to hate him? Like, these dudes in the night show, are they go if they showed up at your local track, 
it would work everybody. Like yeah. people don't understand how fast yeah. Cody Gilmore is, and uh, Entenknapp, and Alex Ray, and these guys. Like they're maybe, incredible riders. Maybe not the two DLCQ guys okay, from this yeah, weekend. Yeah, maybe not them. I still say the two DLCQ should be a three moto format. I just cut the mains down. <laughs> I want to see three motos of two DLCQ, and the and the last guy to survive. Yeah. he makes the. I main. just think like these like people don't understand that they see the they oh. see Stewie or RV or Dungeon making these guys. You know, not not on their level, but it, fuck, these guys are fast. You know, fast uh, as shit. You see him. That's what I've you know to see Cody on a local level on a right. local track, and just wax these kids. You know, right. it's just like goddamn. You know, I, um, I, you know he's fast. You know, but to see it, that's just uh, awesome. Remember, Ping, when you went to that Montana race and you blew off those fans? Remember Montana race? Montana, Montana. <laughs> Montana, oh, Montana. I don't know. Montana. If I'm ever going to Montana. Well, Cody, tell us where you've been. I know uh, a lot of people are probably... Oh, I guess we're just of... going on with the interview. <laughs> I'm taking over it, man. Ping had a story, but... No, he did not. Did you have a Montana story? I want to hear no. about your hill climb. Some some folks wrote in and said I was a dick. At a local race? Yeah. Was it in Montana? Where was it? Yeah, it was in Montana. You went home, and nice. they said that you were you were a dick. Uh, that's, just, that's just not cool. Um. Anyways, so, hey, uh, Cody, um, you hurt your wrists slash hand before Germany last year. You missed a lot of time. I still don't see you out there. When are you coming back? When, are we, when will we see Cody Gilmer out on the track? Oh, man, the plan is uh, East Coast for me. So okay. I'm hoping, like, by Atlanta or Daytona. I just started riding this week. So mm-hmm. me and my buddy uh, drove out to California and checked out the races the last few weeks and been getting a lot of riding in time, uh, outdoor stuff, and just uh, – kind of getting back into it so the the, the goal is uh atlanta i think but just going to kind of play it by mm-hmm. feel and see how i'm feeling and then uh, go from there but i definitely want to get back out there as soon as i can i've been off for quite a long time i've uh the last few years i was trying to well i went to germany last year and then mm-hmm. ended up tearing the ligament in my thumb which i think barsha just did too and uh man that thing took forever to heal and then uh about the week before I was supposed to go over there this year and race the full series, I ended up breaking my wrist and <clears throat> two fingers. So, oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, had a little bit of bad luck for sure. So maybe uh, Devo says I probably shouldn't be going back to Germany again, but uh, <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to see. It's good money over there. So I like yeah. – and it's fun going overseas and stuff. I went to that uh, South Africa race last year. That was uh, <clears throat> pretty cool. Would have been way cooler if I got paid for it, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like overseas races for sure. I, I got a I got a deal maybe for you in Finland. Not a ton of money, but you could make a little bit of money going to Finland. No, that'd be that'd be awesome. Uh, I like going overseas. Yeah, yeah, we'll hook up and talk about it. Um, yeah, so okay, so thumb injury and wrist injury. Okay, I thought it was just one injury that was lingered um, that you had issues with, but yeah, so two separate injuries. Then he fell uh, snow blowing. Our friend Nick's driveway that he's been living at, he ate shit on the ice <laughs> and might have re-injured it. So. <laughs> I did do that. I did do that, and I like couldn't move it for a day. I was pretty bummed. I was like, we're getting the first huge snowstorm of the year, and I'm like, I'm going to go out snowblow so my roommate can park his car in the driveway. And right, I got to the bottom of the thing and just wadded up so hard, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, great, I just broke my wrist again. About a week after, they told me it's healed. But, uh, oh, yeah, that was, Denny likes to make fun of me for that one. <laughs> um, 250s or 450s when you come back? 450. Okay, yeah. Um, yep, yep, I like I like the 450. Oh, there's and, money to be uh, made, pretty too. Easy to easy to make a bike, com- uh, you mm-hmm. know, competitive. And, uh, yeah, definitely 450 for sure. I write this every week in my column, like, hey, Scott Champion, hey, um, uh, 
I don't know. Now my mind's drawing a blank. Scott Champion, maybe Kyle Cunningham. You're done, bro. Nobody's going to hire you in 250 class. Go to 450s, get $2,000, um, you know, in main event. If you get the top five in the LCQ, you're still going to make 1600 or 1500 for, you know, your night's effort. Like, it's over. Yeah, you can like, you can make enough to at least get to the rounds, you know, the life yeah. class. I don't know how them guys do it. Uh, don't have a clue because it, it, it costs me about 1000 bucks to race every week. So, yeah. no matter what, like, if you get, like, um, oh, Gus ain't there this year, but, you right. know, like, Gus would haul your bike for about 250 bucks a weekend. You pay a $200 entry fee, a couple hundred dollars in hotels, and maybe 100 bucks a ride during the week, and there's your 1000 bucks. But, yeah. uh but don't, at least don't eat you can anything. Race. At least you can race and uh, get <laughs> yeah. to the next weekend, you know. But I don't know how they do it unless they know. have uh, someone paying the bills for sure. But yeah. I don't. I don't really have that. So four fifty is the only option, you know. But if you start making mains and stuff, then you can put a little bit of pocket and money in your pocket, you know, mm-hmm. which is nice and the goal for sure. But but um, even the guys that consistently go to the the races and don't make four fifty night shows. Man, I just don't know how how they do it because I'm pinching pennies every way I can just to make it to the to the rounds. You know, it's stuff's expensive, man. Like 200 bucks an entry fee, and I have to pay 50 bucks to get my mechanic his wristband and all that stuff. Yeah. It ain't easy, you know. No, I know. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's kind of tough, but yeah, I like uh, I've always felt good on 450. Like when I was uh. Younger, I won the 252 stroke class, and when I was 15 years old too, so mm-hmm. uh, down at Loretta. So I've always rode the bigger bikes a little bit better. I don't know. I'm not more. I'd say more of a smooth rider and uh, kind of, yeah, I don't know. But yep. And you made your 450 outdoor debut this last summer. Yep, at yep. Red Bud. Did that about ran out of gas thanks to Denny and uh, my other buddy. I made Danny. my mechanic debut it, as well. <laughs> they forgot to put gas in my bike, and then uh, so we got Jesus. down to the line. That was uh, we put gas pretty in. We interesting. Just forgot but, to top it off. Man, that was good. That was a that was a fun trip. Denny was awesome help. Uh, so was my other buddy. Yeah, that was fun. Um, Denny keeps trying to tell me I need to do some more outdoors, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Dude, outdoors are a lot of money and not much fun. Man, they're a lot of work for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I can understand that for sure. So, what's your deal? Your promoter also now, Debo, is saying you're promoting something. What's what's going on? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'm just uh, trying to get like a series going back home. We're trying to build like more of a regional series for all the guys back home to uh, have something to race on and race against different people. We don't really have any big series back home, so kind of got together with a few other people that have uh, mm-hmm. a few other promoters that have done some stuff and. Uh, Put together a little little uh, local series. It's probably all the tracks are like within five hours away, but just trying to build something up um, back home and uh, oh, cool. you know get some more get some more people. We got a pretty big purse. We got seven races coming up, and like all of them are going to have big payouts. The one race we have over ten thousand dollar pro purse, and uh, nice. I just want to do something different, do something cool. Like uh, I'm like, man, we need to get more riders racing around here, so. Uh, I got a few other promoters to uh, do uh, free 50s, free free uh, entries for the 50 guys and stuff. Oh, sweet. And uh, just kind of cool, do some cool things like that. So that's called Best of the Midwest and uh, bestofmidwestmx.com to get more info on that. But just trying to build something cool and that we can all all go to and try to get the best tracks, you know, like around the Midwest and stuff that I could. And uh, mm-hmm. just trying to – 
trying to help the sport a little bit if I can, you know? Look at Cody Gilmore, promoter slash racer. I like it. The Midwest boy yeah. doing good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean uh, that's big. It's like we talked about with Ping and Ping's recent story that out here that the racing or in California is just everybody more pays a fortune to go practice, but Dude, you get more crazy, race right? time. Yeah. You get more seat time, but, you know, the Transcal's done, the Golden State's done, you know, GFIs are done, CMC's done. and These big racers now, they race four times a year. Yeah, they five race, times a year. They just race yeah. the, the amateur events. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and when I grew up in the Midwest, shit, we had – 10 tracks all within an hour of, of, of me in there in yeah. Omaha. And, and people ask me now how it's going. I'm like, man, I really don't know. I don't know enough about it, what's yeah. going on. And we did that race this summer out of uh, fairgrounds. It usually has some of the biggest concerts in our in our area. Mm-hmm. And they loved it. The great turnout. Hagar? Uh, Hagar will be in Fremont uh, okay. after Brett after he opens for Brett Michaels. Stop it. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, and I think it's great that Cody's taken initiative. You know, I think that's what, you know, as we've all said, it, it Having a guy who's been there, done that, come back yeah. and kind of help out in any form of racing uh, is always going to be legitimate. Do you think your comeback with this two-stroke, do you think it gets a little serious? No, it can't be. Oh. Only because I remember in 06, I came back and did Loretta's, and I just didn't even give a shit. I had a good time, made both classes, went down there. I think I got a third and a fifth, a couple of motos, and just mm-hmm. had a good time. But I got beat by guys I didn't like getting beat by. You know, guys to respect, Keith Johnson, Mike Treadwell, guys I've raced against my life, John Gruy. Yeah. So I'm like, well, the next year I'm going to train and take this way more serious. Uh, my buddy Chris Hunter Cog got my bike all fired up and you know really built me up a bike, mm-hmm. and it sucked. <laughs> it took a lot of the fun out of it. You know, I didn't want to get all serious again, and um, right. and that's when I came back to Redis Park. The bike gave my other bike back to my buddy uh, Jeff Schultz over at Storm Lake Honda, and didn't touch a bike again for. Till I went to that Millville thing. <laughs> getting I think serious. Five years later. Getting serious ruined it for Denny. Getting serious. Well, that's what I keep telling Gilly. You know, every time he gets serious, he starts training. I mean, he was hauling ass training. Uh, Budman was coaching him a little bit. Uh-huh. I think he was running a little bit of Wesson's pace at practice days. And, and he went out, got hurt. And then this year, again, he started getting serious, got hurt again. I told Cody, oh, that, yeah. you know, we got to just hang out more strip clubs and uh, <laughs> let's really get this. Really get, <laughs> gentlemen's club. I mean, gentlemen's clubs. Yes. And really be focused. Class on, it up. Uh, on, and, <laughs> You know, and I was the same way when I raced. It felt like whenever I trained the hardest I did, I got hurt in a preseason or crashed right. out the first week. And um, when I took it just more, a little bit more relaxed, it, that worked my for my way I raced. I mean, yeah, I obviously yeah. wasn't winning 250 classes. Well, uh, you're pretty good. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. I just want to have fun and see out of trouble and ride weekends with my buddies. And, right. Okay. And, uh, I'm just whatnot. checking. And plus 45, plus 40. And yeah. As Budman said, I'm 50 years old now, so maybe the, the total silver-haired class. <laughs> uh, Cody, how's uh, Race Tech treating you? Everything good there? Um, they were big parts of the Pulp Show, of course, and uh, they're doing suspension for some of the best guys out there. Uh, probably Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Them guys are awesome down there. I just actually was down there today. Uh, I went and rode my, uh, Milestone at the Chicken this morning. Uh-huh. and uh, Yep, so then I slung by Race Tech and actually got my – Supercross suspension, so I can start riding that from here on out. So, yeah, them guys have been treating me awesome for the last how many years. I've been with Rob Brown yeah. over there for a long time and Chris Riesenberg working um, over there. Uh, he's been a childhood friend since we've raced in, on 60s together. So, cool. definitely uh, they're killing the motors over there now, too. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. How was chicken today? Chicken is awesome. He was, uh, <laughs> he got over there and he's like, yeah, it's definitely windy. And yeah, you can, you could barely see across the track. It was so dusty and windy. Oh, Chicken geez. parked in the dustiest, windiest spot in the pits. And, uh, yeah, we talked for about 10 minutes, rode for a little bit and, uh, hung out a little bit more and he was out of there. But, um, yeah, 
chicken's still killing it. He can go for, he can go faster on that track still too. It's pretty cool. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, you miss a good time go karting. I'll tell you that. I bet I wanted to go down there tonight just to try to beat yours and Budman's times, but uh, I've been too busy. How was it? It was good. It was. Uh, I haven't been go karting in a while. I think the last time I went was when Budman was in town, and we went to the one there in, in uh, Council Bluffs for arena cross that year, but uh, it was good. Uh, he beat me by like point three something. Oh. And by after, after, I don't know how long those little two race, those two races we were, but my shoulders were pretty toast at the end. Of the <laughs> what helmet were you wearing? I've seen some picture. Of- that was Budman's G-Dub helmet I found in his garage and I <laughs> pulled it off the shelf, wiped all the dust off it and said, let's go racing. So it was nice, good. And nice. it was, and it was pretty dead. You know, we got there at like, I think 11 o'clock when they opened and there was two or three guys and then a bunch of people with their little kids that, that drove and, uh, yeah, I'd like to bring one of those to Omaha one day. That'd be pretty sick. There you go. That's your next uh, business be. venture. Yeah, Could Ken Fought, Ken Fought, and McGrath. Call him up, right? Ken Fought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, hey, Cody. That's thanks. If we uh, don't uh, get our strip club going, Danny. Gentlemen's club. Gentlemen's club. Gentlemen's club. All right. Keeper to be our announcer. That's what we need. Keeper being our announcer. <laughs> yep. He's yeah. good. I listen to the show every now and then. I heard Keeper do his little uh, strip club uh, announcer and gig and i think he has a job hired for sure me and D that's right at our new barber shop it's <laughs> yeah, all it's, we're doing it all go-karts barbers and uh gentlemen's club we're trying to get Kiefer's coming to town early i think the next time and we got a connection at uh through uh this guy named dennis we got a connection at cheetahs and we're, we're getting Kiefer behind the glass to call a couple of dances we're gonna oh, film man, it and everything awesome. so um should be that'd fantastic be awesome. uh thank you for coming on cody i really appreciate it I'd love to have you longer we're running late i gotta get these guys out of here no, I'll paying, anyways. Man. thanks for having me on thanks uh, for having me on and you guys have a good night for sure and i mean we'll be seeing you at a supercross here soon for sure yeah it's good to see you. i'm glad you're coming back yeah i wondered what what your deal was and i know you've been hurt so it's good to see you're coming back obviously yeah Yep, right on. Thank- All right. All right. Talk to you guys right. later. See you back luck, home, man. Guys. Thanks, Cody. All right. Appreciate it. Real quick before our commercial break, Luke has a question about a YZ250 for David Pingree. Luke. Luke. Hey. Hey. How are you, fellas? Real good. Hey, Pingree, have you ridden the uh, YZ250X yet? Uh, I have. The 250FX or the 250X? Uh, you know the X, the like cost country model, two stroke. Not the two stroke, no. I have not. Oh, you haven't. Nope. Ah, uh, well, you can't. You can't help me then. Yeah, I can't. Is it just the uh, wide <laughs> ratio tranny and the different rear tire and? Yeah, well, I just because like I'm in Australia and you can buy YZ250s, you know, 2010, 2011 for about four grand. Uh huh. But I do more off road and. They've, you know, they released the X model, and they're about ten and a half thousand. And I was just wondering if you'd know, like, if it's worth uh, extra money or not. Well, uh, I don't know that they even bring those models in here. To be real honest with you, um, I, I know they bring the 250FX, and I've ridden that. And and the differences there are just basically the 18 inch rear wheel, the wide ratio tranny, um, everything else is. Be careful with those trannies. Yeah, trannies are, trannies are tricky. Yeah. Uh, what, what? you know, if you're not, if you're not racing competitively, <laughs> I mean, you're just riding for fun and whatever. I mean, geez, it's, it's not that big a deal. You know what I mean? You can throw an off-road tire on a, a regular size 19 inch wheel and be yeah, fine. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not going to make or break you. Yeah, true. Cause yeah. you can alter the oh, gearing well. on the bike to where you can run, whether you're running really tight wood stuff or faster stuff, you can get your gearing to, to fit it. So, yeah. 
Yeah. If you're getting a much better oh, no, deal on one of those older YZs, YZs, YZ, YZ, I'd do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like it's probably five five thousand dollars difference, which is a lot of money. That's a lot. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's a lot of yeah. money. Guy, guy in the chat room says they do sell them in North America. Do they? The two fifty two stroke X. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, uh, I'm in Australia. Yeah. No, I know. We're yeah. just saying about. Um, I've, ne- I've honestly never. Oh, I don't think yeah. I've seen one oh. here. So they must not bring a lot in, or they definitely don't do any press launches with them here. Right. So. All right, Luke. Thanks, oh, yeah, for, that, thanks for the um, call. Thank yeah. You. All right. Cheers, Steve. Uh, Cheers. See you later. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Probably skip the last commercial break. We got a lot more stuff to do. This is the second commercial break. David Pingree, Danny Stevenson in studio. We got the NFAB question of the day. NFAB JGR check in. BTO Sports tweeted Travis. Is that it? Oh, voicemails? NFAB? Yep. Danny Stevenson's here. Sold his hat fair and square. His uh, microphone's away from his uh, mouth. Sorry, I was eating. Sold his hat fair and square. <laughs> I didn't have their food. You, I thought it represented. I guarantee tonight. you, Jabo and saw you wearing that and just went, "Oh God, whatever." That's why I took it off. I didn't want to insult him. Yeah, exactly. Once I got it, once I threw it, the, the, tr- the show was run off the rails. I took it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, stick around. We'll be back after this commercial break. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... 
I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses race tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses race tech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses race tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses race tech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8-pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey 
Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it. It's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Enticknap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy leading-edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all new line of atlas braces are 20% lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join rv Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. 
Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schwartz? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machine from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. 
Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock up Vortex Pro. Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Paul BMX Show. Michelin introducing new off-road and motocross tire Michelin Starcross 5 pushes the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter the conditions. Available in four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. More aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet flexible sidewall, and Pingry, a more pliable bead package for easier mounting. Easier mounting, easier I love mounting, it. always a good feature. Always. Can't get any easier to mount than that. Michelin Starcross 5 uh, offers an excellent performance over a wider range of the conditions and terrain. We've been getting some good reviews on this StarCross 5 on Twitter and uh, Instagram and things like that. People are really liking it. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Randy Richardson at Michelin. Top-notch guy. He's a good guy. Top-notch guy. Super fun. I think I, I tried to get on a show earlier this year, and he was already coming in. What, what was that? Original oh, that's San right. Diego? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Ping, this is uh, your song. Yep. David Bowie. This single David Bowie song that I like. This is it. 
R.I.P. David Bowie. Yep, this is my salute, Adios. <laughs> this is the only one you like is? Really? I really of, there's of, really it's not like another one song. of his worst ones, really. It, it really is. It's You're the only song it's, 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 it's like the most, probably one of the radio versions of it, but it, yeah, he sang a lot better stuff. Yeah, that one's all right, I guess. I love Vanilla Eyes. Oh, wait, who is this? <laughs> this is more Queen, I think, than David it's Bowie. It's definitely though, more Queen. You know? But he is in it. You have that uh, clip that shows him and... Uh, the Queen guy singing it a cappella and they crush it. Yeah. And they show Kanye yeah. trying to sing it. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what about uh, this one? It's just alright. <laughs> it's really I just don't I wasn't a huge fan. You're not a big music fan, I don't think, were you? You don't listen to like music a lot. I think you're more of a uh, a book guy. <laughs> I listen to a lot of music, just China Girl. I mean, it's just not that good of Another song. terrible one. Yeah. Not good. Most of his radio stuff wasn't that great. His old stuff was real good. Uh, I just I didn't do all kinds of drugs and sit around and listen to music. No. What? It's <laughs> just <laughs> the movie Days and Confused. Where did that bro. come from? Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Nfab n-fab.com probably built in Houston, Texas. Huge sponsors of the uh, JGR team, of course. Uh, Denny Stevenson has Nfab on the side of his JGR Yamaha hat. Dang right. I have them on the side of my truck. Fantastic. You have a set of steps. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I got steps yeah. on my truck. Uh, they would support the sport. Tommy and the boys down in NFAB, N-FAB.com. Great guys and a big part of the off-road team with the, the Ampro Yamaha team as well as, um, of course, JGR. Like I said, anything you need for your Jeep truck, your SUV, they've got it. Heads so, up. They call them bars. That's steps, what they call bars. Steps, bars, yeah. yeah. I'm like, bars? I don't have bars on my truck. Yeah. It's a steering wheel. I didn't know what they were talking <laughs> about. Not, not, I don't know if <laughs> uh, This seems weird. Um, all right. Uh, so this is the, we have two things for NFAB. Uh, first up is the question of the day, the NFAB question of the day, and uh, I forgot to make one up. So, Travis, uh, welcome back to, back to the show. What's your question? Hello. Do you want to do the intro? Yeah. Okay. The NFAB question of the day. N-FAB.com? Yeah. Okay. What, what is Bieber doing right there? He's, uh, what is he doing? He's getting he's, down. He's watching a guy play drums. He's just bouncing on one foot to another. He wasn't even dancing. That is dancing nowadays. Uh, Get with the times. Okay. All right. I was kind of put on the spot, but we'll go with Oh, yeah. 11 minutes. We'll really go, put we'll on the spot. With, Sorry, we'll bro. we with this. Sorry, well, bro. I kind of forgot about it. But uh, <laughs> assuming that Dungey wins this championship, yep. who rounds out the top three in points for the 450s? I'm going to, I know JT, Weege, and I battled about Tomac on our podcast today, and I know we talked about Tomac again, but I'm still, I'll go Rocks and Tomac, 2-3. That's what I think. Rocks and Anderson. That's what I was going to say, Rocks and Anderson. And you say Rocks and Anderson? Uh-huh. Yeah. I can't. What's can't, the point can't. spread? What is it right now? Uh, I got it right here. Well, what do you mean, point spread to what? Well, what's, yeah, what's second, who, Actually, what's second third, and 118 for Rocks and 111 for Anderson, 105 for Seeley. 103 for Reed and Tomac. So Tomac is uh, eight back at Anderson and 15 back at Roxon. What a great championship it was! If how many times do we say that when the guy's out front, yeah, he needs to get for a second. If he gets kidnapped by a drug cartel, we're gonna have a hell of a series. Yeah. You know what I think would be great is if we could hear riders' inner monologues. So I wanted to ask this of Jeremy when he was on. Is like, Dungey's such a nice guy. After he'll win, he's so humble and like just you know he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a little bit vanilla, but he's yeah. just a genuinely really nice dude. But I wonder if under his helmet, in his head, when he's like coming off the, it's like, off I just the, fucking want to. I just yeah, I just fisted you, you pieces. Of, like you know what I mean. Yeah. I wonder if he's just in his head going, oh, you guys are nothing. You know what I mean? 
Jeremy at his same yeah. peak? Like, yeah. Suck he's my even cock. said suck, that. He's suck just my like, cock. I, he's like, I didn't practice all week. I didn't even dance. I don't even know what this bike is. Oh. I don't even know what city I'm in. I just uh, whacked you. hundred percent. There were times MC didn't ride all week and then won. A hundred percent. A hundred and one percent. Yes, yes. He's, he's told me stories. I'm sure you've heard yeah, the same yeah. one of where, like, he'll laugh. He'll come off and go, dude. Hey, I will tell you. I did this and this I went all out, week, you know, and still dominated these guys. Saturday night, went out afterwards, me and Bud, and met up with. Uh, oh, this is San Diego or this is 1990? This is this weekend. This is weekend. You never and know. Like, it could be. It was a monster after party, and there was one top 10 450 Supercross rider there. We will name no names. Just let it work for you. Well, you're saying it in a bad way. Not a bad way. No, they were hanging out at the bar. You know, they're at this club. Not yeah. club. It wasn't a bar. It was a club. You know, boochy boochy music, lots of flashing lights, <laughs> girls in cages. I, I, and stuff. I can't, it was a monster party. I cannot do those things. And I can't. It, do uh, it was. Yeah, we was a little crazy. We ended up going out to like the side room and uh, bullshit with everybody so we could at least talk and stuff. But yeah, yeah. it was. Was it uh, a monster athlete? I can't. I'm not gonna say. Well, I'm just saying maybe they were. Uh, it was an obligatory appearance. It was a 450 top 10 rider was there hanging out. Schmattreed. I'm not telling you who it was. <laughs> um, I'll tell you it was not Chad Reed. Okay. That was too easy. He would think it was him, but it wasn't. Michael Lessie. You didn't get top ten. That guy's okay. going down. Okay. Uh, and also, too, uh, every week, uh, the, the, like I said, NFAB is a big part of the JGR program. So what we're doing is an NFAB JGR check-in each and every week with a different team member or a rider or something else about, uh, about the week and everything else. We're going to highlight the people behind the scenes, people like me. That made shit happen for so long, working in the shadows of these teams, making superstars out of guys like you. Huh? So, so, huh? What now? <laughs> I just fisted you. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you had me for like 10 minutes there. You lost yeah. Me. So what we're going to do is this week I profiled uh, the uh, transport supervisor at JGR, uh, John Shelburne. This is not sounding like an interesting bit. Okay, well, I think All for right, some people it would me. be. Let's so, go. You, All right, F me, dude. F you, dude. All right, so here's John Shelburne, Transportation Supervisor at JGR on the NFAB JGR check-in. Big John, JGR Transport Specialist, uh, Transportation. What is the fancy word you guys give yourself? Driver. No, there's another word that people like to use. Transportation Specialist. Hey, um. Maybe transportation Engineer. I think That's so. what everything everybody else wants to be an engineer. You, uh, hey, you've uh, six rounds here in California. Mm-hmm. You're now hitting the road. In some way, it's a it's a nice deal for you guys. You get away a little bit. You get more on the road a little bit. Get away from things. It's it's nice, right? Correct. Uh, I will actually probably get at least a half a day off this week. Yeah, yeah. Every, like the same as mechanics, they bust their butt out, yeah. out west. The team, everybody kind of works for six weeks. Right. When we were out west here, the. Uh, Ben stayed out, and he was at the track or at the truck every day, and then yep. going to helping uh, both riders while we were out here. Yep. Yep. Uh, and what's the best part of your job? Uh, the team. The team. Everybody. We all get along great. It's a. Uh, it's a cool experience yep. with you know everybody. How's Coy to deal with? Coy's. Coy's awesome. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss Coy. He's a great boss, allows me to do whatever I need to do, and uh, it works great for me. What's the worst part of your job? Dumping poo. Yeah, that sucks, huh? Yes, that's the worst part of my job is having to dump the poo. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a master grill man, too. What's your specialties? Uh, I, I don't know. 
we've had some good stuff yeah, over here. Uh, we've been doing a good tri tip here lately, yeah. and that's a California thing. Once we get out wet or out east, yeah. it gets a little harder to find tri tip. Right? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. It's, uh, I, I did not know that. I'm a, I'm I'm a tri tip guy, but I've always lived out west, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you go to North Carolina, and All I right. think they call it a butt or something out there because they like to barbecue it, okay. smoke it, barbecue it. Out right. here, it's not quite that. Yeah. Is Glenn the biggest pain in the ass to deal with no. on the team? Glenn is awesome. Glenn okay. has really made everybody click real, real well. Okay. And then uh, thank you for those ice cream sandwiches that you stocked up for me in the freezer. I didn't come by today. There might be one left. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing it. Yes, there All might right. be one left for you. Uh, Big John, yeah, you're heading back east. You're probably happy you get to go back east and uh, you know a little more time between the races. So yeah. uh, people don't understand. You guys work a lot, truck drivers. Yeah. It's not just driving the truck, which I think people may think. Oh, no, it's strictly just driving the truck. 11 hours driving, yeah, yeah. 10 hours off. Yeah, yeah. That's all we do. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. All right, Big John, NFAB, JGR check-in. Thanks for doing this. Thank you very much, Steve. And in that time of that JGR NFAB check-in, Denny Stevenson did hook up with another sister right in that time, right there. That just happened. So. Thanks. Thanks, Pookie. N-Fab.com. Uh, we thank those guys for coming on and a little JGR check-in. And if you got a Jeep truck or SUV, check them out. And also, too, their title sponsor, the Randy Hawkins and Pro Yamaha team. So, um, well, let's get to this guy. He's been calling a couple times. Austin, what's happening? How are you? Hey, Matheson, doing well. Uh, I just had a quick question. I've heard you mention in the past how ticket prices could possibly be affecting uh, some of the turnout for races. Um, and I've noticed this year in Dallas, uh, the ticket prices are almost double what they were last year. And I don't know if that's a result of Houston. You know, uh, Houston's being passed this year, so maybe that's like the one chance for guys like me in Texas and around here to go to Dallas if old Jerry Jones took that as an opportunity to raise the prices or if it's just sport or what. But I don't know if you had any insight on you know, why that would be. You know, I've heard I've heard the ticket prices went a big jump, and I heard that affected uh, – I think it's affected tennis a little bit. And then other people I talked to are like, no – Tickets are the same, man. I bought, you know, four tickets for my family for this race, and it's about the same. I mean, obviously, there's some fees that people get pissed out about, but they have nothing pissed pissed off about. But it has nothing to do with Feld necessarily. Those things. So, um, I don't know, man. Like, so yeah, you're saying for for sure they're doubled or whatever from what's a price ticket price cost? Are, are you on like StubHub? Where are you getting them? No, just Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster uh, Supercost Live. Yeah. Um, well, usually, like an average ticket was fifty to sixty bucks, and uh, now an average ticket is like ninety to a hundred, and wow. even the upper tickets for Arlington are pushing like one fifteen. So yeah, I don't one know. ticket that's that's insane, that works, man. Yeah. If you if you were I didn't know that, that if you were going to bring your wife and a couple of kids, I mean that's an expensive night, yeah. man. Are you and then this weekend was fifty dollars a park down that, downtown. I'd heard. Denny's, I'm just saying, Denny's kind of on board with my San Diego Stadium Oh, he is? Deal. The Qualcomm? Just saying. Yeah, yeah, Couldn't throw a football around? Yeah, I mean, he really made a good point about the the, 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 the pre-parties right. in the parking lot, the tailgate and stuff. I remember one of the first times I wasn't racing Anaheim, I went walking around the pit, uh, parking lot, meeting every, running everybody. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, holy shit, it's crazy out here. You're like, wow. Yeah, this um, lot goes on out here, so yeah, I think Austin, that might help it. Austin, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I have, like I said, some people were telling me they're double. Other people were like, no, it's about the same, so. I haven't really yeah. heard. Yeah. yeah. So. Hey, I got one more question, real quick. Sure. Um, just Malcolm Stewart this season. Do you think this is maybe his time? You know, I know he's been doing it the last few years, and uh, he always has a big crash or something that takes him out of contention. But 
do you think he, this could be his season? I mean, I'm I think I'm higher on his chances than most people. Uh, he must make mistakes, like like James. He makes those yeah. big mistakes, but man, he looks like he's lost some weight. I know he's. I saw him a bunch in Europe, racing in Europe, and he looked good. And I mean, I don't know, man. I think he can do it. I, I do. I, I think, like I said, other people are like, ah, he's just gonna. He's a Stewart. He's gonna make mistakes. So, yeah. Do you think James? You're telling back? me there's a chance. What's that? Do you think James is coming back this weekend? I heard he's going to try. I heard he was going to ride this week, but I don't know what that means. It's That thing is okay. is not good right now. He is going to yeah. try and come back. This I heard week. he was going to ride this week. Oh. So who knows how that goes. Oh, ride during yeah, the week. Yeah, and then come back. But, Ping, okay. you know a little bit more about that. That's It's dangerous stuff. And he's had a lot of hits to the head. He has. I, I mean, it's the problem is it's really, really hard to, to judge that. and Every person's uh, different. You guys talked about it a little bit on the last show, you know, when you're – Riding by yourself at the track, it's your own track that you've ridden a hundred times. You're not, you can kind of put it in neutral and, and just, you know, do 20 laps without yeah. stimulating yourself right. too much. Now you're, you know, put yourself in a stadium full of people, lights, a bunch of bikes, the extra adrenaline, all that stimulus. It's, it's going to be more taxing on your brain mm-hmm. and you have a brain that's injured, you know, it's going to wear did it you, out. Did you ever have a bad head injury, Denny? How's that phone? Everything good there? I'm listening. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've had. I, I was talking about with this with somebody the other day, and um, my actually my nephew couldn't remember. <laughs> I, I knocked myself. I can think of myself being knocked out having concussions. Thirteen of them since the age of times, about. Wow, yeah. really? Since the age of about. Was nine one of them when, that, when your own bike hit you and you thought someone else ran you? <laughs> I had a concussion. That, that, that might have been. That, that might have been. Why aren't that you might have flagging? Been, that might have been fourteen. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, you know I knocked. I hit my head real hard in Minneapolis Supercross. I came back in '97 after racing arena cross all year, and I there was a section of whoops, and I jumped in. Like you jump from the Minneapolis. back. Of, Minneapolis. Yeah. Right? Indianapolis. Yeah, you said Indianapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. Yeah, I, I already there, forgot yeah. that. Yeah. And right. I, you jump from the back of the first turn berm into these whoops, and I was falling button or somebody, and they were like, jump away. And I'm like, I can do that. I did the one lap. Next lap, I kind of got off the main line and jumped over off the side and where it was softer and just stopped. Flying over the bars, hit my head on the ground, got up. You, got that, you get that blurry spot in your head. You feel yeah. kind of your hands starting to tingle. I'm like, man, I got a concussion. I know it. So I got on my bike, rode back to the pits. My dad's like, hey, you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, but I'm pretty sure I got a concussion. I'm probably done for the night. He's like, well, sit down. You know, we're, we're, that's fine if you're done. You know, big deal. It's just a one-off supercross I was going to go do. And that's when you used to pit indoors there. Yeah. And we're all in a circle kind of down below where the privateer guys would be. And I'm talking to Birdwell and Larry Ward. And last thing I remember, next thing I, last thing I remember was going, hey, our Birdwell asked how I was doing or something. You, look, you don't look very good. And I said, I don't feel very good. And he said, my eyes rolled back in my head. I went into a seizure, hit the deck, flopping like a fish. Um, took yeah. Roy Jansen to pull my, grab my tongue out of my mouth, make sure I didn't do that. And next thing I know, I woke up in the hospital. That's actually not a good thing to do. Kind of like, uh, not? Huh. well, I don't know, or something. I, I, they said I was hit superhuman. So I'm just throwing people off. It took like three people to hold me down. And, uh, but I remember the, the only thing I remember, the next thing I remember is being in the hospital, you know, like a movie when it's black. Yeah. And then it starts lightening up a tunnel. And all of a sudden, you see all the chaos going around in the emergency room, people running around and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And they're like, oh, you had a seizure and stuff. And my dad never told me this, but I heard about it from Ed Longacre, who my dad was good friends with or is good friends with. I guess in the ambulance, I was all strapped down. And I sat up and ripped all the straps off and then collapsed. And my dad went to grab me. And I guess they pushed him back, said, sit down. We're losing him. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah. What? Oh, wow. So I don't know what to happen. And it ended up I was just dehydrated. And yeah. I guess if you hit your head when you're dehydrated, you can pop some blood cells or blood vessels in your brain that'll trigger a, a seizure. Mm. Well, even a Scary. concussion can yeah. cause a seizure. Yeah. I remember I was there. So I was I like, hey, Denny Stevenson just flipped out and went to the hospital. I'm like, oh. Yeah, like so. Fro. What, what year was that? 97, I'm 97, pretty sure. Yeah, 98. Like Fro and all those guys, because that's when the, they on the factory guys would be up in the upper balcony, but could look down. And so all these guys, all my friends and peers, see me down the ground, bat, freaking out. Yeah. Huh. Scary. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Austin. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. You know, this is an important weekend for guys like Reed and Tomac coming up and Baggett bouncing back, maybe celebrate the top 12 so yeah it's gonna be I, fun to see what happens yeah i agree things do change when the series go east different dirt different texture different attitudes uh things do have a tendency to change i wrote last week that it was a big weekend for Sealy because he'd gone three three looking good and then six six eight and uh, he answered some questions with that runner-up spot so I guess, yeah, a little, really good. Yeah. I guess he's a little banged up huh oh yeah. is he yeah. that's what i heard oh, squealy he had crashed oh. in practice or something thanks awesome Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I went my entire career and never got knocked out. It's my my whole amateur crazy. career, like nothing, really? never, never. Not a local race, nothing. Dude, I got knocked out three or four times. I knocked myself out twice at Seal City back-to-back years, I think. <laughs> at that top hill where you went up the hill that had rolling rollers around the tor- corner. Yeah. Practice, tried to stretch out the last one. My hand came off the bars and just... Oh. <laughs> and that was the year Lachine, I think, broke his leg. His anyway. femur. Yeah, so we were in the hospital together. Because I went back to the track or the truck, and I ended up not being able to feel like half my face and stuff, having like a part. This is my crazy head injuries, but I'd come back and race in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it wasn't the same back then. <laughs> not for at sure. all. They're like, get here's some smelling salts. You're on the line. I had oh. some crashes where I wish I would have gotten knocked out. Yeah, really right. You hurt so bad. Yeah, it would have been way better if I had just been out. Uh, BTOSports.com. Use the code PulpMX10. Different code now, people. PulpMX10. Save yourself money at BTOSports.com. Anything you need for your bike or body, they've got it. This is the BTOSports.com Tweet at Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. Here we go. These are uh, tweets submitted to at Pulpamex Show, uh, and Travis picks the best one. He's, he, we've answered a lot of them, you said, tonight. Yeah. So, I mean, if I don't ask your question, don't be tweeting at me all angry, because if you just listen, we did well, answer quite should, a few yeah. of them. Well, so. you know. Don't piss off our listeners. Don't uh, do know. it. Are you uh, are you happy with the amount of uh, interaction you've had with our listeners and yeah, follows and everything? Yeah, it's been really good. Okay, someone's been shouting me out on Twitter a lot. Okay, so no weirdos or nothing, uh, except for Bob. Yeah, but yeah, I hear you from Omaha. Bob from Omaha. Yeah, Good old Bob. <laughs> I have met Bob. Classic Bob. Yeah. Classic, <laughs> classic Bob. <laughs> yeah, classic funny. Bob. It's it's right out of Bob's playbook. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Skyler wants to know for Debo and Ping, if you could go back and change one thing in your career, what would it be? You want to go ahead? Uh, I wouldn't try and pass Fro so early at the Oklahoma City Super <laughs> <laughs> I would have waited till the next lap because I had him owned that whole day. Yeah, you would have probably beat him. You, yeah. you were the man on that year. You know what I mean, that year? So. That whole day I felt great. Yeah. yeah. I could have waited another lap. I think that uh, that crash affected my career well, yeah, you broke your wrist, right? Yeah, Broke my navicular and raced with it broken for the next year and a half. Oh, yeah. that's the crash where you did that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yep. So I, I went to uh, Spencer. Was, I, mean, I was tied with Wardy and, and Chicken from the Cowie years before, and uh, so they set me up with Spencer. Spencer did a bunch of hoodoo voodoo. I went down to his place in Pasadena all week long, slept he down there. He sacrificed a goat. and uh... <laughs> Yeah, all this stuff. I was going to try and race in L.A., the, you know, the finale, the, you know, the shootout the next weekend, and tried riding, and it was just cracked. 
the road practice, like three laps, Case won the doubles, came uh-huh. in, went back, got an x-ray, and had broke it all the way through at that point. But then I think I took a month off, came back with a rubber cast, taping it. and Road Nationals, it, yeah. Rode the rest of 90, rest of 90 with it, and 90, all 91 with a broken navicular. And by the time I went and had surgery, but came I had cast on for six months, came back. I felt the speed was back, but I developed so many bad habits. Yeah. Couldn't hold on. I was holding on weird and differently. Crazy. Like, got it like back. when you think of Denny, like, okay, so on top of the world, right? 1991, Supercross champion, won almost all the race. But two, uh, a rising star, you know what I mean? And then you have that injury. And literally, like you said, your whole career just it went a different went, direction. Went in a different direction. Yeah. Still had a nice career. Still made money. Still had, did yeah, well. Yeah, I was very lucky and blessed. But, yeah, but I was with, I think my outdoors yeah. was never the same. I couldn't charge the same in the corners, you know, and no one ever said, you know, hey, dumbass, go get it. Yeah. Because I went to have, I went to the doctors like, well, we're gonna have to put you in a cast for six months. That's how we're gonna heal it. Because that's yeah. before they did surgeries on those things. And yeah. Like I can't give up six months of my just got a factory ride to your contract. I can't give up that. You know, I was yeah. I was short sighted in my thinking yeah. at that time. Well, even like we talked about Budman, you know, he was the rising star, uh, the next big thing. Him and Swink, and he was gonna be the guy. And he he told me in a podcast he signs with Suzuki at sixteen, and they literally just say, see you at the races, kid. Like sick, no, no, no entourage, no parents. Parents had a job, so they couldn't go to the. Re- like it's just insane that you would treat, you would nurture this kid like this, and then sign him to a pro contract, and just throw him into the wolves, and hope to God he knows how to rent a car, how to practice, how to eat right, how to test. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's still not really good, but it's gotten way better. Yeah. there there wasn't trainers. Jeff Spencer was like the only guy. Yeah, the only guy, and I and I and that was just crazy with Bud too. That they he they literally he went from a mini expert class i think he rode a mini one weekend at, or wrapped up his amateur career then he was riding 125 pro at golden states that like a week later uh, yeah at 16 and then had his contract yeah. and, and then supercross came and they're like yeah we'll see you at the races and that's when i was kind of him and i had become friends already at that point and so he started and i just started hanging out because like he was up by himself right and my dad's at the races, so it's like, okay, well, just you can be a part of our yeah, little family. <laughs> and Berluti was his mechanic. Hey, we got Berlu- a little Berluti's, a, Berluti's a great guy and kind of took him under his wing and took care of him hey, more than a Bud mechanic. Man had a nice mullet, too. So he had the alliance mane. Oh, he did. He had, he a... had Bon Mon Jovi hair. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, Your biggest regret. Mine would be crashing at the San Diego Supercross in 96. I was second in points to Wyndham that year. I had won Bercy. Like, I was... I was riding really good. I was, but I, I was just I a little too you, emotional. I watched you at Bercy that um, a little while ago on YouTube. You Tortelli, you dude. Tortelli. I beat Tortelli, Villaman, Roncada. Uh, who else? Freaking Bole. Dude, yeah. I, I I was on fire. Like I was riding really good. I won five out of six main events that night. All, won all three nights, but only lost one yeah. moto. To Villa. Um, came home, did a race. Uh, the GFI winner or that Invitational that he always did. Out go of did. Paris. It was that was where he did like uh, ten laps, stopped. and then they did a stop. They stopped yeah. and brought everyone together right, and did right, another right. take. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I got to the lead and was like pulling away from Wyndham, like gapped him. I don't know if he was letting me go or whatever, yeah. but I was gone. We come to the stop, we take off again. He makes a pass on the inside of me like right away, and the next turn I lined him up and just smashed him. <laughs> I was like angry, but like, I wrote, I was I wanted to win bad, and I freaking hit him so hard I crushed my pipe, just smashed it flat. And uh, blew my. I kind of wobbled. And we both went <laughs> off the track, and uh, I get back on. I can't jump anything. You know, my bike's like an, an eighty. Right. So uh, anyway, I came into that season. I was second in points. We're two rounds in. I think it was like um, or three rounds in. It, went, it was Minneapolis, Anaheim, Seattle. Anaheim had. That's when I freaking clipped a hay bale, 
trying to pass oh, Dobb and yeah. guard sale to those whoops. But I was the, still the corner whoops. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was still second, like I don't know, ten points down or something. And uh, he broke his collarbone going before San Diego. And I remember Chad living with Chad Watson. He comes in and tells me, he's like, "Hey, Wyndham just broke his collarbone." And I'm like, "Shut up," because I was, you know, right. obviously like racking my brain trying to figure out how I'm going to beat him. He was right. so fast that year, and uh, I, was, I remember being so pumped. And I went down to San Diego and was like, in practice. Pedro Gonzalez, we come out of this turn, and there's this thing you could triple over. And he gets on the gas like he's going to do it. And at the last minute, he freaking checks up. And I'm like kind of in between doing it. Yeah, so I go for it, and I just jump a little beside him, thinking, oh, I'll just jump next to him. And the way the track kind of ran, because the start was next to it, so it yeah. kind of went like this. And I landed right on a hay bale and just, but I did a femur. Fucking Mexicans. Blew out my knee, which my knee was never the same. So like you were talking about. Never being able to charge in. I couldn't ever tr- come into a turn like outdoors. I was always worried about catching my knee, twisting yeah, my knee. Right. That was like, a, that, was a, that was just a big, if I would have just taken it easy. And Jeff Willow won that night. Yeah. I could have literally gotten stoned before the race and probably still won. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> and, and if I'd have won that race. What year was that? 96. 96. If I would have, even if I'd have got third, I would have left there with a 10 point lead. There was only three rounds left. Who ended up winning that year? Does Wyndham. that be your doubt? Wyndham came back and missed a full round and still won it. Renard uh, was also in the mix, right? Oh, wow. Robbie wasn't? No, no it was Dobb. Oh, okay. It was Dobb, uh, myself, Schnell, and um, mm-hmm. and then Wyndham. You right. know? I think Willow was up there and somebody else, too. All right, next question. Uh, Kyle wants to know, do you think Husky regrets signing Porcel, and do you think they'll re-sign him once his contract's up? Do they have a two-year deal? Yeah, two-year deal. I mean, I don't think they regret it. He gets press. He gets, you know, he runs fast lap times. Um, Only one guy can win, and he's up there. I mean, it is a little sketchy. I watched him on TV again t- today. He wants yet. nothing to do with anyone else, like, racing. Like, like, no. Like, as far as, like, you know, getting close and bar banging and all that. Nope, nothing. See ya. So. He went to the last chance, right? This, this last? Mm, no, I think he did the week before. This week he, won, he, won, he made it in the semi. Uh, semi. And then, yet he turns the first or second fastest time. I mean, that's such a that's an enormous drop off. There. He just he doesn't want to race. But I mean, it's still good publicity. He's still a, a people guy. Are talking about him, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's still a main event guy. Wow. You know, so. All right, John wants to know. Uh, a lot of people have been asking this kind of stuff. How much longer do we have to take this girl there calling Miss Supercross? She's terrible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts? My, my wife, Pookie. <sighs> yes. Miss Supercross. Miss Supercross thoughts. Are you pooping or? Kind <laughs> of sounded a... like a poop. <laughs> I don't do that. I hate to be that negative you. and like rude, but she doesn't. It doesn't look like she's ever been on camera before in her life. But she has. She's got well, background. She needs a lot of work. She's, she's not very excited. She's seen like, some enthusiasm. Yeah. She's, hey, welcome everybody to Supercross. She's not smooth. She's tripping over her words. She's very nervous. She's. Making awkward, weird sentences. Yeah, uh, yeah it's not good. Honestly, I, I just watched the races. I don't even watch those features or anything. I did watch Ricky Carmichael with the uh, cutaway bike last week's show. <laughs> yeah, they put the air in here. They put air in here. All right, back to you, Jeff. You're like, you're like, really? I mean, it's a great idea. Like, I love that techie stuff, but let's get a technician to describe it, <laughs> not a rider. <laughs> They put three chairs, air in here and air in here, and they can adjust the air. Back to you, Jeff. So. 
I, I, I think she does a great job when she pulls her shirt off for the uh, main events. And her little, what? Her little leather Yeah, it's like a little bra. bikini top. Uh, I think she does a great job right then. I'll see, okay. I'll see Diana here in a couple weeks at Omaha Arena Cross. Oh, there's an Omaha Arena Cross coming? <laughs> March 10th, uh, I think. Or 3rd uh, or 4th. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. All right, Charlie wants to know, uh, what are you guys... He's not going to talk bad about a monster girl, are you? He won't do it. I, I, I just... Uh, it's somebody's sister. You know you want to hit that. <laughs> I just think that I see, all, I see all the... I, I see the writers who are all dating them again, and uh, it just shakes my head. I'm just like, <laughs> I've been there, done that, but that's nothing. That's not going to Well, she wasn't a monster. What was your ex? She was uh, tro- Miss Arena Cross. Miss, oh, just Miss Arena Cross. Yeah. <laughs> it all looks good on paper. Thirteen. She, re- she looks real good in that rubber cat suit. Yeah, right. Remember we were talking about how people could, if racers and riders have problems with these young riders, they can call you one eight hundred call ping one eight hundred ask ping, and you'd be like, look, no, yeah. uh, get go home, go to bed. No, she's not worth it. You know, blah blah. We could also maybe for backup have Denny. Yeah. <laughs> well, Denny's definitely been. Although his advice. Listen, I can I'm tell about you to what, go to the Gentleman's Club. I can it's tell one you. in the morning. <laughs> I got to race this next weekend. What do you think? Next He'd weekend, like, tomorrow. Get in there. Get, get some. There. Get some. Make it happen. We See just, if there's any sisters in the yeah. house. We, we just said, like, like Pink could really help these guys because – you know, they make this, like, seriously, again. Yeah, like, I'm at a certain situation. What should I do? <laughs> just make it a, like, just give them some dice with well, your face on it. We had a, we had a, we, had, it, a, <laughs> we had a call card. We had a business card. So you flip it. It's on the visor of your car. Right. So you flip it down. It's just, come on, man. Call ping. <laughs> and, um, and so we talked about, like, because, seriously, like. Don't so, do it, man. Anderson, we, oh. Do it. Yeah, never mind. Uh, you know, I like we talked about how this is my twentieth year. Like literally, you see the same fucking mistakes from these kids over and over and over. You did them, you did them, whatever. Um, and so we just talked about how Pink could really help these dudes. And well, maybe Danny, maybe you couldn't, but no, it's just really oh, funny because you he just see. wouldn't. No, <laughs> hell no. Here's what you should do, but never mind that. Let me tell you what you need to do. Let me tell you what we what, you sh- what we can do. <laughs> Where you at? And what time should I be there? <laughs> let me explain to you what's possible. Let me, In fact, t- let me come show let you. Me, let me. <laughs> yeah. How, what What do you got going on? Where you at? Why don't you give me a ticket? I'll be right there. <laughs> Why are you talking like Colonel Sanders on the <laughs> I, I really don't know. <laughs> but this chicken tastes delicious. <laughs> <laughs> this chicken is delicious. It's got some flavor. Go for the wings. Oh, man. Uh, but it'd be good. It makes sense. You know, as soon as I hear a rider's dating a monster girl, I just I don't pick them on Fantasy Supercross ever again. <laughs> I'm like, they're done. Oh, good times. Call Danny. There you go. Then call me. <laughs> they, exactly. call, they call me to make sure Denny gave you good advice. <laughs> yeah. Thank Wait, you for Denny calling said, Denny. said, get on a plane and fly to Omaha? No. No, no. <laughs> Colonel Sanders said, that's a terrible idea. All 27 spices. <laughs> he says, take that run a car and jump it off that curb. 
Denny, Denny Don't says, do it. Denny says to only stay at hotels that are located by Hooters. Is this true? Is this- Denny just told me every airport hotel has a strip bar within two miles. Damn it, Denny. You heard the story about him and uh, Chicken in Tampa staying at a, at a Marriott by the Hooters? By, right uh, across from the track, actually. The stadium and Tampa, Tampa. Well, there's you know there's the uh, Mons Venus, there's Mons Venus right uh, there. And then you go out and there's that waterway that takes you to St. Pete, and you go a little farther on that little road and there was a Hooters and then a, ho- a Residence Inn, and because you gotta have a Residence Inn because if you're gonna share a room with a buddy you gotta have two bed- different bedrooms and upstairs one and a downstairs one, and yeah we spent a lot of time at Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> is is the number of Hooters girls you've gone home with higher than the number of sisters? Sisters still winning. So, okay, good. Okay. Well, I had lo- their sisters have been around longer than Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's, there's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a numbers game, you know. It's mathematics. Yeah. Sisters well, been around since the beginning went, of time. Hooters went around in the eighties. A lot of ins and outs. A lot of ins and outs. <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> really, the show has gone off the rails. <laughs> Even with Pingry, man, I, I have a different co-host every time I've been here, and I didn't know how Pingry would handle it. He's gone really well. Oh, no, he's good. Yeah, no, I knew, this, I knew this would work out. I knew this would be a good one. All right. Um, what do you got next? Yeah, I do a lot of cocaine and eat some pills, buddy, man. <laughs> Can't even read this question. My eyes are like water. Um, Charlie Worthy wants to know what your guys' thoughts are on a style bonus. You know, back in the day, MC and RC used to do big whips and stuff, and it used to make things a little bit more exciting. Everything seems pretty mundane now. That's why they got rid of these parade laps, because these assholes were going out and not doing anything. They were just doing dead sailors. And, I mean, even Ricky... And, and MC, I mean, they would just whip it, and MC would do the knack knack, and people were fucking losing their minds. And the guys that fell, they're like, okay. So Stu, Chad, whoever else would do, you know, top three or top four would do pray laps, and they're like, really, guys? Really? They would just ride around, look at the track. Yeah, just riding, like, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like, it used to be this massive. Winnem would do a big, you know, cross jump across the track, right? That was the last year. Well, they that's, did that well finally, they just they saw Wyndham do it, and they're just like, okay, screw the top guys in their dumb parade laps. Just Wyndham come out, or they would have you know different guys that like Trey Kennard came out and started doing some uh, some uh, knack knack. So they had had him come out. They're just like if you're not going to entertain Stu and RV or Volman, I mean R- a seat wheelie. RV yeah. was the worst. RV was he would just be like <coughs> like a butt whip. You know, you're like really. Well, he can't really whip that great. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you you don't think so? Not compared to like. Yeah, you like that? I've never really seen him do much of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, like on the yeah. right jump, but yeah. on a triple, it's hard to, t- to throw a big old whip on a triple. Yeah, yeah Ricky no. would just go. Ricky would go upside down. He would go up. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's hard to do. Well, it's Ricky. I mean, what? Timmy would too. Jerk off. Timmy would not. Timmy would not. not Timmy would butt close. whip slow, kind of like I would Timmy do. Timmy tried to do a can-can at St. Louis practice and broke his thumb when he couldn't get his foot back on. Brooks was did, so mad. I've done one can-can, and my second can-can was when Swink was doing them. It was off a little oh, jump swing, on swing, a yeah. free ride in a, in a, in a field with a jump on the side. I did I did the first one. All right. Second one, crash. The hill. <laughs> like, I really don't need to add this to my repertoire. I get hurt enough racing. Yeah. Danny wants me to do a king king. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Sanders says, keep it straight and narrow, boy. <laughs> I did. I did a cross up at, at uh, Byron, Illinois. Uh, it was a Rutherlands qualifier and it had been a mutter all day. And there was one good line around the track and I had a big lead on Junior Jackson and I did a cross up with on the white flag lap crashed in the mud got up junior beat me and i was all covered in mud and my dad just 
God, he just laid into me. I don't think I ever did a cross-up again. Oh, 1997, dude. riding for Pro Circuit. I'm staying with K- uh, Casey Johnson at Brock Seller's house in Ohio. And we go to this rinky-dink little arena cross somewhere mm-hmm. in that state, someplace. Mm-hmm. We know how good you are in arena cross. Well, I have my, I have my moments. But anyway... <laughs> Odd, odd, seven out of eight, seven out of eight main event wins one year. D and Q in the next year. <laughs> I qualified. Okay. I didn't finish probably. Okay. Um, anyway, there's a halftime freestyle contest, and the finish line double <laughs> on this thing. It's like super kicker ramp and a and a two foot peaky little hump to land on. I'm like, I'm out. I can't do anything anyway, and I'm not going to try to you know yeah. do something cool on this tiny little landing anyway. Well, Casey, there's 500 bucks to win it. Casey Johnson's like, I'm in. And uh, he was fast that year at the time. I don't even remember. Casey, that summer of 97, was like on the box, almost winning motos. In fact, he might have won a moto at, at uh, Steel City. Anyway, does some knack, knack, can, can. Cases the thing, yard sales, and breaks his wrist. Oh, oh no. Like just slight fracture, but he couldn't race yeah. the next weekend. Mitch was oh. pissed off. Someone in, the, someone in the chat room said Denny did a can't, can't. Can't, can't. It was a can't, yeah. can't. It was not close, close. <laughs> those, right. those, that happens all the time, man. Yeah, I know you're right. Absolutely. All right, next question. All right, Sam wants to know, uh, is there anything they can do to make races more interesting so they don't end up like they did in San Diego <laughs> last weekend? Race two strokes. That's really it. I mean, it would help. It really would. <clears throat> Slow tracks down. I think we talked about that. Bikes are just can. too good now. Guys are just too good. Bikes are too good. It definitely takes some of the excitement out of racing. You can just correct, like we talked a little bit on the way out here, you can correct a mistake, like that tight little right-hander before that triple. Yeah. They could bobble, oh. spin, and yeah. still go, and triple it. Yeah, for sure. On a 125 back in the day, you had to you would have had to rail that berm, I catch mean, the gear I can, off the fender to even do it. I could put it. on Supercross from 10 years ago, which isn't that long ago, and you can see guys not jumping everything every lap because they screw up. They don't get a drive. Yeah. Villamin, McGrath, these dudes like that, like they don't get a drive. They can't jump it. Then some dudes jumps over their head and whatever. Not over their head, but whatever. Some guy jumps it and, you know, they move on. It was excitement. It was yeah. like a game of trying to be in the right RPM, the right gear, everything else. There's so. more mistakes that I led to better racing. Doing yeah. better with the tracks today than they were there last season, I think. They're definitely. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. They're, they're, like you said, the rhythm sections are not so. I think, like you said, they would take a program and go, this section's going to go here, this yeah. section's going to go here. Now they're actually just putting some random jumps and don't make it flow. All right, next question. That's all we got. That's all we got? Yeah. All right. I think you, the, the high speed stuff, too, though. I mean, if you've got guys just railing around 90 degree turns <laughs> or even even 180s that have a big berm and they're going high speed, you can't come in and try to block past someone when they're going that fast. Yeah. It's not going to end good for either one yeah. of you. Yeah. If they slow it down, then guys can at least come in and, you know. Triple into the satin was cool this week. That was cool. Yep. Yeah. was good. I was surprised. I, that I think I'm the only but one. But it wasn't still, really any I'm faster. The, yeah, I don't think it was faster. Once you got to the corner, it wasn't. Dungey told somebody it was .1 slower. They had it that far down. That he never Did he ever jump it? I don't think he Yeah, he did. It. He did jump it. A couple yeah. times. Weimer never did it. And then I, Anderson's the only one I saw on the inside do it. Oh, really? He, yeah. One of the laps in the main, I think, when he... He did yes. it right behind Trey, Before he went and then out. he passed Trey. That's after he passed Tomac and did it. Huh. But yeah, before he went out. What? Before he went out, Anderson. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. <laughs> he needed a one eight hundred pin card. <laughs> Benny. <laughs> Benny, this chicken tastes Man. delicious. I'm thinking about rocking it all the way to the monster party. What do you see? 
like, why did they have Colonel Sanders? Why, why did these guys he just slowly so, went after Colonel Sanders? I actually <laughs> seen Tyler Berryman there, and he was dressed in all white with white hair. <laughs> he, he could have been Colonel Sanders. Denny, I'm going to ride the East Coast series with Darren Durham. We're going to do it Niner style in a black van. <laughs> That they are really doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's exactly what they're doing. I, I follow. I like Durham. I like Durham. He's a good dude. Yeah. But I've been watching, reading his posts on social media, and it's like, he's like, I'm just having fun, man, and I'm going to bring the fun back. All right, bring the fun back, bro. See, watch the main event from the stands. Do you know how much fun pays the bills? <laughs> right. Like that's awesome that you're going to not, you know, just have fun and you're going to take it back. Cool. Right on. Let me know how that works out for you. You know, I think Swink or not Swink. Uh, Twitch is one of the few guys in the world who can live off of having fun and being a free rider. Yeah. You know, yeah. Every, and everyone else has seen that program and thinking they can get on it, and I don't think that's capable. Yeah. You know. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call anytime leave voicemails. Here's the voicemails. The best of best of that was this week. Uh, we've <clears> skipped these a few weeks, and people are getting upset, and they're leaving messages about being played on the show. So we better get these in before we wrap it up here with Denny Stevenson and David Pingree. Hey, Steve. I was at this weekend's last race in Glendale, and not sure if they've had this before, but uh, I noticed on a few sections of the track there was um, like a light that would blink every time the leader would go by, just like uh, not a color, just like white strip. And, yeah, like I said, when the leader would go by, it start blinking. I was wondering if they've had this in years prior, but uh, also if this is – just to kind of attract attention to the leader or, you know, if it serves some other type of purpose. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to see if you knew more about that. And also I heard in an interview, Ken was talking about how he didn't see pink at all throughout the day, but then, you know, saw that her and Carrie were all around, of course, when he's, uh, after he wins. And so I was just wondering if that uh, is any sort of indication that, kind of shitty over there with between them still or uh who knows maybe she was busy and didn't get there till later in the night but uh just wanted to see what your thoughts were on the situation with rch and kenny uh the the leader the lights were for the leaders yeah every time the leader comes by they kind of shine a light i don't know if anybody knows that at the races but that's what they do and as far as the pink thing and carrie hart thing yeah i don't know anything about that whatever so she just wasn't there this last weekend she's she, only raised no, she's in glendale yeah but he was saying like she was at anaheim Oh, she was? Okay. I got, I got cock-blocked out of the elevator by her. She's what? with her little entourage, and I'm walking around to go the elevator up to the press box. And uh, Brayton's wife's next to me. She's got a baby with her in the stroller, right? And so she's, like, in the elevator. The doors are about to close. She stops it, and she looks at, at Paige Brayton. She's like, come on, we'll make room for you. We got room. Everybody, no. And there's like, well, we can get in the other elevator. She's like, no, no, we're staying together. Come on, you come in. She looks at me. She goes, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> like, what? Wow. All right, I'll just wait here. You should have said. Deal. You should have said. Well, I'm gonna get the party started here. Yeah. No, no that, that would have gone over no. like Weege asking. Uh, Thanks, Travis. Matt LeBlanc. How, How are you uh, doing? I thought it was funny. So dumb. <laughs> so did, dumb. did Weege ask him? That yeah, and he thought, and, and he said he killed it. He's like, "Oh, Matt, it was killer." I'm just like, "No, dude." <laughs> you can see it in his voice. He's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> "Yeah," but I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Right. Was that up in the uh, Anaheim or something? Yeah, he was in the Suzuki Pits. Yeah. He's, he's a Webb. nice guy. I've, I've talked to him a couple of times. Yeah, he's, he's a good really friends nice with uh, Joe, right? Mike Webb. Colin really Barrow. Cool Mike Webb. Colin Barrow and Webb. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to do a podcast with him. I'm trying to. Webb's trying to arrange it. Yeah. Just a moto one, though. Like, how, how'd you get into riding? And, and you know, he's, I mean, got a, he's, got a, he's got land up in Santa 
I think Colin Barber? Barrow, Colin yeah. Barrow introduced him to Webb. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> all right. What are you laughing Enjoy at? the show. I love it. I, 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 I guess. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? I love the show. Um, you do a great job with it. Just want to let you know. Thank you. I don't care what anybody says. I had a question about safety and helmets when these guys are racing. So, like, for example, Stewart, when he crashed and he got a concussion, do they still have the uh, tubes inside the helmets when the uh, medics get to them? It essentially blows up the helmet and uh, takes it off the rider. I don't know if that was something that was still uh, in existence. I don't. Um, I haven't ridden in a while, and I didn't know if that was uh, something they do because uh, it sure would help, especially with uh, these guys that are crashing and getting a lot of concussions. And then the second question, um, it's about Stu, and I wonder how many um, uh, concussions he needs to have before he needs to say he just needs to walk away. So um, I miss that. We all miss that guy racing, but man, safety is number one. Anyways, appreciate your show. Yeah, that's a, that's a hats off device. Still uh, mandata- mandatory to have them uh, in there. And Ping, are you a believer in that thing? Are you, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. That's, that's yeah. You, it's not about concussion, but what spinal injuries, right? Yeah, if off. you have if yeah. you have a yeah. potentially like if you've got an un- unconscious rider who can't tell you if they have neck pain, or if you have a guy saying, "Yeah, my neck hurts" or "My back hurts," the last thing you want to do is pull on their spine. So they've got the most helmets will have like quick release cheek pads to give you some room. But you still got to kind of pull it off, so that device just inflates underneath there and basically pushes off the top of your head. How does it um, work? Does it work slowly? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a CO2 yep. cartridge. You just and it slowly lifts it off, yep. so that you don't have to pull up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a great device. I wish they would make those mandatory in every motorcycle helmet. Period. Right. Because just part of the helmet, right? Yeah. Probably pretty simple. It could do it. <laughs> it could do it. I mean, it would add but wasn't there a two, three bucks probably to the cost of a helmet. I don't know. Let's I don't keep the helmet talk to a minimum because you and JT will get in another Twitter fight about helmets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> wasn't there a main event where Hill, or a race where Hill had to go back and put his in? Uh, uh, yeah, and then Jake Canada missed the start. Oh, Jake Canada. Uh, no, no, Hill had a problem too. Oh, was it? And then Jake Canada missed the start of Phoenix one year. He didn't have the hats in. Hats on. Hats in. Hats, hats off. off. Hats off. All right. And uh, Stewie. How many concussions? Oh, yeah, like yeah. about five ago. I mean, have you heard? Yeah. Did you hear anything about him getting knocked out prior to the season? Like having a big crash? Yeah, I did. But maybe it was from you. Uh, I I heard it somewhere else. Okay. I don't know if I ever told you. Yeah, I, I don't I, know I, no one ever confirmed yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I had heard that, yeah. and it sure makes sense. The way he went out this last time, he didn't look like he hit that hard <sighs> to be out, dude. Like that at a one, he really didn't. No, like. I mean, you guys. It was the... kind of a whip into a berm that was yeah. up a little bit. I mean, and he hit this. It was a kind of a whiplash side smash, but he would definitely have been more susceptible if he knocked him. Honestly, out. if I'm Stu and Yosh, I'm like, come back in outdoors. Honestly, but but he's not in shape. He needs to get in shape. Heart rate needs to go up. Now he can't have that. Could get worse before it gets better. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because he's not trained. You can't train for outdoors. No, not that, really. Because no. that's exactly what it, yeah. it activated, right? The right. high heart rate. Yeah, I was wondering if you could interview somebody over at the Geico Honda team and find out why they don't have factory connection anywhere on the riders' jerseys or hats. Or Christian Craig was on the podium the other day and didn't mention factory connection. I know the amateur team. <laughs> talks about factory connection but 
the pro team does, and it's just Geico Honda. Doesn't Factory Connection actually own that team? Just curious as to why they don't uh, promote themselves. Yeah, they have it's the best. A, oh, sorry, the best suspension out there, unless their your opinions race tech. But I like Factory Connection. Thanks for what you do. No, FC does great work. It is still Factory Connection. Ziggy is part owner. Rick Zigfelder. Zig. Zig, Zilfelder? Zigfelder. Zilfelder. Zigfelder. Um, but it's uh, it's factory suspension now, um, so it gets serviced by uh, KYB, right? So, um, yeah, so factory connection isn't on there anymore. Yeah, and um, but it's still, yeah, it's all factory connection team. The, like I said, the suspension guy is up in New Hampshire. Is that what they are? It is kind of weird that that's how it's done now. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, right? I just don't never think... really thought about that, but right. if they've gone to factory suspension. Yeah. Even though they are you're, half The one thing you're that, promoting, yeah. Jeff Myshak. Borshading, doesn't he own part of it too? Uh, I don't think he does, no. Um, the, he, the, he's just the... The planet fitness guy? Zilf, yeah. Um, Jeff Myshak? No. Myshak's part owner. Um, what the guy's name? Who owns planet fitness? Yeah. Bot Southwick. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Why well, is the name coming up? I can't remember the name yeah. now. They have like satellites now for factory connection, I think like they do with... Uh, for suspension like they do with race tech. Yeah. yeah. My buddy, yeah. the bike I'm getting from my buddy Stan has race or fat to connection suspension on it. And he said, you can, we'll send it off to the guy here in the Midwest or whatever. Yeah. But he'll, he can set it up for myself. Um, we, we treated, retweeted this photo on our show. You, our show account, you number three sixty. This is when you made your mark dueling with Bradshaw. Uh, who's this model that you were posing with? Uh, she used to date Johnny O'Mara at the time. Uh, Susie Kirby, I think her name was, or is. Did you hook up with her after this photo shoot? I did not, know. Okay. She was dating Johnny O'Mara at the time. Oh, she was actually dating him, okay. At the time, she was, right. yes. Okay. All right, just checking. Johnny took her out in his Porsche. Didn't he have a Porsche? Wardy had a Porsche. Wardy's Porsche, and then Wardy, he got that from Oakley. <laughs> Wardy got a Porsche from Oakley? A flat, red slant nose, and then he sold to Chicken, and then Chicken got it. And then Chicken had it for a while. Uh, I I Mike Grundall, Mike Grundall. Okay. You're welcome. Um... <clears throat> Those guys back in the day, like RJ and Osho and Bailey, I don't picture them like you and MC. Besides the dogger, he was doggers off on his own thing. But those guys, you know, I think I think Ricky was pretty crazy when he was on Yamaha's. Was young he? And yeah, a little bit wilder, okay, for sure. Down in you know El Cajon zone, I think they were all Glover, chasing R- after RJ. The same, they seem so uh, chasing after the same girls and stuff. Yeah, I guess RJ and Dogger I heard had stories about yeah, even Glover and and being in, in stuff. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get in fights because of girls that they're you know what all, I mean, right? Know, like, they're all from yeah. El Cajon, that same area, San Diego, and Burnworth so, too. You're, you're not telling me that the same girls didn't cross their same path. So that's when they're all you yeah. know, from seventeen to. But even 21. as far as like partying after after parties or whatever, <clears throat> you know, I mean, again, Dogger is all separate. He doesn't count. He's he, he's on a roof or, doing or, or Bowen or Bowen. You know, well, Bowen's, yeah, Bowen was gnarly, right? Bowen was real gnarly, yeah, too. And uh, you just don't those guys strike Rick, me. Uh, you know, Mickey Diamond had his. You know, he was friends with Molly what about Crew Scott Bell? And, was he a swordsman? Who? <laughs> Mike Bell? Yeah, Mike Bell. You Sorry. said Scott Bell. Yeah, I was thinking of his brother. Oh, Scotty. Mike Bell was even before like those yeah, guys. Times before. Bell hung yeah. it up in like '82. Bomber was a partier, but he trained his ass off too. You know, I think okay. Bell, I think yeah, every, so, yeah, so I think every had era had, had their just, group of guys. I, we weren't around them. We didn't hear as much. It was two magazines. Much or whatever. less. We didn't have any. I don't think Wardy had did. no access to him. There was no. Like, what if you just heard one day like Ricky Ryan, dude, slayed chicks? You know, you're like, huh? Ricky Ryan? That's the thing. You don't. You don't. You'd never heard anything back then. Yeah, even yeah. the beginning of our days, it was like. 
even those Moto Triple X, those videos were the first time yeah. you, you really had like right. kind of a look at people's personalities behind just the racing stuff. True. The 30 minute Moto World show or what yeah. you read in Cycle News. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, let's wrap this thing up. We got to go with this. I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. I know. Let's here, finish these voicemails. It's insanity. Right. I know. Good day, Steve. It's Clint, the, uh, the idiot angry Aussie. I'm just. Uh, yeah, mate, I'm sorry for ringing up and going off like a pork chop yesterday. Um, what? A pork chop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose I'm just, uh, I just, Watson and all them guys I was bragging on about, um, just shit me with the I'm cool and cool attitude. Um, <laughs> I can't understand this guy. <laughs> yeah, I just sort of just, look, I don't want to hijack your show and be a fucking idiot. Is so, it Clint? Yeah. Who's got their phone on? Not me. Yeah, it was you. No, it wasn't. Oh, it is. You want to play it? Whatever. But, um, oh, you're no welcome. Worries, dude. Uh, Clint, you. Clint called last week. Uh, he's very angry. This he, guy? Yeah, he doesn't like Josh Grant. He doesn't like Kenny Watson. Uh, somebody else was was uh, also his, his uh, wrath. He doesn't like Tommy Hahn. doesn't like Tommy Hahn, yeah. And so he's very angry, called in. <laughs> now he's leaving an apologetic voicemail for. And Watson was very upset that I didn't defend him last week. So. Watson listens? He said somebody told him about it. I told him he was full of shit. He secretly told listens for sure. Fuck you. There it is. Dar dar. Leave you alive. Have a good one. Mathis. I just got done listening to last week's show. The bit with Kiefer and the voicemails was internet gold. Not even gold, like internet platinum. I was fucking dead. You guys rock. Keep up the good work. Thanks. I think that guy might be high. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe even baked. He maybe should have called one out. Jay from Michigan. Holy fuck balls. What is Keeper thinking? MC fourth. I just stopped the show. I can't take it. Uh, we were talking about all time ranking of the riders. And Supercross or just all time? All time. And uh, Kiefer went RC, uh, RV, JS, and, and MC. And I'm like, here. Kiefer said that? Idiot. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's RC, MC, RV. Then maybe James, Chad, whatever, Hannah, whatever. But the top Where three. Like the guy. The, the top three are. Of all RC, time? All time, yeah. RC, MC. Oh, RC, uh, MC, yeah. RV, probably. RV's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone in the someone in, in the Instagram said, hashtag Sister Slayer. Sister Slayer. <laughs> yeah, that Slayer. was a good one. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's go. Yeah, that might, that's, uh, huh. <laughs> Who's the Mount oh, Rushmore? Get that on the back of your pants. Get that on the back of your pants. Coming in, in to, uh, to just say something, you know. I, I think that Travis is the best thing to happen to the Pulp Show in the past three years. I mean, if you just look at what he's doing on Twitter with all his, like, analyzing with the data and all that stuff, and he really feel like he's got a good sense of humor, and he's, uh, I don't know. Definitely, it, it's a close battle between him and Tits, but I think he he wins the battle. But uh, 
Yeah, probably the best thing to happen to the show the past three years. Is I mean, that, that and, uh, <laughs> you know, Ping's arms. I don't know if that really does an awful the show, voice. but, uh, you know, I wonder how those babies are looking right now in the studio. Oh, I can only imagine. I thought he had some numbers right, for us, some stats. Yeah, he does, but we, that was three hours ago. Right, man. Thank you. <laughs> we can milk this show another <laughs> 45 for all minutes. You do, Come on, Steve. Ping. Really yeah. appreciate it. Honestly, uh, I know a lot of people tell you, and I, wanna, I know a lot of people give you shit, but, uh, but you really uh, – you're really a great, great guy and great uh, guy right. for the sport. You, yeah. you go you above and beyond for us fans, and uh, oh, definitely got to yeah. thank you for that. So appreciate oh, it. Shit. Hope you guys had a good show, and uh, talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Steve, Mike from Sacramento here. I uh, wanted to call and touch base. Uh, I think I'm the guy that you pulled the drop of. Uh, I miss tits. I miss tits back from. So honored to to be a drop on the show. Uh, but I gotta say, with Travis, not missing tips so much lately. Look at He's this doing guy. a really good job. I think Colin did good too. But Travis is up and above, and the uh, the stats that he's putting out are very fun. The blame pie is awesome. I do have a, a stat for him to research if he's willing. Uh, one of my pet peeves with you and the industry in general is every time there's a, a baseball field, everyone thinks the tracks are shorter because of of it being on a baseball field. I agree that the the the, the tracks are usually designed with less 180s, more 90s because of the shape, um, being more square rather than um, big rectangle. But as far as lap times go, they're pretty much dead on. And honestly, when looking back at last year's uh, best laps from the main events, um, like Arlington, Atlanta, Atlanta 2, St. Louis, they're, even New Jersey, they're all right around the 49 to 51 second mark. So I think it's really got to do with a lot more of just how the track's made. Obviously, Glendale last week going out of stadium made it longer. But I hear like uh, Petco, it's going to be short because the baseball field. Um, that's not true in my opinion. I, I think the, the stats will show, so maybe Travis can uh, take a look. Thank you guys. Love everything you do. Sorry for the long-winded message. I know I, I'm talking a lot. Well, didn't he just say Arlington and Atlanta? He, he listed uh, football stadiums. Yeah, he's saying those are short. But I think what, what, what I know what he's saying, um, and he may has a point, but the speeds are greater as far as the length, the speeds of those long straightaways at these, these football stadiums. And so when you talk about a faster track, sometimes you mean that, you know? Because you have longer, they go the length of the stadium a lot of times. Yeah, baseball ones don't really do that. This weekend's was it was windy. It was really windy. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, we went out to the walk to our track walk, and we never made it past the first turn. No, you, we didn't. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely. I looked around, and it's like, wow, that thing just goes in yeah. all different directions. No, nope. like if you were sitting lower bowl trying to pay, pay attention, spectate, you got to be totally lost. You'd lose people. Yeah, guys are just jumping. Yeah. Um, all right, we're done. Uh, Pulp Mix Show presented by uh, BTO Sports. Can we hear one of his stats. Yeah, sure. Okay. What did it even have to do with? It, uh, pro circuit team. Somebody asked me on Twitter last week. Um, I put out some stuff about Ryan Dungey versus Ryan Villapoto. It was really good. And uh, how Dungey would have fared if he didn't have DNFs and stuff. Um, there was one year in Supercross where he broke his chain. And had he actually finished that race, he probably would have won that championship as well. That was an outdoor title? That was a Supercross title. And then there was what, an what outdoor year? title. Uh, I think that was 11 or 12. 11, yeah. I think. So when he was on Suzuki? No, KTM. Oh, he was already. Mm, yep. He was no? Suzuki. No, Suzuki. Oh. Yeah. And then there was an outdoor title where he ran out of gas. Um, so he may have won two out of, you know, six total. 
without, but I mean, for the most part, RV had him covered. Um, somebody asked me on Twitter about the PC team and how they haven't been doing very good these last couple of years. And so they asked me to maybe pull some stuff. Um, what I did is I ran through and pulled the best finish of a pro circuit rider in every race for every year for the last, since 1991, since they mm -hmm. wow. started racing. Um, their best year, 2004, where the average top riders finish in each race was 1.2. This is for Supercross only, by the way. Yeah. 1.2. RV and Townley? Yes. Is that when they yeah. swept the podium in the shootout that year, too? No, that was a few oh, years later. Yeah. Because um, Hanson was part of that, too. That was Lang Langston. Wasn't it Langston and the... Uh, no. What year was it? 2004? That was Tedesco, Walker, Roncada. Uh, um, and they only ran west, so that kind of cheats them a little bit. Um, Oakshirt only ran west one year? There was a few years where they only had riders in west, and they didn't run in, in the east. Um, the next best year was 1991, their first year, which was uh, 1.4, and then 2009 was also 1.4. Um, 2011 and 2014 were both pretty good as well. They were both still averaging in the 1.8 and 1.9 range. And then their worst year um, in the history of the team was, in fact, 2015, where the average top finish for a rider on the PC team was 5.6. I caramba. And they didn't win a single race. There were only two years where they didn't win a race in Supercross all season. Yeah. And that was one of their years. 2015, what was the other? Uh, I want to say it was oh nine, oh oh one, oh one. Yeah, mm. I was like I said, oh one. What was ninety five's average finish? Twenty third. <laughs> um, ninety five. Oh one was two point two. Oh one was Gossler, Matt Walker, those guys. Uh, well, Walker won, but so would a Gossler was Bonds, Lytle, Brown, Bentley, and Voland. Yeah, like I said, Walker and. <laughs> <laughs> Way to nail it! Yeah, thank you, thank you. Walker didn't come on until 2002. I said with Sorby. I said Bonds they had and Walker Brown. and Sorby. <laughs> this yeah, chicken was, tastes good. Yeah, I think the days of just pulling some out of, out of some irrelevancy like Mitch has done over the past years is done. You're not going to get do that anymore. I don't think. Um, I look the, the the guys have got away from Mitch doing their motors. They've gotten smarter people doing their motors. Uh, they pay well. Um, you know, Anderson and Muscan are a couple of guys that turned Mitch down. Flat out. Blake Wharton turned Mitch down. Nope. I'm good on my Rockstar team. That never used to happen. Never, ever, ever. Uh, that was probably a huge mistake. Well, okay, yeah. But, <laughs> you, were, uh, you nailed two out of three there. Yeah. Yeah, the um, Rockstar Suzuki team, we probably shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? That That's what's, what's amazing. But, yeah. yeah, these guys have closed the gap. Well, Mitch Big was time. always ahead technologically. Yep. And the way the game is played changed, and Mitch is slow to catch up. Yep. And I think he's he'll get there, but... Yep. Can you imagine Mitch Payton in 1995, how he's handled last year? He would have handled last year? Oof. Oof. He'd killed people. And Bud said a Geico's now higher and get kids oh, off minis that's, in arena. We don't have enough time for me Loretta's. to get into that. I think it's brutal. All these teams are brutal. I don't know how you stop it or police it, but soon, you know, um, I know for sure, like Jet Reynolds... He's making excess of $150,000 a year. He's Shut 11 years up. old. Yes. Yes. They're just, what they're doing is they're like, hey, we got a 16-year-old. Okay, we'll get a 15-year-old. Hey, we're going to get a 14. Like, that's all these teams are doing. Like, we'll get him younger, and we're going to shape him and treat him and treat him. And then what happens is these kids get two years in the pros, and then, uh, ah, you're garbage. We're going to go to the next kid. You well, know? Like, Mitch, Mitch made a really good point. Like, he said uh, in a story I did with him, um, it usually takes guys 
like three, four years before they're ready to start winning. For most guys. He says, yeah. you've got the occasional standout like a Canard or whoever. Right. But um, he goes, so, you know, does it make sense to get him at that age, spend all the money to groom him all the way up, then you get him as a pro. Now you got to stick with him for another three years, four years before they start winning for you? Like, yeah. Or do you just it's, find a guy, you know, and try to get him, you know what I'm saying, and save yourself all that cost? It's, it's terrible right now. It's a terrible thing. All these OEMs are doing it. All these teams are doing it, and they're spending all this money. And these kids are getting so much money and so much support, and they're 10, 11, 12 years old. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's not good for our sport. But how yeah. do you stop it? There's no governing body to stop you, you from helping somebody. Yeah, yeah but no different than, than, than with the yeah, like saying the. It's a massive problem. Bulls in our sport. Go, the Bulls really go is. and start start paying at an elementary yeah. school kid. Meanwhile, like, you know Kyle time. Chisholm, who is getting 12s and 13s, like McGrath said, he's making 50 grand a year or whatever. Like, you know, and and but but. 11-year-old Jet and 12-year-old Ryder and 13-year-old Racer, you know, all these weirdo names these kids have nowadays, they're Wait. getting, they're making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, what the fuck? What about Chiz? I'm just saying, like, Chiz is a guy on TV and, like, with the sponsors and the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... It's amazing that the guys are the top like five porn, guys are it'd making. It'd be like porn companies just mining younger and younger and younger. You the, know what the, I mean? There's a guy that, there's 20 guys on that main event. And the first place guys is making five million, and the guy in twentieth is making fifty. Yeah, grand. that's a huge dude. We're broken. Spectrum. We're broken that way. We really are. That's pretty gigantic. That's my statement of the night. We're so broken. Boom. Why can't we just? Man, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Give me some chicken. This is screwed up. One nine hundred pingry. What should I do? Uh, hey, I hope you had fun, Denny. I Thank did. You. Thank you so much I, for having me. I, yeah. Um, I had a fantastic <laughs> time. Good. San Diego was great. Ping, it's been great seeing you. I've, I've seen so many people this weekend I hadn't seen in a long time, and it was great. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be back. Yeah, here. we got to get you back in. You're, you, people love, love you. I think right they here. love your stories. We Ping, as always, you and your arms. Thank you for coming up. It's been fantastic. <laughs> I wish Vegas was closer. I know. I have to drive four <laughs> hours right Dude, now. Dude, I know, and I feel bad. Travis it took me fourteen fall. hours to fly from Nebraska to San Diego. Travis couldn't get keep the show on the rails. So my bad. We skipped a commercial break. Well, even. it was just you know what are you gonna do? I Not skipped a commercial fault. break trying to make it faster so he could leave, but that didn't work. So. Yeah, uh, Travis. Uh, though those people said you did a good job, you are doing a good job. So keep I it appreciate up. It. Yeah, Thank Travis doing a great job. <laughs> um, follow him on Twitter for his dumb stuff. I'm definitely gonna. <laughs> Can't wait. We'll see if I'm, I'm going to bring my... you some Tennessee whiskey next time I show up. <laughs> you want a bucket of chicken? <laughs> am I doing a black guy's voice or am I doing a I can't sure. tell. Colonel Sanders voice? What it's, am I doing? It's a little cross between Sanford and son. <laughs> Samuel Jackson and old uh, KFC uh, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> All right, well, that's Denny Stevenson and uh, that's David Pingree. Pookie, thank you. Thanks to SwissCore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Check out partner sponsor deals on publicmechshow.com. Who's in next week? I forget. DV. DV? Oh, yeah, DV. The great DV is here. He was so angry this week. I'm following his Twitter. Uh, Man, I was trying to get the kids to leave after practice. This race and stuff being out sucks. <laughs> he talks what like a... Colonel Sanders, too. That's <laughs> a French Colonel Sanders. Wait, wait. I'm out of hell. This chicken sucks. Let's go, kids. We got to get home and get ourselves some frog legs. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it.
I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>